and welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 71, the Halloween Michael Myers saga continues and comes to an end tonight. Are you guys excited? I'm pretty excited. I'm so excited. I can barely wait to hear your mic move more. <laughs> oh, really? All I did was I take love... a sip of the Timmy's. And everybody out there, <laughs> drink a Timmy's. Yes, it's October, and when October comes, four times a year, once a week during October, I drink a Tim Hortons pumpkin pie or pumpkin spice ice cap, and it's delicious. It's freaking as small as, like, way too many calories and way too sweet, but I treat myself once a week in the month of October, so... There you have it. And he wears a skirt while he drinks it. (laughs) Uh, Dude, it's a great fucking cup of coffee. It's delicious. That's that's not coffee. That's a milkshake. Yeah. Dude, yeah, but it's delicious. It's it's coffee. Dude, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it keeps you up all night. Dude, the buzz is, yeah, it's actually a stronger buzz than a regular cup of coffee. It's fucking boing, and it's got whipped cream in it, and it's got freaking, like, these graham crackers. You got the caffeine and the sugar, so it's it's, uh, a double dose. Yeah, double dose. I'm going to be bouncing off the wall. Good, I want to be for this show. This is a big show. We're talking about the second half of the Myers saga. We're talking about uh, Halloween H2O, Halloween Cold Cola Resurrectum. We're going to talk about uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Rob Zombie's H2. And yes, we are going to talk about Halloween 2018, the long-awaited film that we have been dying to see. And it's, it's finally happened, and tonight we're going to talk about it, or today, whatever, <laughs> whenever you're listening <laughs> tonight for us. Oh, new listeners, by the way, just in case you only want to hear that, we will timestamp that for you. You know, some people time are... Timestamp everything. Right, but I want new listeners to know. Like, they just might have seen Halloween 2018, because of course we're going to put that in the header, because we want people to listen. We might be one of the first people to review it. They might see that and say, hey, just in case they put it on... And they don't want to listen to us bullshit about other movies. We'll timestamp it. It's coming up at the end and hope you enjoy it. I have a couple of big announcements to make here. Well, one's a big announcement. These guys here are in the dark. Oh, I didn't say who I was. I'm Dave Z. I'm Christian, everybody. I'm the guy that laughs pretty much at everything. <laughs> Especially his own jokes. Yes. <laughs> we all do. And I'm Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest joke of all, apparently. <laughs> oh, we love you, man. As a matter of fact... Everybody loves you, and I got to tell you, because this first announcement just just goes to show how much everybody loves you. Jason Lloyd has recently put it out there, you know, in, in uh, on Facebook, and it, it may not be brand new news to people that are in the group page and things like that, but at this moment, uh, I'm announcing it to these two guys here because this is kind of like preempted. We're recording before that the um the announcement's coming, but Jason told me the announcement was coming, so Ooh, I'm excited. Yes, yes, you should be excited because Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast is now officially the most downloaded podcast in the history of Horrorphilia Network. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, fantastic yes. news. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah that's, thanks. That's, that's right. amazing. Right? Gonna, Isn't it amazing? I'm going to thank my five <laughs> devices that I downloaded on. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Thank your wife. Thank your children for, for downloading every episode on each device. Every, every public library, I go to the computer, but uh, boop, but uh, bing. 
Oh, shit. So, yes, as of episode 70, the first Halloween episode for us, it became official. We we have surpassed 130,000 downloads. Just mm. let that sink in for a second, right? Holy shit. Sinking in deep. Wow. Right? Balls deep. Balls deep. <laughs> 130,000. Crazy, huh? In 70, ep- well, 70 episodes plus... The two bonus episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, twenty nine was a three parter. Remember twenty nine A, B, and C. Yeah, don't so... remind us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We, we'll never that one brought us down. <laughs> <laughs> but still, we've done it. Uh, it. It's pretty amazing because it happened in seventy, you know, plus episodes there. But obviously, the, the big one before was the skeleton crew, and I never imagined when I started the show, I was just hoping. That one day I would have as as many downloads as you know we have with the skeleton crew, and we've been very very fortunate to uh, have surpassed it at this stage of the game. So, so basically, I'm... we're twice as good as the skeleton crew <laughs> since it took them twice as many episodes. I'll tell you oh, what, Alex, credit... I apologize for him. <laughs> I apologize for myself. <laughs> if we're not twice as good. The thing is, we're twice uh, as lucky. But we are very lucky. We're lucky because we didn't start. Just with nothing. You know what I mean? We already had coming in. We already had some. You had the Dave Z Nation. The cult of Z was with us. A little bit of the Dave Z Nation, but it's really not that strong. It's really because of you guys. I have to really honestly thank the two of you because it's all about you two. That's what I said. Like, Brandon, everybody loves you. This is true. Everybody that listened to Banana Laser and everybody that listened to Skeleton Crew and currently everyone that listens to ABC's A Hidden Horror, my other show on the network. They don't all listen to this show. <gasps> Who are saying, these people? Let's shame them. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm nothing special. If I was something special, all those guys would have jumped over and said, hey, this is Dave Z's new show. I have to listen. That didn't happen. So, so wait, are you now, complimenting us or is this our fault? <laughs> no, I'm 100% complimenting you because those guys weren't on board, all of them. Because obviously they like Alex more or Jamie more or you know whoever I was I was I, I was fortunate enough to work with other good people Matt and, and Alex and Jamie and Dan and every you know what I mean oh, I like him more <laughs> you like me more who the hell's me more <laughs> <laughs> Yo, our, cut, is that your is that your uncle <laughs> it's our new third host you're out <laughs> Uncle me more <laughs> I was trying to say that you know everyone did not follow me here not just that. If they would have been on board, we, we would have even had, it would have happened even quicker. But we have people from all over the place, new listeners from different avenues. And you know what I mean? So it's you to the, the, the success we had. I thought if we had success, at least half of it would be because of the people that I brought over from my other shows. Well, half of those people didn't come over. So that's why the testament is to you guys, because you guys came on here and you know what I mean? Blew everybody away. They heard the three of us together and we surpassed all those other shows. So that's what I'm trying to say is that I'm buying guys, everything you're saying. Yeah. It totally makes sense. I know it makes sense. <laughs> you know, and I, I just have to add that I would like to thank me. <laughs> you should thank you yeah. because if, if not for TGIF 13, we wouldn't have those three additional <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I love to bring you Alex and JP and Vince. <laughs> I'm right. shaking my own hand right now. You guys can't see it, but I am. I'm doing that. <laughs> Shake your own hand. Be I, happy. I am. No, I'm very happy. I'm. I, I'm, I'm guising it with uh, bad jokes, but no, that's awesome news. This is great, great news, and I, that just makes me more it excited is. to jump into this episode now. No, I. I really like to thank yes. everybody because this is awesome. 
130,000 downloads. Amazing, right? Wow, who would have thought that us three assholes heard, were heard 130,000 plus times? Wow, it's just crazy. It's surreal, and and you know we're elated. And thank you every single person that's listened, downloaded, spread the word. And speaking of spreading the word, something happened recently on um, social media. On Shutter put out a thing about recommending podcasts, and a lot of our listeners mentioned us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we were tagged, and we were you know mentioned. And uh, thank you everybody for that because yeah. word of mouth is a big thing, you know. Really, that's that's what it's about. Other than us trying to market our show, but again, it, this is a labor of love. This is coming from fandom. Yeah, we'd love to do this full time, but it's really it's just like an extended hobby. We have our day jobs, we have families, friends, and we do this. Yeah, I have none of those things. Yeah. So it's, it's your career. <laughs> but no, I want to thank. Word of mouth is is huge. It's only second to ass to mouth. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're the best. See? <laughs> No, but seriously, it's amazing. I mean, Dave, you talk about it, it is, you know, seriously, it is a, a group collaborative effort. And uh, but your marketing from the very beginning has been amazing. And our listeners in terms of recruiting other people to listen is great. And of course, you know, the word of mouth to, to other areas like Shudder and stuff like that. That only makes us so thankful to have such a great group of listeners. It's amazing. Like, really. Like, word of mouth. I never thought about it. We always say on the show, you know, please subscribe on iTunes and do this and rate us and download, you know. And But word of mouth is something you don't bring up. And it's, a, it's it doesn't happen much. Actually, it happens on Twitter constantly. I've been mm -hmm. doing the Twitter a lot lately. And you see, give us some podcast recommendations. I don't even know if they're spam bots or what because it happens so much. But either way. Having it out there on threads that other podcasts are seeing is great. So thank you everyone for that that did that. And if anyone hasn't done that and then they see the opportunity, please do because I think that's it. I think it's it's part my marketing right off the bat and trying to build it on Twitter and Facebook as much as I can. But that only goes so far. You can market your ass off, but if someone listens and and the show sucks, it doesn't matter. People aren't going to word of mouth unless they enjoy the show. So I'm just you know people. People that are doing that enjoy the show, and, and we love them for it. Amen. 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 Let's I, continue. I'm still laughing at fucking Brandon's joke, second only to ask the mouth. I'm still <laughs> fucking losing it over here. It, that was fucking brilliant. Thank you. But let's, let's, talk, had a good let's talk some Halloween. Come on. Almost. Almost. Oh, almost. Let's, Hold on. let's not get Hold too on. ahead of ourselves. Not too. Uh, we we want to thank Jordi Ostier, our good friend, for making... That uh, that amazing thing because we don't have a oh. website. Letterbox. Right? Letter, the guy, letterbox. Yeah. That was a lot of work. Yes. I went through each and every one. He was meticulous. Yes. You guys talk about it. I've been talking way too much. Tell tell the listeners what he did. Yordi, we thank you, listeners. He created a letterbox for our show, uh, covering pretty much all the list shows that we've done, uh, whether it be end of year, whether it be like top twenty scores or posters. Uh, I mean, he, I think he, he combined them all onto our own letterbox. Dave, do you have the, the link? Uh, I, I can pull it up in a second. <laughs> I, I use letterbox and man, I don't put in that much effort. So honestly, thank you so much. Cause it's labor intensive in terms of sitting there for hours on end, making those lists. Well, and he's got it his own podcast. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes. he's got, he's, he's busy himself. Shut that podcast out again. Clocksclag, uh, because most of the time it's in um, Clydesdale. You know. I believe it's a horse. 
<laughs> is it the midnight hour yes, with translated? Okay, hour. Yeah, it's, the it's 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 the white Clydesdale. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, to uh, make it all fucking convolutes. Man, I think I should sign off right now because I feel like I killed it in the first ten minutes. Like I feel like I can't add anything else to the show. And oh. I would agree. Letterboxed L E T T E R B O X D dot com slash exploding heads slash lists and then slash something else but i can't see because when i click on the link it just says letterbox.com so the link isn't working oh no i got it (laughs) it wasn't working but then it says exploding heads horror movie podcast bottom line is yeah they don't need to be signed in to view the lists no they don't you can just view it but i recommend joining up Uh, letterbox is actually quite good i've been using it to track most of my films I, I i'm not really caught up yet i haven't been on it for a couple of days yeah i use it i use it for my 82 watches it's four there's 47 lists under our name and it says exploding heads horror movie pod that's what it says so either way if you want to go to letterbox and look us up go ahead and it's all there we don't have a website we don't need a website when we have things like this because what else are we going to do on it except put put this shit there honestly so yeah. and merch merch for stuff you're never going to buy <laughs> <laughs> they want to buy. People have been asking us, but we'll get to it. Well, here, check this out for merch. Uh, it's almost ready, but I got my own little concoction of exploding heads, anal bleach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Brayden's uh, one, two, four. I had to do math. <laughs> Ebook. <laughs> How about a tutorial on speed podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I, had to, I had to cut a three-hour show down to 80 minutes. <laughs> Using truncate everything. <laughs> so, All right. again, oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Jordy. Yeah. Jordy. Yes. Awesome, yeah, man. Fucking, thank you. I love the dude. He's fucking, he's, yeah, he's awesome. And we can't thank you enough. And, and maybe is, we'll find a way. You know? No, we can't, but this is... We can. We can find... But I'm just saying, this is what it's all about. We're talking about a community that spans... Like, this is... He's on the other side of the world, more or less. I mean, this is awesome. It is awesome. Man. So, we're in a great mood. Well, let's let's hope it stays the same. I have to read one more email. One email, excuse me. And then we're going to get on to the show, the main event. So, good thing we time it because if you guys hate this shit, then just go to Halloween, H2O, and whatever. But... We're doing this, man. And and remember to go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yes, well said. Okay, so fan mail from Kenny Miskell. Mm-hmm. Mm. I met Christian roughly two years ago. Kenny Cohn. Inter- yep, Kenny Cohn. He introduced me to Exploding Heads. I have always enjoyed your guys' show. Listening to you guys ramble on is soothing. Well, thank you. We've certainly been doing it so far. You guys have an epic chemistry with each other. Nothing feels forced or rehearsed. A lot of bickering, laughter, and inside jokes makes me feel like I'm sitting there with you guys laughing, having a good time. Between kids and work, I don't get to listen to the episodes on release date. Sometimes I will have a day driving at work, and I can fill an eight-hour shift with two to three episodes. Makes the day fun and easy to get through. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Dave and Brandon, if you two can do me a favor and not allow Christian to suggest movies on Facebook, I would greatly appreciate it. (laughs) Terrifier was one of the worst movies I have attempted to watch in recent years. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I would like to hear you, your guys' thoughts on movies you loved as children, but re-watching as an adult, not so much. Thanks for all you do. Lots of loves and kisses. Okay. So thank wow. you for all that. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks for the kisses. <laughs> he did not like Terrifier. He turned it off after 10 minutes, he told me. 
Uh, well, I guess you know what that is a hit and miss. Uh, it's, I thought it's, it, it's I thought it was a great a lot of fun. I, I'm yeah, not gonna... I liked it too, but it's divided a lot of people. Well, I liked it. I'm not blowing it like other people are, but I liked it. You know. Well, I just anyway. want to add one thing. Uh, Kenny was on postmortem radio with me uh, and Oz for the uh, for the first like you know 15 episodes or so. Uh, I left after episode 20, but. You could check him out on those shows because we actually did a Halloween retrospective on that show that Kenny was on too. And he tells a story that is part sad, but had me in fucking stitches the way he told it. <laughs> I was losing my mind and I, I will do it no justice retelling it now because that's Kenny's story. But it's on that show, Postmortem Radio. Check it out uh, after you listen to this one, of course. And then he also has been guesting on another show. He's not on it regularly, at least... Um, Maybe he is now, but uh, at first he said he was just in three episodes, which I listened to all three. And that show's called Death Locker. Those guys have a good sense of humor, so I have no problem shouting them out. That's a great. It was a great listen, as well. What is it? Death. De- what? Death Locker. Walker. W a l k e. Locker. Locker. Like what I'm going to shove you into if you don't fucking open your ears. <laughs> I, th- I thought he said Walker at first too, but the second yeah. I heard Locker. Oh, oh. Speaking of that, I don't enunciate. Okay. Christian, I'm going to ask you to pronounce a word for me really quickly. Shoot it. Okay. To me. B-A-T-T-E-R-Y. Battery? Battery. Okay, you said it correctly. Well, my brother told me today, he was at the house today watching football. He deals with a lot of Canadians over the phone, and every time they talk to him, they pronounce it battery. <laughs> I want to cover for my battery. Could he said something? I go, I never heard. They go, dude, every time it's a Canadian. So I said, tonight when I record, I'm going to ask, but you, you don't say it. Are you familiar with that? I've heard, I've heard people say it. Like, that's kind of like lazy, laziness. I'm surprised I don't say it like that because I do kind of truncate words. I truncate's my word do of they... the night tonight. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, but no, Elephant but truncate. I've heard it. I have heard it. Do they okay. make Zed batteries? <laughs> <laughs> Zed batteries. Oh, shit. This might be the last show. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, though. But listen, back to that email. Uh, Kenny, we're not going to answer that tonight. Obviously, it's a big, big show. As you know, we're in the middle of doing all this. But we are planning to do, if not next month, then in December, we're going to have one of those shows where we're playing. And maybe it'll be our anniversary show. Whatever it is, we will answer the question on that show. Yeah, I like that question. Yeah. It's cool. I don't think I have an answer because I don't think anything's changed for me. Like one thing, one thing popped into my mind right away, but I'll, I'm gonna save it because I I could definitely think of more. Big black cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't hold up. It's not as big as I remembered when I was a kid. It was much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't have an answer because everything I liked when I was a kid, I still. The only thing that's changed for me is that I've learned to love things that as a kid I didn't like, and now I like it. But everything I still I, that I loved as a kid, I still love now. I just, I cannot grow that way. You know, I, I can't get past it. But whatever, maybe if I think hard and we'll have answers. But it ain't about that tonight. Tonight, it's, it, it's October, it's an exciting night, and we're going to talk Halloween. So, Christian, are, are you, I'm sorry I kept you so long. Are you still excited? I am extremely excited. Oh, okay. Well, Brandon, you know what to do. All right. Let's kick it off with Halloween water. <laughs> <laughs> no, Halloween H20 from 1998, directed by Stephen Miner. Laurie Strode, now the dean of a Northern California private school with an assumed name, must battle the shape one last time, and now the life of her own son hangs in the balance. Okay. Let me say something. Go ahead. The title? The title. 
was yeah. originally supposed to be called Halloween 7, The Revenge of Laurie Strode. Don't you yeah. think that would have been fucking badass? I like that title. I read that too. I was reading all the trivia for this and uh, all these interesting facts, and I do like that. I like the H2O having a double meaning. I read that the pH balance for water is 7, and since this is the 7th movie, like that's how they justified that, but, you yeah. know. Well, I thought they were alluding that it had no substance. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Here we go. He loves Look, I'm, I'm going to continue to play devil's advocate like I did with pretty much every movie. But to be fair, I, I had a good time with this one. Again, the goal, just like the last time, go in open-minded. When I first saw this movie, I liked it. I don't know what I was expecting. I, I left the theater going, I, I like that? And I was almost questioning it. That's why... <laughs> I yeah, it sounded that. like a question. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and so then when I when I rented it again afterwards, I'm just like, wow, no, it it doesn't have a lot to it. I respect the fact that uh, Laurie's back in it, Jamie Lee Curtis is back, but I feel like the movie's mostly a misfire. Wow, interesting. See, there are a lot of things I wanted from this movie that I learned we couldn't get based on certain things I heard in the commentary, but I thought Jamie Lee was the, the shining light in the whole film i think her performance was terrific i've learned to like it i i did not used to like it i'm talking about not 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 the movie in particular i'm talking about jamie lee's performance really I, well let me explain why okay how can i say this because of my love for the original and especially like what's happened over the last five ten years where i, I made an official last show and said it's definitely my favorite horror movie now I, i've accepted it i know it is now but the thing is I've watched it a lot over the last 10 years. And every time I had watched it, up until this past year, it wasn't my Laurie Strode. <laughs> it was... I've said that before, too. I, I know I was, exactly what you're saying. But I'm going to... I'm gonna, But I do I do conclude. I, I, I have come around. Period. And it makes sense. And it, it makes sense. Because I think it was a matter of me romanticizing Laurie Strode, the character. Because this is the best way I can put it. Watching Halloween 78... And the way I, 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 you know, blew my load all over it last week, and I really believe it when I watch that movie, I feel like Haddonfield is a real place and that these are real people. That doesn't happen to me very much watching a movie. But it's always happened for that movie, and especially with her, because she's the lead, and she's, you know, that's who you sympathize with the most. You're following her from beginning to end. Now, she seemed as if she was Laurie Strode in Halloween 78, but in Halloween 1998, it seemed like I'm watching Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode. Does that make sense to you? I can see it because there was always something that didn't really sit well with the arc of what has happened to her in the 20 years. I mean, they've done certain things right. I guess move her to the other side of the country, which is actually a fault in my opinion of it's the West Coast. It doesn't feel very Halloween-y. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, all that stuff but I mean at the end of the day then you, at least they didn't make her stay in Haddonfield I guess because if she was that haunted by this you'd figure she would get the hell out of Dodge sure some of the I guess I'm not really answering your question I'm just putting more of my shit but the reality is I, I know what you're saying because I never thought she sold me that this was her 20 years later dude she cut her hair in other movies prior to this. She chopped her hair in the 90s, and then every movie she was in, she had short hair. Then you watch Halloween H2O, and it's just Jamie Lee Curtis again with the short hair being Laurie Strode. I want the, the Scream Queen Laurie Strode from, you know, 
Halloween, and I see there, there I am, instead of calling her Jamie Lee, I'm calling her Laurie Stroll. That's how much I, I think of her as that character. And it's it's more than just a haircut. It's the mannerisms. It's it, it's some of her behaviors. Now, now, before I continue, Brandon, what do you think about me saying that? Do you, do you get I, I can or what's see where from? you're coming from. I, I wouldn't argue it. I would just say, for me, I saw it as this character is is a shell of Laurie Strode. So that's why it probably feels so off, and it's intentional that way, given the fact that it's 20 years and she still can't have any closure, and she's so damaged, and obviously she's she's doing drugs and drinking, and she's just she's a mess. There so, you have it. But but I told but I I can understand that I can understand that she's she's certainly not the same Laurie Strode from '78. No, but there you go. What you've just said is mm. what I I have been able to learn. My last couple of viewings that, you know what, that wouldn't make sense. She is as traumatized as she is through all this. She wouldn't be that person. Like I'm looking like for me, I'm watching it and I hate to make this a 10 minute conversation, but just it was just one thing for me. Like I looked at it. I'm like, okay, when I was 17, I was one way. But if you looked at me at the age of 38, I really wasn't that much different. I mean, I looked a little older, of course, because that's age. But to look at me. I felt like I was the same person, and for the most part, like I just said, I, I was into the same type of stuff. I didn't change that much. Watching her go from 17 to 37, it was almost like she was 47 plus, the way she, and I don't mean this in a mean way. I think it was just because of the, what she wore and her haircut and stuff, but the way she looked and the way she acted. She she seemed so far removed from that, that that's what it was, but it makes total sense because of 20 years of serious trauma and knowing that he's never been found and yeah. having to do all that shit and change her name and be paranoid. And then she has her own son. And today, especially with him being the same age and, and, you know, bugging out. And they, that's the, the, the melodrama of that also always took me out of it with the son and her and the boyfriend. But as an adult and looking at it now with, you know, adult eyes, the last few years, more than ever, it's took me in. I think it's a combination of that and all the fan service and all the Halloween 78 fanboy shit that's going on here uh, and, and the psycho shit as well. And that's part of my, now I don't love the film. You guys know what I rated it. I think, I mean, it, it wasn't, yeah. like, I'm yeah. saying it's a nine out of 10, but that's what, that's why I kind of came back to it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. It's, I, I it's, he it's very heavy handed on the homage. And I wish yes. we had gotten a score rather than, you know, the screen music put in. It feels very much like, like a scream film. I yes, do love. I do love the opening. I think the uh, opening is fantastic. Sandman. Oh, I agree. Miss, not only Mr. Sandman, but Everything. even though even though it's Langdon, Illinois, they really captured that Halloween vibe in a very simplistic way, just by having the streets look exactly like Haddonfield and bringing back Marion. And she's she's smart about what she does in terms of going going next door to the neighbors. I wish they had shown those kills because you could tell. That Jimmy's kill, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's kill with a skate, is very much a Friday the Thirteenth kill. Totally. So I, yeah. totally nice. Well, there's there's <laughs> a couple of things, Brandon. You you you've nailed. I do I do like that opening a bit. However, we've been marketed with Laurie Strode knowing that Laurie's coming back, and it's all about Jamie Lee Curtis forgetting that Loomis is gone, and it is so evident that he's gone because other than that little homage at the beginning. 
with the uh, full voiceover. I know yeah. he's dead in real life. The reality is, R.I.P. Donald Pleasance, but the re reality is that he is sorely missed in this movie. He's and, sorely missing the franchise from here on out. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course he is. And that opening that opening is good. Why the hell does Marion Chambers have all those records? At the end of the day, it's all fan service, but well, doesn't no, really make sense. Didn't they say that she, Loomis was living with her and, and he was taking she was taking care of Loomis, so that was Loomis's stuff. Yes. That okay. was Loomis's Sorry, stuff. He had his whole right. jerk off room. Yeah, because yep. that was the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the room they went into with when they when they showed the picture. Yeah, the police right. officer yeah. and the police officer were like Michael Myers would have a cane now. Like he'd be like <gasps> thirty nine years old. Why? Right? Did, you, <laughs> did you pick that up? They, they Dude. Immediately, like he's an old man with a cane. He'd be he was he, he was twenty one yes. and seventy eight. We're twenty years later, so he's forty one years old. He said he exactly. had a cane and Alzheimer's. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, Alzheimer's. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, how old would he have been? Well, that's the other thing. What 41? is he doing? So, <laughs> has he just been looking for her for 20 years and that's all he's been doing? Is Ooh, he a regular guy during the day and then suddenly he, it's 20 years later, he's like, I gotta find this bitch. Like, what the hell's been going on? And that's the stuff You're, that you're gonna need Rob crazy. Zombie to make that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, when was fucking Part 6 made? What year? Part 6 was what, 95? Okay, so three years prior to this, that's what he was doing till the last three years, and he got sick. Yes, well, and they was... weren't gonna tie them all in, right? They, they should have. Four or five. Actually, no, it wouldn't have worked. They faked the car accident, so they bring up the car accident, yes. and Kevin Williamson did punch up the script supposedly, and he says that they were trying to like half ignore them, but also reference them. I don't buy it because who would leave their daughter? Well, that's the thing. And that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'll Let's... take my son but leave my daughter because originally Sarah's character, Jody Lynn O'Keefe's character, was supposed to do like a report in the class and mention the Haddonfield murders and the death of uh, of Jamie Jarvis over there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie Lloyd. But uh, but that w it wouldn't have made sense given the fact that her son's there. They t I just I couldn't have justified that. No, no, nobody would leave their child behind. So I'm kind of glad they omitted it. Omitted it. it. <laughs> I can't say that word. Omitted well, it. Even yeah, it's hard. Even more so though, like you mentioned the forced, uh, the forced homages and stuff like that, and I agree. Like Janet Lee was cute. I, you know, I'm a huge Psycho yeah. fan. But yeah. I mean, come on. I kind of agree with that. But it was nice on the commentary. Like every time Janet Lee was on screen, Jamie Lee would be like, ah, and she'd reminisce, and that was nice. But in terms of did it add anything to the film? It was just, you know. It's yeah. for us. We're supposed to be happy. Why roll your eyes at, at a tender moment? That's cool, because think about it. Go a step further than just that's her mother. All of this was based on Psycho to begin with. John Carpenter sure. calling him Sam Lewis. Yeah. John Carpenter intentionally casting her daughter because because of Psycho. It wasn't just let's 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 tribute Psycho because that happens to be her mother. That's like let's get back to fucking Carpenter's vision a little bit. And, and throw something at it. You know, like okay. Carpenter wanted to direct this movie and I, demanded money, $10 million. $10 million. <laughs> which I don't think is that, but maybe I guess at the time, but it was for money that he felt he was owed. I wish he would have directed he it. Just, that's but, what he said. He said uh, that was it. He would always just throw things out there. And if it stuck, great. And if it didn't, I'm not doing it. And I, and in a sense, I kind of respect him for it because I think he would. I think the movie would have been better had he been the director. Hey, listen, I know Steve Miner directed Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3. 
I've never said Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3 are really well-directed films, to be totally honest. I love them, but I never said they were well-directed, and he's not a good director, in my opinion. I and, think two is. Well, uh, uh, and this one, I, I don't think he does really well there. And I hear you about the Janet Lee stuff. When I saw it, when I was in the theater back in 98, I was like, oh, this is great. And when they put the little the little psycho riff in there as she's walking yeah. away, I liked it. It hasn't aged well. And that's all I'm saying. It just seems wedged in there. Having LL Cool J, misfire. My, I tell my son, he's like, I I said, his, son, his name's LL Cool J. My son said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right, son, it is. Well, come on. At the time, it wasn't. What, what, what do rappers call themselves now? They're, they're still they have weird names. My son's look, seven. Look I don't, well, am I gonna, what am I going to oh. argue with him about? It's He's right. True. His name is LL Cool J. Ladies yeah, I, love. I, I, like, I like LL, Long but lean he doesn't they don't really. Wear he doesn't add anything really to the film. He said he's the comic relief. I agree. I'm tired of hearing about him. Like, you guys know, I've said this before. I don't like rappers and wrestlers in my horror. I just do not. It seems gimmicky. And LL Cool J was one of my favorite rappers growing up. And seeing him here, I was like, eh, I can't take it seriously. I think he does okay. I think some of the some of the dialogue, they could have been removed. it, But people love it. We're kind of in the minority there. A lot of people love him in this movie. So I'm not going to, you know. I don't, I don't dislike him in this. It just doesn't fit this vibe. Uh, it doesn't fit a Halloween film. I it could have been anybody there. It didn't need to be LL. I'll tell you, he's heads and tails way better than Busta fucking rhymes. Oh, <laughs> and we'll get oh. there. I mean, like let's. And I'm not even talking from the rap standpoint. I'm just talking about from everything. And the other thing is, this is a fairly short movie. When it really all said and done, it's well yeah. under an hour and a half. Yet it feels like it drags. Well, that's because after the opening kills, I think it's not till like the 57 minute mark where the kills pick up. It almost feels like Michael disappears and you don't see him for like an hour. There's there's like no stalking in this. The only POV shot we get is turns out to be Laurie's opening dream sequence. It seems like Michael's not even figured into it. And he's I don't know. I wish I wish they had changed the scene at the rest stop where he takes the second car to like a like a father son or or just two men stopping there so they could have gotten a couple extra kills in there. I think yeah, you, I think you. I wish he reached his hand over the stall and just dropped a handful of teeth. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like they're making up for the mistake in this. <laughs> Dave, you'll know what exact- I'm talking about soon. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. It looks like they're making up for exactly. this mistake. This movie. Um, hmm. I, okay, I, let me. My biggest problem with that, with the beginning, with uh, with you know, with the scene you were talking about at the at the rest stop, is uh-huh. making the girl whistle the wrong song. She was whistling, Mary had a little lamb, right? Uh-huh. Humming. There's no question if it should have been London Bridge because London Bridge is. Mary had a little lamb. Please says, why there's no. Yeah, but London Bridge is fucking is the Silver Shamrock song. Yeah, that was that was London Bridge as you were just humming. Yeah, what a what a missed opportunity to do yeah. that to tie that one in too. It's 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 they're both public domain. It's the same thing. Why not do that? That's always bothered me. I'm like, come on, man, acknowledge that fucking movie. Yeah, you know, hey, we haven't even gotten to the elephant in the room, the absolute worst part of this film. The CGI, Michael. Man? No, I don't even care about the CGI mask. I'm talking about Michael fucking Myers head to toe beginning to end 
just feels wrong. I don't like his look. I don't like his stance. I don't like his walk. I hate all five fucking masks. And it, <laughs> it is the absolute worst version of Michael Myers put to screen so far. And I know you don't like four. Four and five are heads and tails above this. This is absolutely the worst look for Michael Myers in the series. Dude, I was his... I wasn't a lover of this look. It, it seems like uh, I don't love it either. It seems like he started using product in his hair. His hair looked all <laughs> zhuzhed up. And outlined his facial features in his mask. Oh, it's better than fucking five. He doesn't look like freaking Nick Cage anymore. <laughs> in, in, in part four, his mask was so white, it looked like freaking eggshell. It looked like... <laughs> yeah. And it's terrible. This one looked oh, like I've made the joke before and I'm making it again. It looked like suction cupped eyes. I don't care what they were going for and I don't care what mistakes they had. If you're the director, you would not let this happen. I don't care what the producers say. That This should have never happened. That suction cupped eye look is absolutely ridiculous. Every version of the mask is just wrong. I don't care who made it. KMB, whatever their name was, uh, Beekler, uh, so who's many. the other I... one? There's like three major ones. Th they all failed across the board for the look of Michael Myers in this film. It is so bad it actually takes you out of the movie. And the one part where that guy's fishing down the drain to get the uh, corkscrew, and it's a good teaser. Oh. It, I admit, it's a really well set up shot. To turn, to bump into Michael Myers, he says, oh hi, would have been scary, but that's that CG mask ruins the whole atmosphere and vibe. It takes away any any tension of that scene. This movie almost is tensionless and that's its biggest fall, fault. Excuse me. I, I, I'll tell you what, I can't disagree. I cannot disagree. The only way I'll challenge you at all is, is say that four and five in this one, they all look like shit to me. So I, I, I don't say this is worse. That CGI is a fucking abortion. You don't want that. But whatever. I, four and five, he looked awful too. He looks awful. Here's the thing. The eye thing... I don't like the suction cup look. He, we had to see his eyes so Lori could know that it was Michael. Otherwise, how would she know? Any asshole could put on a fucking uh, an outfit and a mask, and it's Michael. So she had to meet him face to face and look him in the eye and say, "Okay, that's my brother." But did she you know, know him at I the mean? end when she chopped off his head? <laughs> I was about to I mean, say just, that. Just a quick question because part part eight evidently wasn't him. Well, obviously that was bullshit, <laughs> and we know that. And when they made this movie, it was under the prerequisite that this was the end of it. And that when they walked out of the theater, no viewer was going to leave thinking that that was not Michael Myers. You know, they sat her down, Jamie Lee Curtis, and said, and, and the director, and said, we're going to proceed after this movie. And she yeah. said, I'm not going to do the movie, uh, if that's the case. Uh, we have to know for a fact when, when the credits roll that every person in that audience believes that's Michael. If there's any way that, that that's not going to be the case, I'm not going to do the movie. I'm going to back out. Yeah, she had to do a cameo in, in the next one. And she and she even said, she's like, obviously she knew what was going to happen. It wasn't going to be Michael. But Laurie Strode had to believe that she absolutely killed Michael. And what a fucking missed opportunity to end it on a great note. I blame the next movie on it. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the, oh. the masks, yeah, I, I, I never understood that about this whole series. Why why so many fucking different masks? Why they didn't just stick with what works? Well, but uh, Jason's the same way. They They... they augmented ever so slightly and yeah changed but this you know and, it's, it's still a fucking hockey mask and at the end of the day I, I don't care even even when it turns out to be roy a roy mask <laughs> dude here's what bothers me i have a michael Myers mask behind me that i bought for ten dollars at a freaking at a pharmacy and it looks better than any mask in, in in four or five or this movie 
How can that be? Because it's 2018, maybe? But, I mean, is it, how hard can it be? How hard is it to make a fucking Michael Myers band? This they is need- a Hollywood <laughs> in 1998. They need to make Halloween CVS next. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> it's a travesty because it ruins the movie. It really does. And everybody's like, oh, come on, Chris, you can't. It's that much of a bad blotch on the film that it just sucks any enjoyment they can get out of it. If that doesn't do it for you, it's kind of dull until the last act, yeah. the final reel. And then that happens so quick. So just when you think, okay, here we go, it's over. Well, oh, I, I, love it. I was <laughs> thinking as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, wow, they missed such a great opportunity to use this huge private school grounds and, and all the buildings and stuff then to find out it's like one building and and they really had to work around it and use every little path and stuff like that so that really killed like my critique of that because they didn't have anything to work with because it felt it felt small it felt small i know they tried to make it look big but it felt small but i like that it felt small because now it's more scary See, I wanted to see it like on a, a big grand campus, which I felt like that that's what they were going for in terms of what Hillcrest represented. I like, agree with that, but I mean, when you get right down to it, don't you think that seclusion is scarier, like in a slasher? You know, well, the seclusion of the school, like I, you get the impression that the school is totally secluded. Like how Michael has perfect timing. How did he know about the field trip to just wait until all the buses left before he makes his move? Did he read that in like a pamphlet, like in town or something? Yeah. Well, listen, uh, it's a slasher, and, and there's things we're gonna have to look away. I, I'm with you. I yeah, know. I mean, there's mistakes so, throughout. Even on sure. one of the things I really noticed that I I don't know why this bothered me, but when Lori's walking down the street to meet uh, Brennan at the restaurant, she sees the kids across the street trick or treating, and then the kids bump into her two seconds later, and she gets startled, and it's the same exact kids she just saw across the street. <laughs> The exact same kids. <laughs> I didn't even notice it, but it's I didn't either. I had to oh. rewind it to, to look at, at all the costumes. It was the exact same kids. I'm like, what the hell is that? How, like, that's a just a silly, stupid mistake. The things I questioned are like when the, the four kids stay back and they decide that uh, they're going to hang out in the, the kitchen area of the cottage <laughs> and, and light a thousand candles. A thousand candles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> really? Come on. And I know though it's a movie. I understand that, but it's just these are the things that stick out like a sore thumb to me. I will also it's say Halloween. Ah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't silly matter. Little mistake. How about at the yeah. beginning when Jimmy and when he he steals the two beers and the him and the friend are so excited <laughs> we're gonna get messed up on yeah. two beers? <laughs> They're young. Yeah. Hey, you'd I, I, I'd just be happy that I had two beers. But this also <laughs> introduces another thing that I absolutely hate. It lovingly it's only in two movies. This and the next one. I call it the chin up Michael where he just decides that he's going to lower himself down from some magical beam that's ab- above them, behind the person that's yeah. looking for them, and drop down uh, undetected be- behind them. I just... It, ninja Michael. It's Ninja <laughs> Michael. It's it's different, though. I mean, it's better than just a regular old sneak-up. And that's why they said they did it, is they wanted something different than a regular sneak-up. You know what? I would have taken a regular sneak-up. Michael yeah. is just... I don't know. I didn't need to see him do one-handed chin-ups. Like, that was... Making me feel bad about myself physically. <laughs> and that part, it is silly. I'm when, not defending it. I'm just, I'm, I'm defending doing something different than, you know, a regular, a regular jump. I, I, I like the idea of it, but ultimately, yeah, it is silly. You know, and, and when Lori comes to the realization that, you know, why now that it ties in with John being 17 and she was 17, 
it really didn't have it really was like a really moment for me because John turned 17 actually two months earlier. They even referenced that that card was two months late from his, from yeah. his meth father. So why all of a sudden two months later shouldn't it have been exactly on his birthday? What should have been on his birthday? Halloween should be his birthday? Oh, I yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. Who gives a shit? She's just saying that I was 17 when it happened to me. And he's 17, and, and it it's Halloween. Seemed, it seems like a you know? very weak connection. It's not a weak connection. It's it's. I don't get why that's an issue. The because... 17 thing was what stuck out more than the Halloween thing. It's like, really? Just because you're 17? No, we already know that it's Halloween and she's bugging, but she's so self, self-absorbed self with the whole it's Halloween and I'm scared, and I'm scared for my son's sake, that she didn't make the connection until she spoke it out loud that she was 17 when it happened. And then it, it hit her smack in the face. Oh, fuck. He's 17. How come I didn't think of that sooner? Yeah, I, I can totally see I, did, I didn't have a problem with that either, mm. actually. I, thought... I don't know. It felt weak to me. She's self, self-absorbed, self I think is the best word. That She's not thinking so much about him. She's too busy bugging about everything. You know what I mean? She, so, I don't know. She's too it's busy easy. drinking Chardonnay, pounding Chardonnay. That's pounding true. Chardonnay. And vodka and everything. Oh, my God. You know, God. dating a Peter Gabriel uh, lookalike. That Peter oh, Gabriel Adam lookalike. Arkin. Adam, Adam Arkin. Arkin, he is the funniest line in the movie, which she's like, uh, my brother killed my sister. He's like, well, that's sucky. Yeah. I <laughs> fucking lose it every time. He delivers that line perfect. And <laughs> I will give him full credit. Every time I, he says that line, I laugh. He just wants to f- start fooling around with her. And he's not really, he's half listening and, and whatever. And he just, del- it's just perfectly delivered. I'll give it one point I, for that. I like him. I don't know if I really <laughs> bought their connection. It just felt well, felt very forced. I'm not going to disagree with it. Yeah. No. No, no, no. It's something silly. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. In Sons of Anarchy, he plays a, a Nazi one season. And he's a... Oh, Adam a, a, Yes. And he's a leader of these other Nazis. And he actually has these henchmen come in and grab uh, this girl... And they end up tying her up. Anyway, long story short, the people that are under him... No, keep going. I'm just getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> the people that are under him are wearing Michael Myers' mask, but they're bald. Uh, bald that might have been a better Mike... mask for this movie. <laughs> I know. It probably would have been if a bald Michael Myers... But isn't that weird that he was in this movie and he was mistaken for Michael Myers two or three times by her because she's bugging out. And then later on in Sons of Anarchy, he's heading a group of people that are wearing Michael Myers masks. That is interesting. I always yeah. liked him as an actor. I, I just, I liked his performance in this. I thought he was also another little bit of comic relief and stuff, but I just didn't buy his and Lori's relationship. And did you notice that even though she's the one having, obviously, the delusions and seeing Michael, when Ronnie comes out, it's him who's looking. Lori's turned around, and it's him who sees Michael, and then it turns out to be Ronnie. Yet he never even saw Michael yet. So another tiny little mistake. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. He never saw Michael yet. But he, he, has, saw... he never saw Michael. He know he obviously they're running and they know Michael's there, but he never saw Michael at this point yet. Yeah. But he but saw I, somebody. Well he knows someone that's attacking, so that's when he just right. shoots. Which is why they do yeah, the, but, the but fake. They show, Mike, yeah. they show Michael first before Ronnie, rather of than course. just showing Ronnie's figure showing. Well that was for the audience, but I, I do admit that that again felt forced and a misstep in my opinion yeah. the, the showing michael's do the first step out i know yeah. why they did it it just didn't work i i think the best scene is the, that scene with them looking for the keys and the gate and everything else that is probably the yeah. best se- 
and the face to face. Yeah, with, the with best Lord. sequence. Yeah, that's, a, that's a cool scene. Except for the eyes. I, I know, and I know, Dave. I agree. Maybe she hadn't seen the eyes of Dove was him. But if yeah. some killer's coming out, we're in a Michael Myers uh, mask at that point. I don't think she's going to question his eyes actually suctioned to the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny if then she opens the door and he's stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, Listen, I, I I have had. These complaints that I'm hearing from primarily from you, Christian, Brandon's are, you know, just the, the regular shit that we nitpick on. So I get it. But the but the serious issues that 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 that, that Christian's having, I've had the same ones. I've just been able to overlook them because of the fan service. I have to be honest with you. That that has to be because it, it takes me inside now when I watch it. And, and, and it's the, the little musical cues that take you back to the beginning. And it's the callbacks. And it's the and it's ultimate. It's Laurie versus Michael. It's something that people want to see. It's better than fucking Jason versus Carrie knockoff. You know what I mean? It's it's a big deal to have these two do it together and ultimately what it resulted in. I just I love that. Is there problems here? Yeah, but I'll say this. This I've referred to this movie as Hollow Scream because obvious it's it's the Scream generation. It comes Hollow out they scream. they they look like Scream people. They act like I Scream. Like yeah. Hollow Scream. But I'll tell you this. Scream was never this gory. Scream didn't do things. I'm not saying this is a gore fest. Of course it's not. But the way the kills were orchestrated here with, with the skate in the face and, and the girl later on when her when she's she's gutted oh, out the and the leg. candles in her. Yeah. Dude, that girl takes a beating. The leg. Everything about her sequence is bloody. She takes a, a beating and a half. I Those love, things. I love Jody Lynn O'Keefe. Oh, right. Pretty, man. Wow. I love it. She grew up right by me. She went to school right down the street. Really? Yeah, she's from she's from around here. Wow. Man, yeah, she's, cool. she's she's beautiful. Man, isn't she? I, it's weird because I always thought that I like Michelle Williams better. Cause oh, I Michelle Williams is great, too. It has a great cast. It just feels like mm-hmm. they're underutilized, especially the Absolutely. fact that, that she— That's because they have Lori. I know, and it's yeah. and honestly, the, the best ending has to be Laurie versus Michael. But even going back to connecting it to to John's birthday and here he comes, you know, after the family again, you know, it would have been maybe a little bit more understandable for me if if John had stuck around. I get why she sends him off, and again, it's another homage to the first. She puts them in the closet, she hides them, and she says yeah. practically the same thing, right. and then they kind of disappear until until after the showdown is. It just I don't know. It just it felt a little off. I still enjoyed it. It just felt like they could have utilized more. In essence, they became the kid. They became Tommy and Lindsay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which she, is it, fine. It's more about her. Just like it, you want it to be about her. And they sprinkled just enough of that teen scream shit that was going on at the time to satisfy people. They sent all the other kids away, so we only have a crew of four. Let's see them get whacked, at least two of them, you know, the indispensable ones. Uh, the, the the dispensable ones, pardon me, get them the fuck out because they're not, you know, let's get a couple kills. They get a couple kills at the beginning for people that don't matter in the long run. And I think they, that I like that balance actually, but that's me. You guys know that the whole thing with her mother, it, you know, that role was supposed to be PJ souls and they asked her to do the part and she never got back to him. So they eventually took it as a no, she was hemming and hawing. And then the name of the girl is Norma Norma Jean Norma something not Norma Jean that's fucking sorry <laughs> that's goodbye Norma Jean <laughs> it's not Norma Jean it's Norma something that was PJ Soul's character's name and Carrie Carrie yeah yes and, and, and so they wow. kept the name the same and instead they put in her mother they put in um Janet Lee 
Yeah, I, did, I do know that. That is that's cool. another opportunity. They could have killed Norma off. Another missed opportunity for a kill. I know it's it's more classic and much more like the original, and that's what they're going for. This isn't supposed to be an overly violent film, but it it just needed more more stalking, more suspense. Even it's, when even when we do get free. the kills, it, it you're, he is right about that. It is tension free. I still enjoy it for some reason, sure. but it really d- lacks attention until. Lori and Michael go at it, and even like you said before, it's so quick. Yeah, but it's like twenty minutes. It's great. It, Michael and the music yeah, plays, and that is down. good. The Michael with the with the with the music kicks in. Then oh. she's walking down the hallway. Have a look at her face. It's it's a bad it's a bad scene. She's like she's like scowling, like oh, I'm coming <laughs> to get you. And and that's now, when he does the chin lift. And then then it get then it's good again. And then. She goes and and does that whole accident, and it was so poorly shot and filmed. In any other movie, that van would have exploded on impact. And now this movie, the van, she gets ejected. Michael gets pinned against a tree. The van pins him there. He wakes up and does this weird thing like, oh, why is this mask on me? Uh, Who knows? Maybe the next movie will explain it. And then she whacks his head off. Um, And you know what? The chop off of the head, Dave... I like, oh, but the rest man. of the movie is whole hum. The chop off of the head up is the fantastic. Bump. The music it, kicking and it really is. <laughs> but but the the grabbing at the mask and the fact what they did with the next movie actually ruins it because they, they throw in these subtle clues with him grabbing at the mask and stuff like that and and the way he's reaching out. Even though the reaching out can just be Michael, there's no way a normal human being with a crushed larynx would even be alive <laughs> being thrown through the windshield. Crashing down a hill, pinned between a tree, like there's just no way. That's because it's not because it's Michael. I don't give a hey, fuck. Hey, what no, I, agree, I agree with you. So I mean, it actually hurts this film that they made another one. You know why Michael grabbed? Of course it does. I know it sucked and it shouldn't. You know why he grabbed the mask? Because it was like Darth Vader. Yeah. He wanted to lay his his. He wanted to see her with his own eyes. He wanted yeah. to take the mask off and lay his <laughs> eyes on her and fucking. Hold out the hand. Touch he, was supposed to, he was supposed to say her name at one point. Cornell! <laughs> no, that, that was one of the original ideas, was to have Michael actually speak and say Lori. Are you... that What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, on that one. Yeah, I I, I Too bad his larynx was crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I would have him rather say, Die! Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. Trust <laughs> or if he pulled off the mask and it was actually Norma and she said, I'm Norma, baby. <laughs> and then she cut off her own mother's head. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. Imagine, awesome. That, imagine <laughs> that it was Norma. It was <laughs> <Janet> Lee. <laughs> well, Dave, you probably know this from watching uh, the, the commentary stuff that this was originally supposed to be a copycat and Charlie was supposed to be the copycat killer. Yeah, how stupid. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, not for a Halloween film. No, and Lori, that's the thing. When they pitched it to, to Jamie Lee, she said, no, I'm on board to come back, 20 years, this should be the end of it, let's do our thing, but it's got to be this, this, and this. I'll give her that. People say it's a cash grab and everything else, but she wanted it to be right. She said, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do it this way. I don't want to cheat the audience. I don't want any of that shit. And of course, they ended up being cheated, but not by this movie. You know what I mean? This movie did its part. It did what it was supposed to do. The only hint is the way Michael sits up when he gets hit by the car the first time. is isn't the regular Michael set up, 
But after considering that he's all fucked up at that point, that's not a big deal. And grabbing at the mask. But like I said, the grabbing at the mask could be, I want to take the mask off. I'm about to die. I want to see what you look like. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how I rationalize. Sometimes yeah, the, I can these rationalize. suction cup eyes are making it hard for me to see. Oh, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. But when she cuts his head off and the noise, which we haven't heard since fucking like part two, that and the freaking thing goes rolling. And then she does the heavy breathing like Michael does the heavy breathing at the end of part one. It's fucking poetic. It's, and and it's, shock, it's shocking for a second because oh, they have that yes. moment of, of embrace where they're reaching out hands and then she's just like, what the fuck am I doing? And then she just takes a swing. It's, it's the best it's, end. It is. It is. That's where that's where this story should have ended. As it's, in like the it's first Lori, one. don't breathe. Lori, don't breathe. And so I thought that was a good touch. And that's why I, I have a I, my rating is ever so slightly higher than where I would have originally had it. But I'm uh, I'm out of notes. I I'm actually shocked we talked about this movie that this long. To be honest, hey, say what you gotta say. I'm all out of notes. <laughs> I'm so lost without you. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Sure. Dave. I'm all out of notes. I'm so lost without them. <laughs> yes. I, I quit. Yes. <laughs> so what do you got? See, I'm really notes. How uh, low are you? That was the worst joke. I said hall of notes, and I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I think he said all out of notes. I was like, okay, yeah. All yeah. <laughs> of I... notes. I like that. That's, that's a Brandon joke. No, that's a funny joke. That's <laughs> a Brandon joke. Right? Notes. That is a me joke. Uh, I had it at 5 out of 10. I am going at 5.25 out of 10. Because our, our, you know what? The more, the, the, the bad as much as it weighs it down, I feel like the good might just slightly weigh it a little bit above, and I'll give it that five point two five out of ten. Wow. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go next. I'll say this. You know, even though our job in reviewing this is to point out not only the good things but the bad things, there's, there's a scene in particular where, when John and Molly are are running out the building, where Michael appears out of the bushes and attacks them when there's absolutely no logistical way that he should be there. It's, it was very much a Jason moment, again with Steve Miner, where Jason just happens to appear out of nowhere. So he either sprinted there, or he's, uh, you know, a teleporter. But, I, I, you know, these are little nitpicks. I still enjoy the film for some reason. I come in at six and a half. Okay, well, I, I'm pretty much right. I was 6.75 when I did the show. When I went on the slasher show, and that's how it made uh, the cut. And I am right with you at 6.5. I went down a tiny bit. I still mm-hmm. enjoy it. I do still. I, I feel like it's just it's the Halloween fanboy service that, that does me in. There are some weak moments, obviously, as we've discussed. But, you know, I'm still glad they made it. More so for, you know, just the callbacks to, part, to the original and, and the showdown at the end. But, yeah. you know, it, it's a passing grade, you know? <laughs> So cool. now this next one, I oh. think is going to be the short one. I hope <laughs> fucking there's nothing to say. Good. Let's, let's get onto it then. Let's All go. right. <laughs> Halloween colon resurrect them. Thank you. 2002. <laughs> I did it for you. Thank you. <laughs> Three years after he last terrorized his sister, Michael Myers confronts her again before traveling to Haddonfield to deal with the cast and crew of a reality show, which is being broadcast from his old home. And again, Rick Rosenthal has returned. Yeah, you could tell he did a couple things like like Halloween two with the with the busting through and the the the, the, the Doctor Mixture talk and something. Yeah, else. the Doctor Mixture talk. Look, the opening, the opening seventeen minutes of this movie 
are phenomenal. Don't say it. Uh, I can't stand when people say that. I think it's phenomenal. I do. I, I, I think don't. it's insulting. It's insulting to the whole series. It, 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 anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be melodramatic about it. I said that watching the movie <laughs> this time, I was going, because I've only seen it, this is the third time I've seen it. I saw it once the day it came out. It left the theater pissed off. I watched it a second time when we did it on Banana Leisure uh, three, four years ago when we did the retrospective there and tore it an ass. And this time going in, being a more seasoned, you know, podcast host and everything, and trying to look at things in a more correct, a better way. I tried. I did that with all these movies. I really do try hard now to give things a fair shake. So I put my personal feelings of hate aside. I have a strong disliking because it ruined a great ending in H2O for this movie. But I said, is, is that why I hate it so much? Just because of that? Or is this really that bad? I'm going to try to sit here and take it in and maybe even try to enjoy it more and maybe my grade won't you know maybe i won't be that low on it but i do have to say that when i hear people say they love the beginning i, I it boils my blood because that's saying <laughs> you love the biggest cheat in the history of no Hulk's i don't love the biggest cheat it ruined the movie but since we knew we were getting another movie you gotta be on board we gotta dismiss that for the sake of this movie i don't want to talk about the fact that it ruined the last movie even though i said it did which it did but Given but, they, the fact- but, 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 but dude, in those 17 minutes, they, they give the explanation as to the crush lyrics and the security guard. How could you have anything positive to say about that? Oh, because af- after that, they go right to the, 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 the Grace Anderson Sanitarium, which is an absolute awesome setting. We get Lori, who's pretty much catatonic, sneaking her pills. It's, it's, it's a great setting. You got Harold, who's really quite creepy, just spouting up all his facts about john wayne gacy we finally we get some more pov of michael it's it's really a lot of tension in that first 15 minutes that we didn't get in h2o i'll tell you what the most generic opening credits the entire franchise the worst It, it sets the mood like on a negative note for out of the gate you're absolutely right i couldn't agree more horrible yes horrible opening credits yes the, and, the music even does, seems bland. Yeah. It, it just, it, it, but you know what? I know what Brandon's saying. I'm not on, 100% on board because that whole cliffhanger thing has me going, what were they thinking? And yeah. how did they, there was a lot of confusion. Okay, a lot of confusion. How did they not know the paramedic was not dead? Look, there's not. It didn't make any sense. It, it right. didn't make any sense. It, it, it was forced. It was silly. It was stupid. But... We have this film, so we can't... Yeah, but Michael Myers has no burn on his face. He's walking around in the paramedic jumpsuit with the frickin' knife so that we know it's him. Because the only way that the audience is going to be smart enough to know that it's him, even though the framing of the shot should be able to tell us that, oh, there he goes. Because they could have just shown him walk through the bushes as they're telling the story. But no, they had to have him holding a butcher knife so that the dumb <laughs> audience knew exactly which paramedic it was, it was him. And... Because he would be burnt. Let's not forget, he was burnt to a fucking cinder in part two, which this movie references still because it's part of that timeline. The brother, unstoppable, that went after Lori. He wasn't burnt to a cinder for all we know in in, in H2O. That's another problem I have. That's the other reason. So you're critiquing it for both. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's fair, as long as 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 you're saying it for both. I mean, 
There, don't get me wrong, I like that setting. It was like, and there's a couple of uh, nods. Like you have, we have the Dr. Mixter joke later on. We've got um, the security cams. It's a nod to his own Halloween 2 that Rick Rosenfeld uh, directed as well. I love that stuff. I do love that Harold guy, whatever, the John Wayne Gacy. He spouts that there's, it's a little forced when he starts talking about Michael Myers and he starts trotting down the avenue there. But um, yeah, that cliffhanger reaction is stew, stew, stupid. Oh, and, and not, I know, not even the I know that, it is, and I agree. Well, it just seems like you guys can't get past it for the sake of even critiquing. Because well, here's the problem. Okay, the head gets chopped off. The, the eyes are open. We know the eyes are open because they, A, established it in the other movie. B, they show it in this one, but then they pull the mask off and it's corner guy with, with his eyes closed. Shitty. Stupid. On top of it all, once Laurie's dead, and that whole sequence was convoluted and stupid as well because Michael didn't know about the whole fake out. Remember, the whole fake out that ends up being the paramedic was the paramedic faking out. So why would Michael now suddenly be hanging upside down going, oh, my mask, my mask. I got to make sure it's him. He doesn't know shit about this. He didn't that's, fake Laurie out. And then on top of it all, he, he they kill Laurie. The movie's done. The movie's over. The series should be over at this point. It's true about that. He shouldn't have been grabbing at the mask, but the fact that he reaches out to her, like I said in, in the H2O, that, that's a Michael thing. I didn't necessarily feel like that was 100% a coroner thing so I, I like that and i like the fact that she feels she has to remove the mask this time because she has to be sure and i like i, the... I agree i believe it or not i agree with you brandon thanks I, someone that's fucking batshit crazy like that after all yeah. the, and she's been obsessed with michael for 20 years and then that other shit goes down now she's so obsessed that she's locked up and my one complaint well not my one another complaint she had the nice long hair in this movie and looked like Lori Strode. Why couldn't she have had that look in H2O? It would have... But anyway. Um, eh, three years of, of taking uh, hardcore drugs and letting her hair grow out. She looks better. But anyway, she does. I, she does. I could see her doing that. I could see her trying to make sure she's bugged out, everything else. So I'm going to give that a pass. I'm okay. And I actually enjoy her death. I love the I way... I do it's, too, it's, yeah. It's, in a way, it's beautiful. That, that I'm, I don't like the first 17 minutes. I like those 17 seconds. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, well, even the movie's done. Have, they might as well know, stretch like, it yeah. out. Who's is, doing the narrating in the beginning? Who? Is that Anybody? a question you're about to tell us? No, I'm asking. Why? Why were that? Who's doing that? That narrating? That's that Lori. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, I'm going by memory now, but I'm yeah talking about the hole. This is that hole, or whatever, or this is that, and then she, it, it leads right up into her. Yeah, it's her introducing herself, reintroducing herself. Interesting. And not only that, I almost think it's a, a ruse because she's, if she's quote unquote crazy, which we're supposed to believe, she's still, uh, you know, doing the old, I'm not taking my medicine and I'm sticking in this raggedy and Andy doll or whatever, uh, as if she's you know, making sure she's ready for the attack, knowing that Michael's coming to get her. She knows he's coming, but that's, that's smart of her. She knows. She, look, she's damaged in H2O. She's just more damaged here. I don't think she's completely comatose catatonic. She's just almost at her breaking point, but she still has to be alert because she knows he's coming. And at least and Michael I Myers looks better. Sorry, Brandon. He does. He looks a lot he better. He looks a I lot like, better than us. And I think the movie either should have been somehow set up to take place entirely at the sanitarium. Yes. That, or, yes. or after Michael gives the knife to Harold, and which is a smart move. Obviously, he's going to get blamed for all the killings. Then bring back John and Molly. Holy shit. Wow. Why Dude. not bring back? Why not bring back no, John and Molly? No, Wow. 
brilliant. This whole movie should have taken place in the in the sanitarium, just like Halloween Two, except instead of a hospital, it's yeah. this sanitarium. That's How what I said. Straight, stretch wow. it out. That's what I said earlier. Yeah, but I kind of was interrupting it. Stretch that whole thing out, Lori. Remember, wow. I made a joke. Lori was pretty much a walk on. Like I felt like she uh, she didn't even want to be in Halloween Two. I know that that's not the case, but it's almost like they shot around her to keep her in. They could have done the same thing. They had that, stretched that out, put her in throughout the movie, and make that your whole movie. And he's going around trying to get to her, trying to figure it out. There's your movie. Yeah, I, I agree. You said that's where the movie ends. That is where the movie ends for me. I just happen to really enjoy it, minus the whole switcheroo with the thing, which obviously we, we just said it before. It should have ended at H2O, but, you know. Whatever Mustafa Akkad wanted exactly. wanted another film, so we got it. So let's make the best of of what we got. But after that, why not at least stick with the rest of the family? There's still family for him to kill. That's true, because like I mean, that would have been Dangertainment. Not what. Oh we my god, I I really have nothing left to say about this movie because everything from this point on is so cringeworthy. It's so I got nothing. I got nothing against Buster Rhymes. I thought he was very good in Higher Learning, but every line he delivers in this movie and every facial expression it's just it's awful it's and i have to believe that he was directed to to act and and to deliver his lines in this way and it's just oh, oh it's, it's, it's cringe it's i'll tell you what the, the 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 two biggest sins of this movie is one that it exists and they do a terrible cheat <laughs> terrible 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 cheat yeah. awful horrible even for slasher movies where we see dumb freaking you know Cheats like this, it's terrible. But the second worst thing that's ever happened in this entire franchise also occurs in this movie, and it's Michael backing down to Buster Rhymes for no fucking oh, reason. Oh, God. Terrible. Oh. What a, an assassination of character. And I know I'm being melodramatic, and it's just Michael Myers, a guy with a mask. But we've been with this character for years. He means something to some people. People fucking, you know, the, he's the boogeyman, so to speak. He's the shape, whatever you want to call him. But, I mean... Come on, dude. No, you got you have down. Point, you have to point that out. Look, there's oh. there's I find that, you know, watching the whole series, there's inconsistencies in some films. It's almost like he's indestructible. I mean, he's indestructible throughout, but it's there's almost like you could drive a bus over him and he'd still be standing, and then there's others where you could hit him over the head with a rock and he'd fall. But he never backed away. No. And, and, and to see him cow almost cower like a dog and to take orders. Like it's it just felt very out of character, even though he's you know manipulating them mentally. It's he's a he's a physical being more so. It's he's insulting. he's bold. He's bold. So, it, it, but it is insulting. I I do agree with that. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm a paranormal, Michael Myers. I'm Michael Myers. Scoot, skedaddle. You know what the fuck? We'll do. Uh, it doesn't feel like <laughs> Halloween at all, even though they there's a Halloween party going on. I still don't. It just doesn't feel like it for whatever reason in this movie there's some weird slow-mo shots throughout so i guess they just didn't time things properly so they just slow-mo it i do admit in that opening sequence again jumping back to that there's that whole scene where michael headbutts the door and it, and you see it from his pov and then they do like a rumble cam horrible um <laughs> it's got the worst cast of the series the worst script of the series the worst soundtrack yeah. and score of the series the worst rapper of the series the worst ending of the series <laughs> uh, i do like that they do a little nod back to the slipping on the blood of part two. Uh, girl slips in the yeah. blood in this one. I thought that was kind of cool. But every hint of suspense is drained with those stupid webcams and them constantly fucking intercutting the webcam footage. It was a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Dude, and nobody ever, not once. I could see it happening once or twice. Like, they, they do a good a good job in part two explaining 
why um who's the guy the security guard in part two well whatever his name is i should know all this shit Gerald it just slipped just slipped my mind either way mr whatever mr garrett why yes. mr garrett doesn't see you know michael on the screen when he's approaching the hall he, he's watching night of the living dead and he's distracted by this girl i could see them doing that once or twice this entire fucking movie the premise of this film is having cameras throughout this whole house where people can see this on freaking <laughs> online and michael can somehow walk around this house which is probably only 1400 square foot and nobody can fucking see him every time they just happen to be around and nobody can see him on the, the first kill anywhere. he should have seen them because jimmy's looking horrible is it jimmy jim I don't even know who. I don't who know when Tyra was. Banks is supposed to be watching and she's dancing, looking sexy, and I, I can't complain about Tyra. Yeah, she, does, she does. I like Tyra, but but Bill I don't Banks. know. If, I don't know if it was. It was Bill. He was stabbed in the head, so he's looking right at Michael when he's stabbed in the top of the head. Well, nobody had the camera, his camera on, and saw that. She did, but she wasn't looking. It was stupid. It was no, just. No, but they were airing out, so thousands of people are watching. One, I one... don't think at that point. At that point, I don't think... Or maybe they were live. You know I what? They, I live. thought they were setting up at that point. I could no, be they, wrong. They were I, live the minute they entered the house. Okay. Well, then it makes even less sense. It's yeah. fucking... It's terrible. I, I can't... I, like I said, I try to give it a chance and just take it as a, as a regular horror movie without Michael and, and my feelings for the big cheat and just sit down and just take it as a horror movie. And I've heard people say the concept is good. It was a little bit ahead of its time with a found footage style, so to speak. Uh, no, Let's sit a, down and watch it. And, and I tried and it's just terrible. It really is. It's not me having a bias. I mean, he's cooking rats. He should have at least been cooking a dog. <laughs> no, I don't buy that shit. Yeah, yeah, this, this is right in the, uh, you know, the reality television breakthrough. So it's it's cashing in on that. And it's it's not done well. I think the biggest mystery for this film and the, and the thing I want to know is who bought the fresh fennel? Was it Buster Rhymes or was it Michael? <laughs> well, the, elect <laughs> the electricity at the end. Oh, there's so much just not good about this movie. It is... The absolute low point of the whole franchise. Yeah, no question. It's horrible. Yeah. There's one good line in the entire movie. Great legs. What time do they open? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's it. And and there's a couple uh, attractive women. Yeah, it's got it's a very attractive group of women, but yeah. man, it's just every like it's hard to differentiate them all. Sarah's a very weak final character. No okay. development there with her. Yeah, she reminds you of like Rennie from fucking uh, Friday yeah. Party, just kind of yeah. there. Yeah, she, and she's kind of she's kind of like blah like that. Yeah, Did, didn't this yeah. come out in the summer too? Which also is never a good sign for Halloween. Yeah, it came off. out July. Yeah, July, in July, in freaking July. So I got married in May. Took my wife to see this in July. I she almost divorced me for taking her to see this movie. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> she this and Jason X. She almost wanted to kill me. <laughs> oh, oh boy that's fucking funny yeah <sighs> what are you gonna do how about she's like at the end this is for jen this is for rudy this is for all of them yeah. oh, dr piss. mixter <laughs> dr mixter <laughs> that would have been awesome you get the triple bob kill kills rudy with three knives into the door yeah oh that yeah yeah they, they yeah that's what, and guess what and every time they had a kill they try it was something else we've seen before. Yeah. Quite so lazy. They did a bob kill, but they made a triple. They had the drop down again, the one that we the chin up Michael from part H2O. They did it again. How do you oh my god, the very next movie? No creativity. What it, he pushed it through the spike like they did in freaking part six in the beginning. You know? Yeah. The head and the uh -huh. spike. 
nothing was original. Nothing was. Speaking of part six, speaking of part six, I forgot to mention this when we covered it last show. Another reason the producer's cut is better, and I didn't mention this on the show. Loomis actually says that he had plastic surgery. That's why he's cleaned up. He doesn't. Yes, he does. Yeah, we we didn't bring that up. That's interesting. No. Yeah. 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 I forgot to bring it up, but I'm bringing it up now. So, so another little a little thing that they threw in, which I, I appreciated. But anyway, sorry to sidetrack, but I'd rather talk about part six for 30 seconds than this movie for the last 15 well, minutes. Yeah, I, the, I, sorry, I only have <laughs> one ahead. last thing to add, and that's it. I'm going to agree only with Brandon a little bit more here that the beginning is still, as much as it's a huge cheat, it's the only thing watchable in this movie. And we've already stated it, but I want to restate it, that once Laurie dies and we cut away and we cut to Dangertainment, there's nothing positive in the movie left. One-liners I don't even care about. The The rest of the movie is unwatchable. Trust me, I just tried to do it twice, and it's unwatchable. You know, they, they credit John John Carpenter and Deborah Hill with, with characters here on writing credits, and I think they'd probably both be ashamed to be associated with that because these are not characters even remotely associated with the characters that they gave us. No, it it's horrible. But I mean, I, I like I like that she says "see you in hell" and 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 and, and yeah, the kiss goodbye. Like that. Yeah, and the way it's shot, it's actually it's almost like it's two different directors. Like I will give you that the first seventeen minutes, it, it seems like they made decisions. There's some actual some good shots. There's some things going on there that aren't bad, but there's you know obviously there's things that I hate. But it, it does seem like it's different. So I will give it a little credit. But the, yeah. the fact that she that he's still alive pisses me off some of the things piss me off i don't like that he hands that guy the knife after he kills laurie because that's just he would never do that it's just so out of character and you know what the crazy thing is he hands him that knife and then when he's back in uh his home he has another knife and it's all bloody of course he does <laughs> it's already bloody so who did he kill i'm assuming he killed the fennel salesman <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's funny that you say that Dave because I brought this up on the show before I cannot find my source for this and I tried searching for it and I cannot find any info I swear I read uh -oh. this in Fangoria gonna... uh -oh. no I swear I read this in a Fangoria or something like that Buster Rhymes has a plate in his head <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a metal <laughs> plate in his head uh, a plate yeah you son of a bitch you. Sorry, go ahead. I said I read sorry I didn't say it, but I remember reading Steve Miner was attached to this and left, and then they then they hired on Rick uh, Rosenthal. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes sense based on the fact that he filmed H2O. Maybe they asked him to come back again, and then maybe they had creative differences, and he said, I'm out. But I remember reading it, but I just can't find that source anywhere. Oh, man, you're going to make me go back and watch the fucking commentary? <laughs> oh, watch this again. <laughs> I am. You take one for the team, Dave. <laughs> I gotta watch this freaking Halloween colon resurrectum again in my lifetime. How, how does he not walk away from this, Rick Rosenthal? How does he not like he he directed a great sequel that that ended properly in part two, and then he's given this, and it's just there's just nothing redeeming about this, with the exception of of the opening fifteen minutes, like I said, but. Man, even even the ending of this film, and I keep looking at my notes because these characters, I'm I can't tell who's who. I have all their names written down, and honestly, I don't care who's Jim and who's Bill. Rudy, I remember because he's he's the chef and he's he's yelling at Michael about his diet. He eats too much protein. It's just it's cringeworthy stuff. Oh, it, it, cringeworthy. Yeah. Oh. 
Dude, and e- even yeah. the na- every time Dangertainment gets said, I, <laughs> oh my god. Well, he didn't write the script, and you know what? No, I I know he didn't. But You're presented with this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I would. Rosenthal. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I can't blame him for the script, but even so, I would have been like, you know what? I don't want to attach my name to this. This is this is cringy. Maybe he thought yeah. at the time, given the fact that it, it's you know reality TV boom, that this is gonna do well, and I think it did it do well. It did well. I don't know. Little boy blue. He needed the money. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it well, it was a thirteen million dollar budget, and it made like close to forty million. So thirteen million you know. for what? That must have been for Jamie Lee to come back. Holy <laughs> shit! Thirteen million. Right? Holy yeah. Well, they built they built the house in uh they built the house in a soundstage, so maybe that's the other reason. Holy shit sticks. And yeah. I think I think about two million of that went to Fennel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop the damn final, but oh, the whole side story with Deckard. Eh. No, he yeah. was, and he was the best part. But I, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Two out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Two out of ten. Fuck this movie. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna go that low. I'll go. I'll go three and a half out of ten. Gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> I, I like that opening so much. I really do. No, it's Once fun. Get, it, I it, really it, do. It's still a hall of lame. Yes, we've done it again for the second time ever. In 71 shows, there's only been two movies in the Hall of Lame, and this is one of them. It's official. Shit. Yeah, what's our requirement for Hall of Lame? Nine Under, or below? Nine. Yeah. Nine, or nine? Yep. Or nine or less. Nine or less. Nine or less. No, I don't know. Wait, is it under nine? Well, whatever. Yeah. It's only seven and a half. Two, two, and a 3.5. Yeah, no, we just didn't know what our, our, our requirement was because we haven't done it in a while since we did what sleepaway camp survivor yeah there was it way back in episode what 15 15 <laughs> that shouldn't even count as a movie that doesn't even deserve to be in the hall of lame that <laughs> makes is... resurrection look like an oscar worthy film <laughs> it does true. terrible terrible movie fuck it yeah, and what a what a horrible ending to, to have Michael have Michael wake up, and then that's that's the end. That's how you're ending it. It's you're so, not even gonna, you're not even gonna do more after that. It's the most generic freaking thing you'd expect at the end of a a direct to video fucking slasher like um you know Axum or, or some ridiculous movie. You know what I mean? Some yeah. terrible slasher, full moon, direct to video something. Oh, yeah. let's have the guy open his eyes at the end. Woo! Yeah, oh. and I watched all three alternate endings. They're all like just two minute differences, and uh, not one of them stood out in any way. You know, one Deckard shows up. Uh, one you see Michael being pulled out on a stretcher. It, it, it was just, it was. They were all as bad as as the original. Brutes. Brutes. <laughs> fucking just, brutes. <laughs> you know, fucking brutes. Maybe we should take a take a quick break and uh, get that mess out of our eyes and ears and mind and come back and see what we think about rob zombies sounds good sounds great cool all right see you guys on the flips all right who's ready for uh rob zombie you guys ready for rob zombie movies i guess so yeah let's get into it all right, let's hear what you got. Be. All right. Halloween 2007, written and directed by Rob Zombie. After being committed for 17 years, Michael Myers, now a grown man and still very dangerous, escapes from the mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield to find his baby sister, Boo. No, Lori. Boo. Boo, a.k.a. Lori, a.k.a. Angel. Right. <laughs> 
I know we're not there yet, but I want to play a drinking game for part two where every time uh, Lori says baby, you take a shot. My guess is you'll be dead in about 15 minutes. <laughs> baby, huh? Wow. Oh, my God. With uh, with Annie. Oh, baby, baby, baby. You okay, baby? Baby, it's okay, baby. Hang on, baby. Oh, fucking oh. Annie, the, Annie the Indestructible? Okay. <laughs> you leave Annie the Indestructible alone. I like, like Annie. The well, I mean, it, it's ridiculous what <laughs> what she goes through and, and how Michael just for no reason freaking can't kill her when given two opportunities. He couldn't but, kill Lori for 50 movies. <laughs> Annie's the new Lori. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's fuck. Okay, let me say this really quick. I typically have not been the biggest fan of this particular film. I've been vocal about it in the past. Don't hate it. Just think it's okay at best has always been my take. This time watching this film, I sat down and I said, I am 100% not going to compare this movie to the original. Not one time. I'm going to pretend Halloween never existed. 1978, that this is a brand new horror movie. And I'm sitting down and watching this movie. And I will tell you this. It helped the experience. That's what it took. So people listening, if you can disconnect it, I know it's easy to preach it and say it. If you can disconnect the fact that you do not compare. It's impossible the first time you watch to not to do it. But after you've sat down and watched it a few times, come around, sit down, and just take it for what it is. And maybe you'll get it, you know, have a better experience. Because I yeah. did. It is tough not to compare, but I think you, you do have to shut off the comparisons, especially given the fact that we're dealing with a much more brutal version of Michael Myers. Well, they got this. The one thing Rob Zombie got right, in my opinion, is that Michael Myers looks great. Mask, stature, costume, yeah. everything. In He's both, enormous. In both films. Even with the, the, the half-destroyed mask in the second one, which has grown on me immensely, that, this is the look of Michael Myers. I like him in one... I like him in two, and I like him in the zombie versions as well. And that he got great. The film itself, I still find very disjointed. Uh, and I believe that this start is really because it started as a prequel. This was supposed to be 100% prequel at one point. He was going to make two movies. Yeah. And then and then it became, yeah, the all-in-one. Uh, let's, let's be honest here. Okay, you're saying not compare. I'm going to I'm going to go into... Uh, a description that's going <laughs> to compare them because we're not just talking about a retelling of Halloween 1978. We're talking about a retelling of Halloween 1978 and Halloween 1981 as well, of course, because it's right from the get-go. There's the family element, the sister element, the whole nine yards. Big mistake. But again, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to go in there and say to myself, put that aside. But yeah, if we're just doing the comparison... That was the biggest mistake because you don't have to do that. Unless the studio made them, it was the biggest – at least I had the biggest problem with it because I think it ended up fucking up the entire series. Whatever. Well, my, my biggest problem with it, with, with, the, with the whole backstory, the family backstory, is that they decided to take the cheap route and go with the whole white trash. You know, he's a product of his environment where I think oh, yes, if they had you. stuck to the 1978 where it's much more of a wholesome family. Well, we from, don't know, you know the well, you see it. You could see, when the parents come home and stuff. You you could tell that they're not they're not the the trashy the, the trashy Myers that we see in in Rob Zombies. I think if they approach it from that, it would have been much more effective and much more haunting. I agree. Yeah. And they're not trashy, but who knows? They could have been like the family and martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I liked uh, I like Sherry Moon as Mrs. Myers. 
I, I'll tell you what, this is the best she's ever looked in any of his movies, mm-hmm. and it's her best performance. I, I, think I will so say too. that. I think yeah. so, too. Well, yep, I, I agree. It's like they tried something every 10 years, and it just didn't seem to stick. <laughs> and so, honestly, the thing that stuck the most was version 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. At least that seemed to be the longest run of a continuous kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they let that go went the uh, H2O resurrection route, dead. And then <laughs> here we come like a few years later and we're, we're going to give it a rebirth. And then we got two movies out of that. And they're definitely much more successful in my eyes than uh, the H2O resurrection route, for sure. Uh, and, you know, it's a difficult task to show a backstory of a notorious screen serial killer in this case, especially as a boy, without, you know, doing the whole dis- demystifying thing. I mean... It's and you know what I'm not really a fan of the actor or the whole Boy Myers thing. I I think you know having him talk all like cutesy. I mean, what, could they have a mute? I again, is it a cop out? I think I would have preferred a mute. I don't know, but yeah. having yeah. him talk is like that whole. It's been compared before. This is not my original thought, but admittedly, I did think this when I saw it. It's like that whole Darth Vader thing. Seeing him as a kid in the prequels. Yeah. Runes. I don't. I don't mind the fact that they wanted to show him, show uh, Michael as a kid. I do like how he methodically kills the family. I even though it looks goofy, I like him wearing the mask when he kills Judith. I think. Oh, that, do you? I, it looks That's goofy my... as hell, but I. I don't know. Yeah. I just. I like the look of the mask, but I wish he, he kept the like clown a mask. Person. Yes. I wish you kept, kept the clown mask. You, you might be right, yep. but that was I don't a know, for some reason, it looked, it looked kind of creepy because he's so little and it's just a huge mask on him. And it when looks he like missed... a little person. Yeah, you exactly. See a little person, that's, yeah. That's, so it's, not, it's weird to me because if you see someone like that, they usually have a full-size adult head and everything yeah. else is small. That's all I've ever thought when I saw him. I'm like, ah, I, I don't... But that methodical like- nature with, with that calculated nature in which he kills everybody is brutal and haunting awesome. and, and terrific. In terms yeah. of demystifying once, you know, with all the talking, especially when they get to the asylum and stuff, I think here is mostly where you realize how much we miss Donald Pleasance because I think Malcolm McDowell, I, he's a great actor, but I, I just, it's, it, this is a terrible Dr. Loomis. Well, well it's a different there take. you go. It's a different take, and I don't, I don't like it. It's a much more egocentric, and everything that he discusses with Michael that drags on until we get to modern day to the '78 version, uh, everything that they discuss just seems generic and and straight out of a book, and nothing is really, really catches you or, or draws you in. And 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 watching Michael withdraw and not talk and all the different masks, it just didn't have an effect on me. Mrs. Meyer's story had more an effect on me as she became more withdrawn as time went on and, and eventually kills herself, which is, I, I thought was a really powerful scene. It was, and it was sad. But the thing is, we should tell the listeners that we watched the unrated director's cut of part yes. one and part two. They're both like two hours long, but they're the ones that, uh, uh, it's very hard to actually get a hold of I think one of them wasn't released on DVD whatsoever. I think the part two is only available as the unrated director. There is no theatrical. And it's just, uh, it seems that for whatever reason that these are the ones that are most common. So we decided to, to go with that. They're the easiest ones to get your hands on and everything else. Yeah, so. I just bought the double feature of the theatrical cuts. They, okay. come, they come on a Blu-ray. For, I think it's from Canada. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Did it come with a battery? A battery. <laughs> 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 okay. A Z battery. <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare 
is going to help you. But I'll say this. There is more stuff in the director's cut inside the asylum that you're right. There is a little too much of it. it um, yeah, it just doesn't it, – it wasn't riveting. It wasn't intriguing, and that's you know the whole point of pre- presenting this. Make it, make it haunting. Make it terrifying. And it's as in terms of when he's a kid and the conversations with Loomis, it just doesn't work. I would love to re-edit this, and I've, I've, I think I've made mention of this before. I'd love to take the whole opening and kind of make it like an extended long credit sequence, if you will, that maybe spans, you know, 15, 20 minutes as opposed to 40 to 45. Uh, that, that's what I would like. I'd like to take what they've got there, encompassing the intro, the murders, the asylum stuff, and condense it completely to this sort of souped-up opening. And then we kick into the remake part. It would still be an hour and a half movie. With it your still cut. would be a full, yeah. And I think it would flow better. Oh, and it's a final chase. That's for damn sure. That's the worst fucking, the, the last 20 minutes of this, uh, you could take out 15 of those minutes as far as I'm concerned. And the movie will probably go up a point. That's like the most dreadful part is, for me, is the final act. that It takes me out of I was more on board with the first hour and a half of this film than I have been in years and then I, and I was thinking, well, maybe I'll still be okay in, in, with the final chase. And I still was freaking so numb, numb, numbly freaking bored in my mind when he's <laughs> punching freaking walls and punching ceilings. And she's sitting there and it goes on and on. And I'm like, I, I can't believe this is the final chase in the slasher. It, it just, it, it's, it's so it, bad. It's not so much a chase. It just seems to be an encounter. <laughs> And then, and then you think yes, it's over, it, and then you think it's over because Loomis, she finally gets out, and Loomis gets her, and then he pulls her out, and then oh my god, it's going to continue. Oh, and the, the the way they deliver the lines is terrible. See, those you could tell were forced. I hate to compare, but they 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 made them compare. They said you have to say this boogeyman line, and he has to say this, and it's terrible because it makes no sense. The boogeyman thing came up real quick from from you know the kid in this movie. It wasn't like an ongoing thing like it yeah. was throughout the first movie where she was. They would be so stupid if a girl just uh, survived some attack and, and said, uh, you know, said that, oh, well, was that the boogeyman? I mean, get the fuck you out of here. You're 17 but, years old. Well, you know what? They wedged it in, and the biggest mistake was having him answer. They should have cut to him to answer. Yes. And they should have had Michael Myers break the window immediately for the fake out because he had him answer. Then the Michael Myers busts through the window. It would have been great if he goes, as a matter of and it just yeah. happens. Oh, and in my edit, that wow. would have been what yes. happened. And it would have been way startling right. because you would have been, it would have been playing with the convention of us expecting him to finish that damn line because of the remake connection. They, that's what this missed is playing with those conventions a bit. Zombie did it better in H2, and we'll get there because he even answers the naysayers about the nature versus nurture uh, argument, and, and, and that's all in H2. And here we go. I know yeah. we said we're talking about the director's cut here, but one thing I absolutely detest about the director's cut is the rape breakout. I hate it, and I much prefer the reshot shit that they had to do for the theatrical, which was more of the standard getting transferred out of the cell with the Simple. shotgun and everything else. Simple, but it yep. worked, and it's yep. much better. Agreed. And there's how stupid would people be? This guy's a fucking giant. He's six to this guy is a monster. Why in, in your wildest dreams would you go in there and taunt him? That makes zero sense for anybody to do. I'm sorry. I agree. Do you think uh, he killed the girl? Uh, for some yeah, reason, good no. Question, no, but I didn't think so either. They would have showed don't... it. Why would they not show it? They show everything else. Yeah, no, I, I just I just wondered. I You're didn't... right, though. 
where the girl just vanished. I, I wasn't yeah. even thinking about the girl. I never thought about that. Wow. Huh. I, I love the Joe Grizzly scene. Oh, I, it's great. Yeah, I think the it what? actually. I'm a bitch. Joe Grizzly, the, the, the whole. Uh, oh, Joe Grizzly. Yeah, Ken Fra- <laughs> yeah in the, uh, yeah. the shitter. Oh, it's great. It is great. <laughs> it's great. I like how he gets to close. I mean, they they play off yep. that, and it, it's more effective here, uh, in a sense. Like it's it's definitely more brutal, um, even though you don't see too much in in this. Like even that kill, but that's how he gets the jumper. And Michael Myers is just more angry and vicious and violent Very. in both mm-hmm. these films. I know you a said lot already. a lot less playful. He's a little playful in this when it comes to you know the Bob kill and stuff. He still does the whole sheet thing, but he didn't need to for this version because no, he didn't. He is, he did is much more vicious now. Dave, I gotta ask this because we we talked about it with part one, and and obviously it wasn't even brought up until part two. But in this one, Laurie's his sister, so. Does he recognize her, or does he just become obsessed with her because she drops the key off at the house and he sees her, or does no, he I, know, or does he know that's Boo? I think this this movie takes more of a supernatural approach, and I think that we obviously get a lot more of that in the next one. That it's second sight. It, it's it's almost it's like it's what they did in Halloween four and five between Michael and uh, Jamie. Yeah, they do it here. It's more See, I, thought, I, I mean, they did it so much in in, in H two. I just felt right. with this one, it's a little less straightforward. So you just felt like there was a connection, even though it's it's not all out supernatural at this point. I never gave it a second thought, but because of H two, it makes. It, I'm, a, I'm on board. Sense. I'm not. I'm not really nitpicking that. I just thought I'd bring that up, just because it just well, seemed, you know, obviously it would have have to be something. Well, otherwise, well, there's a lot more convi- conv- It's more convenient in this, and there are a lot more conveniences in this. Because uh, I said, you know, I like some of the retelling remake stuff. Uh, I thought it, they updated it quite well. I thought that it looked definitely more Halloweeny. I know that's my word of the night tonight. Um, it, with the atmosphere, I mean, you can't fault the original. That's some of the charm. The fact that they filmed it off season and tried to make it look like Halloween. We talked about it already, but I'm just saying this one. You, you get that vibe, the color correction and timings, or we're give you give it that warm kind of autumn look. It's great, and it makes more sense that Linda and Bob fucking the abandoned Myers house. Cause you'd figure yeah. that that abandoned oh, cool. Myers house would be where people are going to go fuck instead of yes. going to some babysitter's house where you never know when the parents are going to come home and fuck in their bed. I mean that it's fun in, in the original movie, but it never sat well with me as being oh, realistic. Really? Whereas oh, I love it. Makes oh, sense. Let me well, let me interrupt. Okay. I do love, I think it makes more sense that they go to the Myers house. It's kind of cool, and it's kind of cool that he would happen to be there and then kill him. So I do like that aspect, and it kind of condenses things more because they didn't have as much time by the time they got to that act. So it made sense on many levels to do that. But I always enjoy that about Halloween 78 because it's a fun thing to do, to go in a house, especially when you're that age, and fucking someone else's bed and and – Half of the fun is the risk of getting caught, smoking a cigarette in there, fucking well, around. It. it was like so much risk. I've got a story. Fun. I've got a story that kind of now. is like that, but that's I would do it now. <laughs> if my wife would let me, there's no question I would go in a house and do it now. I, I told you I have not. I'm just like I was when I was a kid. I get off on that shit. It's who fun. would you do? Who would you do it with though? <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> that's, a, that's up to the wife, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <That's her. laughs> Well, that's what Whatever I was saying is that con- that connection. I love this that they did that because it makes it does make more sense. But now the connection is a little bit more like 
if you drill down, it's oh, very convenient. It's this group of yeah. friends. It just happens to be those two friends that happen to go to the Myers house to get killed. So from a convenience standpoint, it's a little too convenient. But I, I do like it, like in the storytelling standpoint, if you saw the work print of this, which exists, I just don't know if it's still out there for people it's to see. The work print version is this scene happens way later in the film. I don't if remember I, that. I have the work print on DVD, but I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, I, hmm. and I, I was a long time ago that I watched it, but I remember specifically that this scene happens later in the film. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And and Linda this time becomes a part of Michael's diorama. Oh, right. Yeah. Instead of but Annie. She's great. Full frontal, too. Holy smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah with a landing strip. <laughs> when do you ever see a landing strip in a movie? I thought it was a, uh, a breadstick. Oh, I call it a landing strip. <laughs> that joke goes back to like episode three, I think. A breadstick or a pizza slice. <laughs> that it's, is an old it's joke. Back, <laughs> yeah, it's in the back catalog. Yeah, we've, I definitely used that before. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Let me rewind because, Brandon, you said something at the beginning. and Sorry. We went off all over the place like we always do. But I agree 100% with what you said. My issue with the serial killer, I wish they would – I would have preferred they left a mute. That would have worked. Mm-hmm. I do not – like the fact that it's a cookie cutter serial killer in every way be more fucking creative and i've said this to people before and i said it on banana laser and i've had people say well you want to be different you don't want it to be the same thing does it have to be pure evil can it be more yes i understand that you want to move on from that but use a little more imagination than Exactly. He has a terrible home life, exactly. and he's bullied at school, and he's white trash. That bully's Just... funny when he spits in that kid's hat. You, oh, want, yeah. it? you want it? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what a, a spy kid. Move. Yeah, that is, is a he? spy kid. Yeah. I never saw that, but I didn't know that. Well, I totally I... agree with you. I think, the, look, Michael, poor, right? Michael is evil. He's got to become evil, but make the evil born out of love. If he came from, it would have been so much more terrifying. Dude, there is not a single character in his family that I like. Right off the bat, they're all fucking despicable people. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. I remember the first time I saw this at the theater, because my opinion of Zombie, and when I walked out of part, of this movie, I called it part three because it's the third movie, but when I walked out of it, I remember saying to the girl I went there with, well, Rob Zombie's slowly getting worse with each movie. Let's go fucking my abandoned opinion- house. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> 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 Oh, shit. My Sorry, wife is, I had okay, to interrupt. Let's go. Oh, that's great. Because my favorite was Corpses. I thought he was... I liked Rejects a little less, and then I liked Halloween a little less than that. But I remember seeing Halloween the first time and going in there and almost having a bit of like an anxiety-type attack. And I don't know why. It's a weird thing that used to happen when I was like a teenager that hasn't happened in years. And when I went and I saw this movie, in the first five minutes, when everybody was yelling and acting a certain way and everything else, it like made me feel weird i was like very uncomfortable and it was almost like anxiety i didn't like it 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 immediately turned me off to the film Mm -hmm. and i'll never forget that because again because i was comparing to the original and i shouldn't have but it's very jarring when this movie starts that way and again you have to be different but make somebody decent it's just it's too it's too much people complain about rob zombie's characters and i'll meet them halfway I do not like what they do right off the bat with this film. And people want to say the mother's good. The mother's not good. You see the way she acts when she goes to school? It sure as hell looks like you fucking do. And she's defending her kid for finding a dead cat and putting it in a bag. Yeah, she, she's basically just hiding her head in the sand, doesn't want to face up to anything. She, she, but she's, she's angry she's not at the good. school. 
Yeah, she's angry at the school. She's she's very forgiving of Ronnie. Yeah, I mean, he's making inappropriate comments about Judith. You know, he's making terrible comments about Michael. He's just a horrible human being. Oh, there's too much vulgarity out of the gate, and that's it. Very, yes. They're very stepping heavy. on each other's lines, and it's fuck, fuck, skull fuck, fuck, out of the <laughs> gate. And, and it's just too fucking much. <laughs> It, no, it's just too much. Yes, it, it is. It, and, it, and if you think it's too much here, it's up to like tenfold in part two, it seems, where every second dialogue, they just wedge in a fuck. And it just, that's the problem. I think people, I, I think maybe they wanted to say is, it's my time. It, like zombies, like it's my time, my time to shine. We're going to show you that this is my vision right out of the gate. And I think people that wanted to be eased into that, there's no easing in. It's here you go. You're slapped across the face with a dead fucking fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, dude. He's it's out of. Although I do love Ronnie, he cracks me up. Like I say those lines when my daughter's not around, of course, and I, I say to my wife when I when I'm gonna watch this movie for kicks. I think he's funny. I'm all broken up here, bitch. I can't work. I, I, I think he's fucking funny. <laughs> he's I will great crawl actor, over there and skull fuck the shit out of you, and he's like crying shit, crying shit. He's fucking funny I, I i could see one character he's like that chop top at the fucking kitchen table <laughs> right uh, you're right he's like a chop <laughs> true it's so outlandish you're right that, that that's fucking funny <laughs> skinner like but, a rat skinner like a rat like a rat <laughs> you're right it's a fucking rat who has a rat as a pet oh he's great it's a fucking rat oh, man poor elvis Elvis, all that fucking <laughs> Mike, and then she's like fucking defending. Michael loves animals. I'm like, how fucking in the dark do you have to be? Like, come on, dude. If I went to school and they said that my daughter had a dead cat in a bag in her locker, would my response <laughs> be, oh, big deal. She probably picked it up on the way to school. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And then when it comes to be Halloween night, what does she say? I should not let you go out after this shit you pulled at school today. Yeah. <laughs> that shit you pulled at school. They showed pictures of fucking multiple animals massacred that you took pictures of, and you brought a dead cat to school. And you're gonna let your kid go out for trick or treat? Get the fuck out of here, man. That's I can't get over that as a parent. I'm like, oh my I, god. What? You know, I I gotta bring it up again because you're bringing this that whole scene up. The Rourke print again. That's why there's some like dude, that's when the Halloween when he's running. Oh, he gets yes. up and runs. That's where the Halloween music kicked in and the title card came on. It yes, was a really weird spot of the movie for it to come on. So in the work print, that's where it goes. Dun, 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 dun. And then Halloween just shoots up on the screen as he's running towards the camera. And I'm I like, always I always remember that. See, wow. Yep. Yeah. As who's, as who's running towards the camera? Little Mikey. Michael, when he, cool. After yeah. his mom uh, is bitching and you know how he gets up and just starts yeah. running out. Well, the work print, that's where the music kicks in, which I think oh, it cool. kicks in here as well. But the title yeah. card comes on there just yeah. over him running. Halloween. It's very weird. Yeah, it's cool as fuck. I thought it might have been the theatrical because it's been so long since I saw it. But awesome. yeah, I always yeah. remember that. That's so cool. I like that. I like that. There's this, I'll tell you what. A lot of things he does. He shoots it really well. I'll tell you that. There's some real good shots. Like when he kills the bully, everything about that scene is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, and you feel bad scene. for... It's like you hate that kid, and then right. you, you're instantly made to sympathize with him, obviously, because he's getting killed. I didn't feel bad. He deserved it. He's a fucking prick. 
<laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it because I like to see that shit that he fucking uh, took no mercy and he kept going and going. And the way at the end when you see like what he's seeing and, and swinging through the trees as he's dying, that's fucking deep shit. That's cool. Zombie did some good stuff in here that you don't usually see in a slasher. Definitely not anything else in this series. You know what I mean? Oh, no. He took he, the time to frame vision. shot. Yeah. More so in the next one. But this is kind of where he started doing things like that, taking his time to, to frame shots a certain way and, and do it more artistic. And I'll have to give it credit for that. It is well made. The problem, as usual with Zombie, is in the script and, in this case, the bad third act to me. That Those are my problems. Did you like Pumpkinhead Paul? Uh, yes, I did like Pumpkinhead Paul. That I was do. Cool. I like Pumpkinhead Paul. It's playful Michael. I, I'm cool with that. And I like how Michael even stops and looks at him. He doesn't yeah. help head till there again. He's like looking at it. And I'm like, Michael's That's very cool. big into crafts. He always has been. <laughs> In this one, yes. He is crafty. He's crafty. couple he things would have been him and the, him and the uh, clown mask as he's peering out the window. I wanted, again, in my re-edit, that's how I wanted to open the movie almost. I wanted to go like Halloween and you just see him in the window there. I thought that shot was absolutely haunting and very creepy. Um, I don't like duct tape dad uh, or stepdad uh, or it, boyfriend. It's absurd. It's, it's a great it's, kill, it, but it's, it's absurd yeah, to set Because I know he's out cold and he's snoring. But when <laughs> he's he still sleeping when he's completely... Yeah, that is... I, I, I laugh every time and I'm like, I gotta edit that out. I just don't like it. Yep. But there's a candy corn reference in there too. Like he's eating candy corn and flicking it and I didn't know if that yeah, was why for every P Yeah, for every piece he eats, he flicks one across the That's room. stupid. It's just so ridiculous. Who waste candy corn like that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't eat it in the first place. I love it. <laughs> it's a great throat slit, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, they it's finally great. a great One of the best. Yeah. Agreed. It's great stuff. All those kills are great. And the boyfriend kill with the fucking bat. Oh, oh my god. I hate when somebody gets bludgeoned over the head and they have that seizure where they start shaking. Ah. Oh. That gets me every fucking time. So good. To me, that's the best. That that whole sequence uh, of that night is the best parts of the film. Yeah, and it's so it's it's like it's so calculated and thought out. It's just it's it's brutal. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep, the sister thing, everything. It all, you know who that sister is, by the way? You know what other movie she is, and you know what character she played? No. No, good. Judith in this movie <laughs> played Little Jenny in Forrest Gump on the bus. You can see it here. Oh, really? That's Jenny? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's when I heard the most beautiful voice yeah. that I ever heard. <laughs> and it's her. <laughs> yep. Oh, she, she died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I bet this one, no, not this one got killed before she had a chance to. <laughs> she uh. probably would have too. Oh, man. Yeah, he's the world's heaviest sleeper. <laughs> that, that, that's he's still out cold and he's complete he's duct taped like a fucking mummy <laughs> uh it is a little bit sad that they have that discussion on halloween night and i know i was ragging on her but when she says you know what everything's going on i have to go to work now you know ronnie's an asshole tomorrow we're gonna have a fresh start you've had some problems lately and you see that obviously she cares but she's just too wrapped up in this fucked up life she's in. Yeah. But the fact that she said that, you know what? It's okay. We'll have a fresh start tomorrow. And she was going to work on things or do what the best she could. And then tomorrow never happened. Fucking, you know? Yeah. I don't Damn. think she, she was a bad person. She's just kind of blind. She's got blinders on when it comes to what's really going on because she's in such a shitty situation. What a... It, it's, I like that, though. Like, I do like that they try to show her being a little bit sympathetic 
But yes, she's not a good she's not a good person because she's stuck. No, I, I like the on. rabbit red connection in this one. Mm-hmm. It was a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah. I like the dancing with Love Hurts playing. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I think I like it's that. very good, and especially what they do in part two. But yeah, yes, yes, yeah. great stuff with Love Hurts. Yeah, absolutely. All that stuff is really good. And that scene you were talking about, looking out the window. Are you see? Were you talking about when he's in the back of the cop car? I like that too. I've when he turns I like, his head. Yeah, when he turns his head. I I didn't mind that either. I but I'm I talking about when he's with the Halloween mask, looking out the window. If there's a couple of trick or treaters that go by right before he's about to, he goes on the killing. Oh, uh, he's peering out the curtain in the family room. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is everyone dead at that point? Or I, not yet? I think he's about to do it. Yeah, that's right before. Yeah. yeah, That is, that is a cool scene. They did, there are some really cool shots. You know, I don't really pay attention much when I'm doing it like, oh, you know, how things are framed and stuff. But it, it, is, it is well made. There are some, some really nice shots. When he stabs his sister? Ooh, that's fucking oh. sick. Yeah. Every time you see like a, a knife kill right into the gut... And it, it just seems so realistic because you see, I picture murders like that, that, that happen in real life. Like you don't hear a lot about bludgeoning with a bat and, and tying someone up with, with tape and slitting their throat, but you hear about somebody stabbing somebody in, in the stomach in the kitchen or something. It's just something about chef's knives in murder when, when they're just stabbed straight into something, it always fucking wigs me out because they seem like more realistic kills than other stuff you see in slash. Yeah. And after he stabbed her, he sprinkled fennel on her. <laughs> well, that, that's the other thing. It's unfortunately. <laughs> At least they brought it's, that out. That movie. Fennel. Well, it, <laughs> it, uh, the problem is what we already brought up is that he's wearing a dumb mask and he should have kept, he should have kept the, I think the only reason they did that is so that there was a reference that it was at the house so that he could break through the floorboards later to grab it again. But other yeah, than that... Get it. But why? Why not yeah. just pick it up the way Michael did at a fucking, at, at a pharmacy? Yeah, or something. I guess you wanted that aged look. I didn't mind it. Like I said, it's uh-huh. kind of scary because he, you're right. He does look like a little person in it. <laughs> I always thought it looked ridiculous. Yeah, it does. Uh, I don't, it just doesn't do it for him. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And I like to play the music a little bit. They play the, the you know, the, the stalking music. Dun, dun. I like that. They do a good job with that, but... Yeah, no, there's there's some good there's some good stuff. I do like how they make Lori's family. I know these people have already been like, oh, Lori with the donut and and whatever yes. the big. I don't have a problem with any of that shit. <laughs> and her mom reference that she's still mad about her making that yes. off color joke. I Thank like you. that. That's Dude. the shit that Thank works. You. <laughs> Dude, that happened to me watching it for the very first time this time around. Because I've always had that problem with her, and I watched it the rest of the film. I'm like, okay. She's still better than the other two, and she's still kind of a good girl. She just has a little bit of a smart-ass attitude. She's really not as bad as I'm making her sound because of that that, that fucking bagel thing. Because you're right. D. Wallace says it later. She goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm still mad at that, that what you did this morning. with the... So that's not typical behavior from her. So, And it's okay. the stark, it's it's the stark contrast of the two families. Yes. So yes, it's, 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 it's really well done in that sense. And. I like that Michael shows up to kill the Strodes right after Annie picks them up. Oh, brutal too, brutal. Those oh, deaths, yeah. those deaths hit hard because, like, they're they're like the parents. They're they're they were set up really nice. You care about them like you yeah. should, and and so it's it, it's great. There's some good stuff here. It's just unfortunately, it's kind of well. As I opened up on my on my review and I said it was, it's just jointed at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I think that disjointed nature and the demystifying him as a kid 
is not the best setup for the rest of the film. But yeah, yeah, they wanted to add something new, so I can't fault it for that. I just didn't like all the new stuff. And I thought he did a really good job at some of the recreation. It just wasn't interesting enough. It wasn't That's interesting it. enough, the new stuff. Like, I, I still can't get on board with, with, with the way Loomis was presented to us. I didn't need to see him buying a gun. I don't know why he acts surprised that... Uh, for some reason, he acts surprised when, when Sheriff Brackett is talking about uh, Laurie Strode. He knows that, that Michael has a sister. Why is he acting surprised in this one? What? I, Wait a minute. Yeah. Loomis is surprised that Michael is back in town for his sister at one point. The sheriff's telling him telling him about that. Wouldn't Loomis know that that's where Lori lives? That's where she was adopted by? Or was that kept under wraps? I'm guessing it was kept under wraps. But then again, I'm just assuming because I'm comparing. So that that's never crossed my mind. Does he know he has, has a sister? Jeez, I no, didn't no. even... He, no, I don't think Loomis does know this as well. He finds out from Brad... Dorf, because Brad Dorf is the one that spills the beans that says, I took the kid when I went to the house and I whisked her away. Yes, and took her but, to the but, next Loomis, but okay. Loomis had to know that he had a sister, is what I'm saying. Because oh, true. Loomis true, was the involved mom. with the family. Oh, Absolutely, yeah, but you're right. But he didn't know. Stupid. Yeah. All right, so maybe he's just shocked that 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 Lori's in this town and Michael is is back in in his hometown yeah, because looking for Lori rather than just back there because it's his home. Because it yep. becomes a plot point in part two that Brad Dorf, uh, Sheriff Becker, is pissed off that his his information was used against him in that book, and that's when yeah, he, that's and he, true. And he yeah. outed Laurie, and we'll get there. But that's he's, yeah. he's I love Brad Dorf. He's he's yeah. a great sheriff bracket. He really yeah. is. Yeah, I I do like him. He's nothing like the original. But again, why compare? Uh, you know what? I'm not comparing. You know, right. Charlie Cyphers isn't as prominent in in the originals as 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 Brad Dorf is in in Rob Zombie's version. So I'm not going to take anything away from Charlie Cyphers. But I I was right on board with with this version of Sheriff Brackett. And yeah, I was good. And the girls are fine too. Uh, granted, these three girls are nothing like our my girls from Haddonfield from '78 that I'm so attached to. But they're not as bad as I, as I made them sound in the past. It was kind of jarring again. Yeah, them. but I think they're a good representation of of, of the time. You know, ten years ago of of what teenagers are, are like so yeah they're not know, so I, bad i always remember that girl going c-u-n-t and doing that and then and then what's her name say why don't you call under a fucking rock my daddy's a sheriff and if you just take those two lines and isolate them they yeah. do sound like a couple of bitches but honestly they're really not that bad i, I know. just you know, I the, the more same you thing watch something. this time too, Dave. yeah, I agree. Same thing I agree with you, man. Like I always thought, it was always felt like it was rushed. It was like, okay, we're gonna give you the Cliff Notes version of the remake part now, and it's like boom, 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 boom. But now I watch, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's not. They they establish the scenes quite well. They they put in the highlights. They don't have Michael driving. Brandon, you should be jumping all over this movie. Right. Michael's not driving yeah, in this not at, all. at all. Yeah, yeah they true. make reference. They say, you know. Head and Fields far away from him. They have the thing with the breakout, and he has the same line about, yeah, that wouldn't stop a five-year-old in that whole thing. But he says, you know where exactly where he's going. And he's like, they're like, where is he going? He's like, Head and Field. And he goes, Head and Field's 100 miles from here. And that's it. They don't say anything about a car, and you never see him drive. You do see him stalking. You see him stalking again, which, again, we have not seen him in the background stalking in, in a little while now. You know what I mean? We didn't yeah. really see H2O and Resurrection, I don't think. No, very so, little stalking in those films. So we get a little of that, and that's, that's classic Michael. I like that. It, it works. It's really grown on me, this, as well. It's not by any means perfect, and I do like the second half more than the first, quite frankly. Uh, except you're me right, too. Dave. The, me the too. ending, The ending still is something to be desired. It's, and I like 
I, yes. I'm going to say something, Dave. Yes. You said something earlier, and I like Lori. Sorry, Annie surviving. I like it, and I like Daniel Harris as Annie. Why the fuck? Okay, I, I don't. I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to get at, but I feel yeah. like they sold me on the fact that okay, she managed to survive it. But why? Why would she? This is Michael fucking Myers. He's killing everybody in sight. But that goes back. I go back to H two O and and talk about why didn't he just kill the uh, the mother and the daughter at the truck stop? He just takes the purse and dumps the purse on the lawn. He didn't try to kill them. That's why he tried to kill a victim. Yeah, but why didn't why because. didn't he try to kill these people? He should have tried to kill them. Well, yeah, that's, that is a problem, but this is a bigger problem to me. Michael Myers doesn't try, to, or Jason, or anybody. They don't try to kill somebody. If the final girl, that's fine. But they don't try to kill someone to the point that they actually penetrate them and have them on the ground fucking bloody, and they don't die. Wow, you're talking those... about penetration and blood. I am so rock hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're like Michael with the dogs. How about Michael had a dog and drew this drew this grave? Of course, another fucking dog. <laughs> it's a dog or a fox? I thought it was a fox. I'm calling it a dog for for comedic effect. I don't uh, know. Well, I'm, I'm destroying your joke. Yeah. It was at least there was a reason for uh, for him to get all pissed off. Like I, I like that, and I like to play on that whole. Well, but why did he go to the graveyard again? <laughs> Michael, Michael didn't like what the fox had to say. <laughs> what does the fox say? Fuck you, fox. Yes, whatever that is. Yeah, you're right. There was, there was a mistake in this film. A mistake? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there's, there's multiple mistakes in I'm all just these. Being films, an but... asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but the police—they go to the wrong house what? because when when uh, Lori calls calls uh, the police, she's calling from the Wallace house because she finds Annie and Paul, and she calls from the Wallace house. Then she runs back to the Doyle's house, and she's with the kids, and the cops show up there. That's why they come so late. Wow, that actually helps the plot now. To me, it does. Think about it. They go down. It's right across the street, right? They go yeah. there. They see nothing. They, maybe they see some fucking crazy shit going on over here, and they go over there to check it out. Now it makes a little more sense, and it, it, now it makes more sense that Michael was able to dispatch of of two cops so easily. Yeah, you well, know? he's maybe. All right. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's not a it's not a major thing. I'm just pointing it out when she called. You know, it, it was from one house, and then she ran to the other, and that's where the cops show up. Like, is everything okay? And I do like the way Lori screams. She's she's a good screamer, and so is is little Lindsay in this. Dude, yes, little Lindsay does do good. Good, and the best casting of all on looks alone is Tommy Doyle. He looks much closer to the original Tommy Doyle than he any does. character. He does. Close. Yeah, he yeah. looks the best, and she does great. Her scream yeah. and everything. Yeah, what happened to her? She should have stayed in the freaking. In she the really should have. When 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 he breaks in and they're in the bathtub and she screams, that's a great scream. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Lindsay yeah, but they, but I mean, I I don't even think it's that the final chase bores me. I I do. I just think it's too long because you you got the chase to the pool, then Luma shoots at the yes. pool. You know, they're in the house. She pushes him off the balcony. Then then he grabs her out of the car. It's like it's, it's just it felt a little disjointed, to say the least. I guess I I was still on board with. It. I was surprised how how well the movie moved for me, even though it's a very long film. Right. I'm not saying it, it could definitely be shorter and there's things I would take out and, and move around. But for me, it, it still moved along at a nice pace for, for a two hour film. For a two hour film. Yes. Until the end, until the scene that I was, you know, mentioned before that stuff takes me out. Actually, it kind of takes me out of it when he has her kidnapped and he's there and he's showing her the picture. And she's like, I don't know who they like, what the fuck does he want? 
What what is his, what are his plans? It doesn't make a lot of sense. What, yeah. what does he want to do? Had the two of them run off like fucking Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and fucking hey, <laughs> let's just carry on our life together. Uh, you know what? What are their plan? What is his plan? He doesn't want to kill her. Fine, he has her kidnapped. He's trying to show her who the fuck he is. What does he expect? Can I? What's the end game here? I understand he's obviously mental or or. I don't or know what the evil, end game is. It's weird. To me, like, it, I could kind of buy into it. It's like the maybe the one bit of humanity that's still left in this version of Michael is his memories of of, of little Lori, well, of little Angel, because he, he, he of little her. Boo, For little boy, reason. little boy Boo, <laughs> <laughs> little girl Boo, come blow my horn. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs in the meadow, Michael's in the corn. Okay, <laughs> fucking, I don't get it, but I guess. If he's fucked up in the head, it's it's possible that he just wants to see her. Because he even in the beginning, you know, he kills everybody and then he picks her up like everything's normal. He gives his baby a kiss. Happy Halloween, boo. It's just odd. You know, like, why wouldn't he kill a baby? Yeah, that didn't have the effect as, as it did in the original, you know, him sitting outside with boo when, uh, when Mrs. Myers comes home. No, no, not at all. It's... I don't know. It's just that's that's when I come out of it. A kidnapping scene. I don't like that. It just she wakes up and what? Oh, there's like five minutes of that bullshit, and then she tries to trick him. And I'm just not into the final chase. I wish I was, because uh, again, I said I was on board with the things they did and the choices they made. I like the fact that Bob chose to do the white sheet instead of uh, instead of Michael. Yeah, great. Yeah, right. A nice change. I, I like that, that too. Worked. Yep. And so you yeah, know, you know, and it's to play yeah. with the convention. We think it's yeah. Mike. At that point, we kind of think it's Michael already. And then you're like, well, why didn't we see him get killed? And then it's because it's not him. I thought they <laughs> played around with the, the whole the whole setup there. That's what I like. The movie needed to do more of that. Yes. Yeah, but my notes even say, oh, we have a less playful Michael kills Bob while Bob was wearing the sheet this time. Scratch that. He shows up to Linda wearing the sheet in the glasses. <laughs> That was cool. And of course, it's silly that this guy's a giant and she wouldn't have realized it. But whatever, it's a slasher. I'm not, I'm not nitpicking it. It's just kind of funny because he's a fucking huge man. And that's something else about this movie. And I had a discussion online with someone today criticizing the fact that Michael is so big. And that's the problem with this movie. It's scarier in 78 because he's a regular sized man and he's stalking and he's evil. And I'm like. Yeah, I, I understand where he comes from to a degree, but I also say this. Since Jason Voorhees became the man in the fucking late 80s and the 90s and shit, you tell me a slasher that the guy isn't a monster anymore. They're all that way. That, that's just become standard shit in, in, in the slasher subgenre. That They're always freaking giants. Look at Hatchet, everything. Even fucking Girl House, that guy was a big old monster. Charlie's Farm. Every slasher that comes out... It's like the new it's the new convention, the new trope of fucking slashers, which in a way it's kind of a sad state of affairs because in in, in a way I wish they would have a normal size slasher. You know but who's going to be our killer and our slasher? Watson. Someone, Watson. <laughs> Watson's like 4 foot 3. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be our I think he's, he's the one wearing the Watt Myers mask and when the sister gets stabbed. Yeah, he, yeah he's he's young Mikey Myers in the mask. <laughs> the stunt double. He's the one from part two. He's not quite as small as part one. He's the next guy. A little, a few inches taller. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying, though? That, that That's what it came to be. There's not much you can do about it. The, the killers have to be big now. It is the way it is. Does it? Ha- is it a shame? Kind of. But 
I understand why people want to see a giant killer now. It's just it, it's what it is. So. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't take away. That didn't hurt this film. Other things did, but not that. I, I agree. I, it didn't hurt it. No, yeah. they had to do it differently. And like I said, it's it's that's the way it is now. Yeah. Serial killers, slasher killers are are you know all the icons are big. Freddy doesn't have to. He's a dream demon. It's different. But anyone in the real world that's stalking anybody with a knife or a weapon, they're always big. It is what it is. You know. I love psychological psychological horror films, and and when. When they go into the the background and and the you know the analysis of of Michael's mind and all that, they just it just becomes too generic and it just it it's very boring and uninteresting and and that's where it's a miss for me. Everything involving Loomis and Michael, it just I I didn't care when it got to you know the '78 remake. That's when I was on board. Like I said, I liked the girls. I liked I liked the way it played out. The final chase. It just felt like it went on for too long. There was just too many locations like i I, i'm kind of jumbling it up in my head right now because it's been a few days since i watched it but you know they're at at this house with the kids then she's she's back at the myers house in in the walls and on the ceiling then she's with loomis and he drags her out of the car he shows her the picture i do love though that the final scene i do love when she 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 shoots him in the head jesus i just stuttered like crazy when she shoots him in the head and then the, the music starts. I do love that. Much better than the alternate ending, which I watched, which I did not like. Yeah, agreed. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. The, yeah. Good ending and everything I else. I just I just lost interest at, at some point in, in the third act. It just yeah. happens. It happens every time with me. But did you notice, Christian, when uh, when she pushes Michael off the balcony, she didn't run up a ramp? <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Oh, shit. Sure did. <laughs> The first time I saw this movie at the theater, when they fell off the ramp and it went to black, I thought the credits were going to roll and that was going to be the end of the movie. And I would have been okay with that because I love unconventional endings. People would have hated it, but I would have applauded it. Kind of like the Sopranos ending, same type of thing. I love anything unconventional. I like good or bad. If it's if it's something I don't expect to see in a movie, yeah. Like I mean, I don't want a fucking a clown or a parachute to drop from the sky and a clown to get off and, and hold Michael Myers' hand and then run away skipping. I don't mean that ridiculous. I want to see that right now. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? Imagine that. That's how a movie ends. That oh, would be kind of crazy. But <laughs> either way. Would. All right. I guess we should rate this, huh? We got anything else on it? No. I mean, like, I, I think I, I feel like I've been repetitive, so... I kept saying I enjoyed this more, but I don't know if my rating necessarily reflects that. I can't remember what I've rated this in the past. I feel like it's always hovering around this anyway, and I'm going with a 6 out of 10. Oh, look at that. I liked it a little bit more. Six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go right in between you guys. Six and a quarter. (laughs) Wow, I came in the highest. I'm shocked. Wow, no shit. Interesting. Interesting. People, people are very overly critical of, of Rob Zombie. I think w- with his entire catalog, I'm not saying I'm a diehard fan, but I don't get the hate. I don't either. It's just a lot of the same. It's a lot. People get mad that the scripts are, are often weak, and it's always white trash characters, and it's hey, always yeah. his wife, and it's uh, it's just it's repetition. And I could see people saying, "Okay," but I mean, a lot of directors do that. Look at fucking Quentin Tarantino. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Doesn't true. He, 
Granted, I'm and that hurts. That hurts this script. film especially because I, I'm telling you, you go with that wholesome family, and it makes it more terrifying and more intriguing and more interesting for you to want to learn his backstory. Who cares what Loomis and Michael want to talk about in the asylum when you know he's a product of a shit upbringing and a shit environment? You know that's what they're playing at caused this. So everything he says about oh Michael's blackness in his eyes and all that like bullshit. He's just evil because. He was brought up in a in a shitty environment, and he he showed signs of killing animals early on. Get rid of all that and have yeah. him, you know, make it even more terrifying by bringing him up in beautiful, perfect suburbia. And well, he made his choice, and he got critiqued, and you're criticizing it now, and he answers to that in each two, I think. Yeah, very you're quickly. Right. He just kind and, of dismisses but, it, but yeah. uh, but I think but that's he, why I prefer uh, the follow up. Well, them's the magic words. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let me pull up H2. H2, written and directed by Rob Zombie from 2009. Laurie Strode struggles to come to terms with her brother Michael's deadly return to Haddonfield. Meanwhile, Michael prepares for another reunion with his sister. (laughs) That sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. I'll tell you this. I'll start very quickly. If you took out every mention of the white horse or reference to the white horse or or sherry moon as a ghost from this movie i think everybody's enjoyment would go up substantially i think so many people harp on this aspect of it and can't let it go so as you dave you mentioned something where you learned to let things go and like h2o or halloween i've let that go i didn't like it the first time i thought it was a little forced or really forced the first time i've let it go now and my enjoyment has escalated immensely for this film nice so you've slowly come along over the last three years that you yeah, it, it seems it's like you better and better right? i i think i rated it a six out of Good. ten when i did this for the post-mortem review and i i said it was already i was already growing on it i love the direct continuation and i don't awesome. even and i love the hospital nod the fact that it goes to a hospital as a huge nod to halloween 2 and I don't mm-hmm. care that that part is, like, excuse me, I'm hiccuping here. Revealed <laughs> uh, that it's revealed as a dream. I don't. But does even it care. have to be a 25 minute dream sequence? I don't mind a dream sequence either, but a 25 minute if then becomes like filler. It's like, did we really need Buddy and his wet bagels or wet donuts, whatever the hell he's carrying? Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe it not. does go on a little long. Yeah, that's it. It's perfect. I don't mind it because it I does like have it. some awesome I- images and awesome, awesome kills in there. But it's obviously a dream when you're watching it. That's what I, when she comes across all those bodies in the, in that pit. Oh, if it's yeah. not a dream, the movie's completely absurd. Yeah, I didn't so, even know what the hell that was in, in even in the dream. I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this Nightmare on Elm Street now? Yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. And the thing, I think people should be happy that it's not a dream. People get mad because it is. I think you should be happy. That it you was all a dream. dream. I used to read Word Up Word Magazine. magazine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, but think about the shit that goes on in that dream. If it's not, if it's reality, it's ridiculous. Wouldn't You should be applauding the fact that it's a dream and they didn't go that way. I you like get, the, it's jarring a, the first time. You get a but. cow that explodes cars. <laughs> no, that part is real, though. See, this is where I think people get fucked up. 
Wait, that, now I'm confused. Go ahead. The whole that whole lead. See, this is where I, I don't understand why people have a problem with that. She's not dreaming. Two fucking guys are talking about raping dead bodies, and he tells the jam jelly joke. That shit is actually Michael Myers' body being transferred from the fucking end of part one. Oh, they the hit jam a cow. jelly joke. They hit. They hit a cow. The car gets in an accident. The guy's cow. face is all mangled. He cow. he saw cow. he saws the guy's <laughs> head off with a broken glass. He walks off into the fucking distance. That part is yep. reality. Then we have the hospital scene, which is a dream, bringing us to fucked up Lori one year later or how whatever yeah, it's one year, right? The hospital part becomes the dream sequence. Wait, it's that, not. It's not one year later. It's supposed to be like it's two years later. Okay, it's approaching two, Halloween two years later. Two years later. But I'm talking about the the whole opening. It's a direct continuation at first. That part's yeah. all a direct continuation. The surgery. Yeah. All that shit's awesome. real. Yeah. Then they two, go to two a dream. years later is when she's living with the brackets. the The whole dream sequence is right then after the events of part one. No, but she wakes up from the dream at the brackets, and yeah. it's two years. Yeah, it's two years later there, but okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. She's so she's haunted by the torment. Her walking down this is her walking down the street part of the dream, or no, when bracket picks her events. up. All that stuff in the very beginning is the events of Halloween night. It picks right up, just like Halloween two did in in eighty one. Picks up, they do the thing, they go to the hospital. Michael has his escape while she's at the hospital. Do you know how movies work, Brandon? <laughs> Well, no, but don't don't cut Brandon now because everyone else is having that same problem. Okay, so oh, I'm being an ass then, and I apologize. Yeah, you but are. yeah, sorry, man. But I still, love you. I, <laughs> it, it becomes a dream. Everything in the hospital it blurs. becomes a dream afterward. Yeah, I'd like to yes. jelly something right in your ass right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what happens. It blurs. It starts right away. Well, that's what, that's what the problem. Is. Again, these two I watched a while ago, so it's starting to blur, and I'm starting to uh, just get confused. That's why yeah, I'm sitting and I'm here thinking. Dick. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. That's that's cool. The the dream sequence still does go on a little too long. We are talking almost a half hour into the film when we pick up two years later. So yeah. e- even though maybe I got confused and, and assumed everything was a dream. We're still a half hour in when we're picking up with with two years later when it should probably be ten minutes. <laughs> it's so great that it's a dream though because the funniest kill of all time happens in it. It wouldn't make any sense if it wasn't a dream when the fucking nurse walks out and she starts screaming and she has a yeah. <laughs> She's a great actress. Octavia and she plays her yeah. she plays her own name. Octavia Spencer plays nurse Octavia and she she goes on to become, you know, a huge Oscar winner yeah. and probably the biggest star in that whole movie there it's <laughs> so fucking yeah. funny though she just walks out calmly and then starts screaming I don't, I, I don't even think that's calm i think she walks out dazed it was kind of haunting yeah actually. she walks out dazed me. and she's like nurse and then she turns and the realization <laughs> as the blood flows out i, I agree brayden i yeah i, I, I think I, it's I horrific a startled by that yeah I guess Dave is not. Dave is fucking losing his Me, I saw this at the movie, and my friend and I, and my, all three of us burst out laughing at that scene. Every time I see it, I have to laugh. Oh, God, it's it's just like Halloween 5 when he's going, wee down the fucking, down the water. <laughs> That's funny. We all funny. laughed at that, too. Same exact thing and the same people see in the movie. And we all burst out laughing when she started screaming for no reason. I mean, there was a reason for it, but a delayed reaction like that. 
<laughs> oh, I can't believe you guys don't find that humorous. That's crazy. I find, it, I find oh. you laughing about yeah. it more funny than the actual scene. I'm Same laughing here, now because, yeah. and because of the we in part five. <laughs> now I'm thinking about that. Yeah, totally, man. It's like a, uh, someone put a post on there uh, on the group page, actually, which was funny. And he said we while he was watching it. And he said, yeah, I saw that video. That but was... I've been saying that we forever. Because it is like that. He's fucking moving around and shit like a log. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, I guess you guys don't find that hump, uh, funny. But but afterwards, it's great. When How vicious is it when he's going up and down and fucking stabbing her? Oh, my. Every kill. Yeah. Okay, I'll say it right now. I'll say two things. This movie is probably the best shot fucking slasher movie ever. And this is one of the goriest slasher movies ever. Definitely the goriest movie, the goriest slasher since the fucking 2000s. I don't think you can even dispute that. He's definitely the most violent. I said he was violent in the last one. This is the most rage-filled violent that Michael Myers has ever been. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but, but with purpose. It makes sense in his mind. He's fucking pissed off now. Again, I'm going to be... I'm, I don't feel like I have to be on the defense based upon what's been being said by you guys. Christian, definitely. Brandon, I'm not sure about yet, but the way I look at it is I'm usually on the defense with this film, and what I like about it is what what people don't like about it happens to be what I like about it, which is weird. It's just like I like the fact that we are seeing fallout from this horrific night two years ago and what in many cases could and would happen. You, you talk about the relationship between Lori and Annie? The relationship between Lori and Annie. Because that's great. That's that's actually great, yeah. Yes, everything. Everything that's happened with Lori. Things that are happening with Loomis. That, that would I happen. love Loomis's art, uh, character switch. People hate it. I thought it's because great. You know why? Because they're comparing it to Donald Pleasance. No, Loomis is much better in this one because he comes across as an egomaniac in the first one. In this one, he is a straight-up egomaniac. So he's, he's a, playing the character he was meant to be. But he hates himself so for it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does eventually, you know, come to the realization that he's a piece of shit. But I like all the comments about clam diggers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's funny. That's, yeah. He is funny. If, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. They make a Loomis reference of uh, yesterday. He goes, like, go on, wait in the car. Come on. Or something like that. Like, it's almost like a total go Loomis on. from part two. Yeah. <laughs> I love his evolution. Uh, character here. Uh, the book signing. I it love that sense. scene with Linda's that dad. Has- like, they did some good shit here. That oh, they yeah. think if anybody thinks this is lazy, and and if anybody like I said, they, they're like they're just hooked, hung up on that white horse stuff, and they just didn't want anything arty in their Halloween sequel. I can understand that. Way to beat but a I, dead white horse. <laughs> yeah, but I like that. I like the fact that he tried something. Did that whole scene with Linda's dad approaching him with the book signing? Great. Yeah, it's a powerful little scene. I I like oh, Linda. I like Linda. You know, that was that it was much as much as I love PJ Souls, it was much harder to watch Linda get killed in, in the Rob Zombie remake. Yeah, especially with the landing strip. The uh <laughs> the the talk show with Weird Al. Did he make did he make the plane move when he could the, the Weird Al <laughs> The Weird Al <laughs> thing was great. When he starts answering the question for him and I and then I, it's just it's just That's great. That's funny. And it's then, not bad. I I could see why people hate it, but I, I I didn't mind it. But it it did feel a little unnecessary. Chris Hardwick's there. It's, it's no, it it's, it's that that's exactly what it is. He's on a show. It's yeah, he's doing it. his publicity. They yeah, make it, the it, Michael it Myers Austin Power joke. It's great. Yes, 
Oh, yes. did you, did that, we didn't talk about this. Did you know uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis wanted Mike, the actual Michael Myers, to be in H two O. Yeah. Yeah. Instead she, of oh, Screen Two reference, she wanted. No, she wanted. She wanted when she was Myers. going to the restaurant. She wanted to like look out the window and see Michael Myers walking by. Oh, I thought that they that she wanted them to be watching the movie, and instead of it being Scream Two with the, with the back and forth between those franchises, for her to for her to for them to be watching a movie and Mike Myers be on the screen. Oh uh, no, they want she wanted him to actually like walk by and her to see him in almost like a playful way. I don't I know. Been, I don't know. <laughs> just walking a dog like Alfred Hitchcock would have been, would have been nice. Yeah. That's it. A dog that Michael was gonna kill. Yes. <laughs> Half eaten dog. <laughs> Speaking of eating dogs. Yeah, he eats a dog in this one. Oh, this yeah, this one he eats it. a dog. He was hungry he in this movie. movie. He's always hungry. No. Every fucking time. He That's a great him. scene when he kills those hunters. Oh. oh I feel just... bad when he kills the girl, though. I agree. Yeah, I always feel bad because she was she was trying to be nice. But, man, brutal kills in this one. Brutal. Oh, he, he doesn't stop. That, that stripper kill. Oh, my God. The whole sequence at the fucking strip club. Is... I mean, the, the the guy's getting killed, you know, when he steps the head, smashes his head in. And then when he kills the, uh, the the creepy owner who's dressed as Frankenstein and handing out candy to kids earlier in the movie. Dude, that's <laughs> amazing when his arm snapped and you see half his body. Yeah, that is great. But I don't know why <laughs> that stripper's kill for some reason. He just does not stop smashing her head against that mirror. That's funny too, in a way. I mean, it's vicious, and I'm, uh, I'm half of me is going, ooh, ow, and the other half's going, <laughs> you know. You're a sick man. I well, kind the, of funny. Only, the only reason why the movie comes down a lot for me, yes, Christian, I'm one of those people. The white horse story, it just doesn't make sense to me. Again, I haven't seen this movie as many times as you guys have. But and, you love possession. Does that make any fucking sense? You love avant-garde. Fucking to, artsy no, film. no, but like I'm your not. You? I, I just I can't make sense of it. I even wrote down, you know, what the right what the white horse represents, how it's, it's linked to instinct and the release of rage, and I just can't understand. It's just like the death as well. But yeah, there's too much of it. I, and it. I can't understand why Michael would symbolize this letting go of his rage with his mother, who was the one person who was kind of good and wanted to control his rage in a way. Because he's sick in the fucking head. This is I the, know, again, but it's taking it back to realism. This is what would happen with a fucking crazy motherfucker. Instead of making him pure evil, they go on this other trip where Loomis becomes what he becomes. Michael and Annie, pardon me, Lori and Annie become what they become, and and Michael is fucking on the run for two years, growing a beard. Realistic because he looked like fucking, moods. He looked like moods without the mask on. Like <laughs> he did, but that's real. People get mad at a movie for trying to put some realism in a slasher. Why not? Why? He always puts, we forgot to mention this in the last movie, but every time he puts on a mask, he kills. When he doesn't put the mask on, he doesn't kill. But when he's walking around without maskless, that's fine. He puts the mask on when he kills. That's realistic. That is like a real killer in real life. I don't know. Maybe if... And he's a man shit in his fucking head. Maybe if they had changed the white horse to a colored horse. (laughs) (laughs) Or a colored bear, yes. Makes no sense since I I edited it all out of the other episode that that was a reference to. I did did talk about it on the interview with Jerry, though. True. I did. But that that laugh was more for you guys. (laughs) It was good. I, I don't know. I, I I get what you're saying. I just maybe Christian's right. The fact that they use it so much, it doesn't. It it starts to 
not make yes. sense to me, especially or the fact that Lori starts seeing the white horse as well. And I get yes. the whole psychic link thing, but she's had a, a good upbringing, a normal upbringing. Like, how could she snap so quickly? I'm she, with you, dude. It's oh, 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 hold on. How could she snap so quickly? That that that's your. Well, let me say one thing quickly. He does overplay the hand. I give you that, and it does get a little confusing as to why and and the psychic link and she, But we've seen that in the other ones before. That's why this movie's not a nine out of ten for me. It's not. <laughs> it's in my top fifty slashes, like I said. But I, I have the same complaints as you. But what they get right, I think they they really get right. So I'm with you. But you don't understand why Lori. Is still fucked up after this time? I think. No, I get why she's still this. fucked up, but she she snaps and goes way off the deep end a lot quicker than our original Lori did. Well, I figured it out this time. Well, wait, are, are you talking about before she reads the book to find out that she's Michael's sister? Because that's or where she really thing. goes off the deep end. Is well, no, she, then she wants to go party and starts drinking and and has a good time. Fucked up in this. She's not having a good time. That's just what someone does. I'm talking when she goes full psychotic in the end, and she starts seeing the white horse and stuff like that. That felt a little heavy-handed. It did. I agree. That's what. I mean, I think we're all on the same page. That's where it's kind of wedged down our throats a bit. That's where it jumped the horse. They really. (laughs) 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 They really just needed to set the movie. Fuck you. That was great. They really just needed to set it up at the beginning and then have her at the end dead. That would have yeah. been fine. That would have been fine. I, I, lo- I love that scene. I love that scene. I'll tell you what, the ending of this film and, and certain things that happened in the second half of this film. Awesome. Really raises my grade on it because as I'm watching it, I'm, I'm texting some people and I'm texting some friends in, in, in one of the horror chats I'm in and I'm writing to them. Man, I'm writing to them these exact words. I'm writing H2 is really not that good. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying to them, fuck the white horse, fuck this, fuck that. And, and it really turned around for me in the second half well annie's nice. death alone is oh, one of the standout God. in the whole series yeah 12. and somebody just put a poll up today about you know a, one of the most hard-hitting you know and and well-shot deaths in, in film and, and man when i saw when i watched it this time heartbreaking well you mostly hear sound effects and then yeah. you, and then you hear you see a sort of a recreation of a violent outburst of Michael, but you really don't see much. Then you see the after effect. And then when Brad Dorf finds her dead, Oh, it's heart wrenching. And she's, and she's, she's alive for a little while. That's when the whole baby, the whole baby, baby, baby thing is happening with her. And I don't mind that because she's twice. Twice she fucking gets away from yeah, Michael no, but fucking he, Myers. But this time she doesn't get away. So you think for a second maybe she'll be okay. And then when she dies, and, and be- beautiful, you know, shots with uh, obviously showing Danielle Harris as a kid. You know, it that whole off. sequence is great. With the dog, it pays great. off. Yes. At first I'm angry. The first time I saw it, I'm angry because I'm like, what the fuck? How the <laughs> hell is this? She's going to survive again. I couldn't believe when Lori came in the room and she was still fucking alive. And t- I'm like, what? I go. She should just. She should just team up with Michael Myers. She's just as invincible as he is. I'm thinking, <laughs> what the fuck? They should have teamed up like they should have years ago at the, after after part four ended. But especially, now gonna... especially given her given her size next to uh, oh, Tyler Maine. Oh my god. He's a peanut. And he's a fucking giant. I know. When they're standing next to each other, it's just it's oh. like he would snap her in half in two that's, seconds. That's what I'm trying to say. No, that's... you're right about that, but but. Good. God, but I man. like the fact that Annie's a fighter, but what it makes it more heartbreaking when she it, it, it dude, it's heartbreaking. It's it's horrible. It's 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 amazing. The thing is, the, that part when with the aftermath, doesn't it remind you of like the beginning of Henry? 
when you hear all the noise and all that shit yes. going out, what you're doing, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I think you might have been inspired from that. Yeah. Yes. Very haunting. I think that's well done. Very well done. But then after, then after, when fucking, when he comes home, when Brackett comes home and sees it and his breakdown, Brad Door fucking nails it and Rob Zombie nails it the way he shoots it. And everything that's done about that, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking, I'm not ashamed to say it. I fucking, I shed a tear almost I, every time I watch that dude, scene. Dude, today, I have today same thing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I apologize. I just no. wanted, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Today, oh. I'm like, I was like welling up as I was yeah. rewatching. I'm like, holy shit! But it, it, it's that well done. I'll tell you what. That's why I, I'll go ahead and I'll just say it. You know, I've been sort of on the fence about. it. I don't want to make anyone upset, but Brad Dorf is my favorite sheriff bracket. You're not making anybody upset. I he it's okay. this is why he does get way more he's, screen time. He's a, he, he does, but he's he happens to just be a terrific actor in everything he does, and uh, no exception here. Well, would he even when they finally figure out that Michael Myers has taken a hot, uh, carried Lori away, gone to that barn, and they're like, "We better go out and get him." He's like, "I think you should drive." Like, yeah, just that's little, a great just line. A little, great little, little line. things like that. Perfect. So well done. Fuck, there's just so much more. And I, I did mention it, and I don't really have much to add to it, but I love the fact that Rob Zombie decided to wedge that whole discussion of uh, uh, nature versus uh, nurture. I think it's at one of the book book discussions and one of the questions that reporter. Yeah. It's almost like a response to fans that were like, well, your movie all, was all about uh, nurture, and, and, and the original was about nature, him just being pure evil. It was great that he referenced it almost like, it was a nothing. Yeah. Like, it didn't really matter at the end of the day. And it didn't, because it, it, it didn't. It's his vision on it, and, you know, love it or, or hate it, whatever. You know, at least he he stuck with his vision. Yeah, man. He just did what he wanted to do. And he was he trying to do fucking... something different within the world yes. of Halloween. We always say, why don't they do something different? We're our worst enemies, because we, we, we want something <laughs> different. That when someone gives us something different, we're like, fuck, man. Why can't they stick to the original? Yeah. <laughs> Too many white fucking horses. And I usually say stick with the original, but when they stray, but I like it. And usually I do like it. I don't know. In this case, I like it because I like this type of shit. I like that it's trippy and it's fucked up and they have weird dream sequences. I like that. That adds to it. That's my type of shit. That's not everybody's cup of tea. I get that. So I understand their complaints. I, I will never try to argue this movie with anybody. More than, more than any other movie. I don't want to argue about any movie, but this more than anything because I know I'm not going to convince anyone. They don't want this in their Michael Myers movie. And I get that. It's Halloween. But I do say this. You would rather watch fucking 4 and 5 than this. Really? You really think that this and Resurrection, you really think that this movie is worse than those? The guy kicks ass. Great gory kills. How about when the guy gets fucking... G.I. Joe head stomped in the fucking parking lot. Oh, and, oh man. Dude, amazing, amazing kills. Just it's, gory. It's, it's oh. vicious. It's vicious. Oh, I, Dude, you want that in a slasher, don't you? I mean. Yeah, but people will obviously criticize because that's not what Michael's about in, in the original series. He's not yeah, about well, the brutality of the kills. He's more about the... Well, the what about Halloween 4 and 5 and 6? There was fucking more brutal kills in those, too. They brought yeah. up the slasher elements. They yeah. brought it up a little, but it never, it never quite reaches this level. It's more about the setup of the kills in, in the originals, whereas here, it's about cool. pure violence and gore, which I'm not complaining about. I like right. it. It's something It's something new. Well, if, if you're not going to be suspenseful, if you're not going to be suspenseful like Halloween 78, be gory as fuck. I love them equally. But if you're not going to do one, go ahead and go balls to the wall, gore. That's 
That's what I want. If you're not going to give me great suspense and, and atmosphere, then give me great kills. How's that? One or the other. I mean both, but I mean that doesn't happen much, you know? And again, let me just say quickly about Lori. I figured it out this time. It never occurred to me before. The reason she gets to be so unlikable, because that was a beef of mine with the unrated, is that she they take some of those scenes out in the in the theatrical. But she's she gets to be really annoying in this, and she's motherfucking this and that, and she gets all crazy. And the thing is, you realize when she goes and sees the doctor that she's used up all her meds. She no longer can get the scripts. Yeah. So she is fucking dependent and withdrawing and out of her medicine. So she's fucked up in the head already. Yeah. And now she's an addict who realistically should be put somewhere to detox and she store, she doesn't get that opportunity. So she is fucking going through withdrawals and really not herself now. So that explains her behavior to me. I can excuse it before I was like, gosh, oh, she's so unsympathetic after a while. But watching this time, I was like, okay, when I see her begging the girl for the, uh, you know, Margot Kidder for the fucking pill. And yeah. And she prescribes like some sort of weak drug to her. Yes, it's sad. This girl is fucking an addict, and she's eating up all her pills because she's so fucked up. And now I she- will say this though, I, I I could see what people complain about. I wish instead of of out of so many outbursts in, in the doctor's office, there was maybe a little bit more psychological discussion. I get, I, I like your explanation for all this, but I would have liked again a little bit more psychology. I'm totally with you. They 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 play that a little too hard in this one. That isn't in the theatrical. There is a perfect cut of this movie in between the theatrical. It's same thing with part one, but mm-hmm. this one I'm more familiar with. I've watched it many more times. Yeah, so but there is a perfect cut between the two of them, and I wish I can do it, but obviously who am I? I think this was you my know? second time seeing this movie, maybe third. Oh wow! I thought I don't think was... I don't think I saw any of the Rob Zombie ones in the theaters either. Oh wow. yeah, I I saw the first one. In the theater, I did not see this one because it just got such a bad rap out of the gate. I just, for whatever reason, was like not rushing out to see it. And then, and then I watched it. and I'm like, that was all right. And then it's just grown on me each and every time. It's weird. It's weird because you know, I, I, you were just talking, Dave, about how you ne- you don't really want to argue this film with anyone, and nobody's ever gonna argue a film down for me. If I love a film, you could point out flaws with it, but chances are I'm still gonna love it. You know, my score might drop a little bit but all this conversation with you guys is actually making me like this movie a little bit more you could always argue a movie up for me one of the you other things would be me, but, yeah and i know I, I agree I, and we've done it on the show we've i think argued up and maybe taken a notch down a couple times here and there not, not to huge degrees i don't think but the other thing that's a problematic with this film is the overuse of fuck it really gives gutter balls a run for its money. <laughs> it's a little too much. Yes, I understand the characters we're dealing with here, but it's wedged in a little bit. It's just another thing that if you're a Rob Zombie hater, this is going to drive you nuts because yep. it, you'll notice it and then you'll that will be all you hear. Did either of you think Loomis screaming, stop it, stop, was a nod to Tommy motherfucking Atkins in Halloween 3 at the end? Uh, I do now. Where he's, where he's yelling <laughs> wow. it when they're at the uh, at the shack, at the barn. It's like stop, yeah. stop, and then it actually everything stops for a second before they come bursting out of the thing as he and then he yells cow, cow, <laughs> and a cow gourds Michael. <laughs> and then he goes fuck, fuck. Oh man, that you know what? That's, that's a very brutal. It's every a brutal says, death, man. Every time oh. he says it's funny fuck, though, he's coughing up blood, man. That's I nasty. think his jaw's gonna fall off. It's just so. 
Oh, <gasps> how about the guy that got killed with yeah. him? His fucking oh, great. Jaw. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> His face was gone. Beautiful. Oh god, the gore in this movie so fucking good. What do you feel about Unmask Michael at the end? I'm fine with it. It's realistic. I am fine with it. As much as I love, I'll say it again. Michael Myers, 78, is my favorite fucking horror movie. Michael Myers, the shape in that movie, is my favorite killer on screen. That's my favorite shape. (laughs) In school, when you were doing shapes, you'd be like, why don't we do a Michael Myers? (laughs) Fuck these squares and triangles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Dude, he's my favorite, and I don't give a fuck that in this movie and in this reimagining and this fucked up version of a slasher, which happens to kick ass in so many other areas, that's what they do. I don't care that his mask comes off and is ripped. I don't care that he says die. That adds a little bit of realism into a movie that is surreal. How's that? Yeah. Fair enough. Was he wearing the mask at all at the barn? There oh, was, I thought he was. There's a half. I thought it was still he was wearing the one that was sort of half destroyed. Like you see his eye, but the other part of the mask is there. And then I think once they come bustling through the, the, the barn, I think that it's gone. Okay, yeah, because I would have liked to have maybe seen it. I, I don't, I, I can't really complain either way. I think I just would have liked to have seen the unmasking done in a better way, especially the final unmasking. True, but it makes sense. It's now it's two years later and it's deteriorated. And, yeah, and we see when it gets ripped. The one guy who grabs it, somebody grabs it. Maybe one of the girls that gets killed, she grabs it and then part of it comes off. They show when it happens. Was it the kid in the street that saves her, or was it one of her two friends from the, you know, from the record shop? I don't think it was one. The one friend was killed in the van. The yeah, Har- Harley. Harley. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Harley. And yeah. then the other one, Maya, was killed when they were calling for help when they found Annie. Maybe Annie tore it off. And that's another thing about Annie's kill. The way he creeps up and he's sitting there standing and we're watching with, you know, a- as the viewer. And then eventually she turns around and sees him there and she's shocked when he's there. That's fucking great, dude. And that run in slow motion. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Danielle Harris's best performance, in my opinion, of any film she's been in is this movie. Oh, I probably would agree with you. Yeah. I want to add one. I have Fair. one last thing to add. That's it. I said, and lastly, other than in a trauma movie, what other movie could you just see random girls dancing around topless? Because <laughs> it seems to be sprinkled yeah, in this movie for a, a few different shots. <laughs> just random topless women. At that party. I, yeah. I'm guessing maybe it was a, a stripper or a play-sponsored party because they go to a barn party or some other party and they have a band on stage, but topless women? You're right. Isn't that weird? Oh, well. <laughs> I took it, yeah. Hey, can't complain. I mean, it, but it's fucked up. But again, it's Rob Zombie. It's a fucked up film. It truly is. I understand why some people are turned off to it. I wish they can look past some of that stuff. But again, you know, what are you going to do? I'm glad that he took this trip this way. I just, I don't know. I'm fine with it because I like trippy shit like this and I like... People didn't want it, but I wanted it. I, I was fine. At least I got it gory. If there was no gore and there was other things I didn't like, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. But I not. still think I need more viewings of it, but uh, you guys have definitely made me appreciate it more talking about it. Dude, in the end? The end is that fantastic. That's, that's a fantastic oh, end. Love that Hurts. Really and the call. Oh, it's fucking <laughs> I love that. I've always loved that song, and they use it so well in this movie. And, uh, yes. man, it's such a, a fucking downbeat ending, but so... So well done. No, you do need more views because each view, I think I've come up like a point. Yeah. More or less. This has been my favorite watch of it. I'm a fan. It's one of my favorites of the series. I've come in at a seven out of 10. Nice. Well, my, my score has stayed the same since the slasher show. It's seven and a half. Yeah. And I'm uh, it's 
just slightly above uh, part one. I'm going to go six and a half. And I, w- I, and I was probably closer to the 5.756 area when we started. So definitely came up talking about it. Definitely nice. got to go. Definitely got to really pay attention more to the white horse thing because I don't. I don't care about it. I, I don't. Just, uh, I, don't, I don't look into it too deeply because I don't. See, know, that's I don't the know thing. I think sense. I want to look into it deeply and maybe make it make sense for me, and then yeah, I might just go with it. it. I think that's the best thing to do is just to go with it and just accept it as fucking. It means something to Michael and the well, girl. We might. We're not supposed to know because it's Michael's. It's just fucked up. It's Michael and it's Lori's. It's their family. Maybe they were evil from the start, all of them, and they're linked somehow fucking evil. And maybe that's why she turns trashy in part two, because by blood, she was part of that family, and they were a trashy family. Maybe it's fucking, they're like devil's rejects, uh, to, to coin the phrase. They're fucked up, and, you know, it's supernatural, or is it, or is it evil? Or See, what? I, I like that even more, this type of, of conversation right now, this type of, you know, maybe she was evil all along in this, this transition, and maybe once she realizes what her, her true uh, heritage is, maybe she just embraces it and becomes what she is and maybe that's why she sees the white horse at the end sure. because, she, because yeah. she decides to embrace it rather than fight it and she asks for it remember she her, her mother says say call me mommy or whatever yeah she and she does times yeah. and this and that hey, you're, you're angel myers that whole fucking thing yeah is, the whole scene where nobody's holding her down yet she's, right. she's not able to fight back because she's being, each- she's being drawn into it yeah, that ah, speaks see, a that. mental illness. Right <laughs> see, that either speaks a mental illness or supernatural or both or any way you want to interpret it. Just like a fucked up movie like Possession or fucking – so many movies that we watch that are this way. And I understand people do not want that. You don't want an avant-garde fucking horror movie or a slasher. I get that. You don't, That's not your cup of tea? Fine, man. Fucking, you know, kick rocks. I don't watch something else. Fuck that. But I might have to rate this even higher now. And the score, we didn't mention the score because they, they weren't married to anything from, from Halloween. The only time the Halloween theme was used was in the fucking end credits, which, again, was done brilliantly. But um, fucking what's his name? Tyler Bates? Fucking, it's a great score, dude. If you sit down and listen to just the score of H2, it's fucking good stuff. And it, really it, and it really is. You're right. And that's another yeah. thing that probably pisses off fans is that they don't get the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do that's been in it's every gone. other movie. But who gone. cares? Again, you're trying right. something different. I'm a broken record at this point. I've said my, my piece on it, and this has been my favorite watch of it. And, yeah, it's definitely uh, up there now. Awesome. Yeah, now to the main event. And now to the main event. And, yes, now what's going to happen? Holy shit. <laughs> Hold your uh, hold your masks and <laughs> I don't know. I'm just excited to talk about this movie. So I say we do it. You guys ready? All right. The time has come. Halloween 2018, directed by David Gordon Green. Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Okay, I guess we should mention that we're going to do a spoiler, a non-spoiler. And then a spoiler review. Well, us. which one are we starting with? Well, well, yeah. Spoiler first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a non-spoiler, roll the credits, as Dave loves to say, and then do the spoiler thereafter. Roll the credits. <laughs> huh? Roll them right on. Yeah, we can do that. I, I imagine that most people that are going to be listening have seen it, but we'll find out. This is coming out pretty quick, but we'll see. I'll tell you right now, the three of us sitting here, none of us has expressed one word about this film to each other. We haven't said we've kept it quiet. 
I've said one thing. I said I liked it better than one film, and that's it. Because they, they asked me, and I said I like it better than H2O. That's the only thing I said in chat. We have not discussed it at all, so we're going into this. It's going to be quite interesting, just because I have a fucking funny feeling about you two. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh, a funny feeling about someone. I got a funny feeling too. I got a funny feeling about one of you. I got a funny feeling about one of me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I knew it. All right, so where do we want to start? Why don't we start at the beginning? Okay, start feeling. at the beginning. Let's okay. do a walkthrough for the whole fucking movie, old school style. It was 15 <laughs> years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you the new Loomis? Yes, I love that. I'll tell you what, you know what? I was feeling self-conscious about my Loomis impression. My Loomis is better than this new Turkish Loomis. <laughs> He's Turkish? He's Turkish. I looked it up because I wanted to come up with some funny name for him, and all I could come up with was Turkish Loomis. Turkish Loomis. That actually sounds good. But I'll just start with the opening credits, man. That got me. You know, you get you get you get your opening scene with with the podcasters, the Exploding Heads podcasters, <laughs> wanting to do a story on Mike Myers. But then when those credits break in, man, just classic, traditional, old school Halloween style credits. The inflatable pumpkin, mwah, beautiful. The eye holes looking inflatable like Michael. Pumpkin. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I loved it. I loved it. Well, it's a decomposed pumpkin that comes back. It to looked look very exactly decomposed. It looked like... like a balloon that was being blown up, but I still loved it. It, it did not funny. look. It was, it, was the re... it was the rebirth of Halloween. Yeah. I get what they were going for, but that pumpkin was not rotten. It was just it flat. Was... It, was... it looked like a balloon thing. It looked like one of those shaky guys outside the dealerships. And then he stands up. It's I, funny. I honestly don't even want to do a non spoiler. I just want to go right into the spoilers. I don't even care. This is just going to be a spoiler review. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. If you're listening to us, it's going to be spoilers. Who spoilers. Cares? The pumpkin was not rotten. It was. <laughs> it was, it was... You just thought that was CG? I mean, I'm sure people do think it was CG, but it looked like time lapse to me because there was stuff that was happening in internally, what you could see through the eye of everything happening. So I just thought it was time lapse. Reverse. No, it might have been time lapse. I believe you. I didn't think it was CG. I thought, I... Some, of, I thought some of the kills were CG. It might have been some. I just find it funny. That uh, <laughs> he said an inflatable pumpkin, and I know some listeners that may not have heard it are picturing like an orange pumpkin, like a fucking kid's toy being fucking blown up. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looked like that a little bit. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm pretty sure that little kid that lit that um, I don't even know the girl's name that the one was babysitting, the little kid. That's where he went when he left the house. He ran and started blowing up the pumpkin. That whole opening <laughs> scene. I thought had a really good buildup. It's funny. I saw it with my wife, and she thought it was very forced. She liked the buildup, and then when the the lunatics started going, oh, and they all start going crazy, she checked out. But I loved it, and I love smart woman, cut. smart woman. I love the slam cut to the title credit. I love the slam cut too, but extremely forced. Well, I. I Hold on, what's forced? The the the, the loonies acting loony? The yes. loonies acting loony. This all they're in yellow circles. It's very futuristic. It doesn't it doesn't even look right. It's just everything felt forced in that scene. You know, how did these two podcasters have have access to everything? Where did they get the mask from? That's all they needed. They had the mask that that got them access. 
Yeah, um, but that, <laughs> anybody who finds some evidence, it's not in police evidence from 40 years ago. It's with these two podcasters, the, well, the Shroyer brothers. Here. Well, well, wait a minute. They just said they had a podcast. That could mean that they already had, it could be a guy like, what's his name? Um, Kevin Smith, who was doing other things, already had fame some, somewhere else that had an interest in this particular well, case. Oh, no, they did have success. They referenced another story that, that was a big success. But I would have been happier if Kevin Smith was there. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You want more Come on, no. No. I want to know. So at first, I was really going, what? This guy let them bring the mask in? Are you kidding me? But, of course, as the movie progresses, we learn he would have been totally fine with it. And I'm talking about the Turkish Dr. Loomis. The <laughs> oh, that's fact, real relevant. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, well, in fact, I, I do love the fact that they referenced that. Oh, you're the new Loomis. I, that line yes. was fucking great. Yeah, another another great line, considering she's been spending 40 fucking years prepping for the day Michael gets out, but she doesn't know anything that's going on in his personal life, like who her main, like who his main doctor is. How would she not know this? How could she find out that? How could how could she not? She knows everything else. So you think that a guy, I, I, I guarantee you right now, pick up a random person that murdered somebody 40 years ago, go on there, go on there, uh, Google it and say who is the doctor of this person and see if you can find that shit out. I bet you you can find it out. I don't know, but but look at it this way. Look at it this way. This is I'm just gonna say this off the bat. This movie and thank goodness for it had typical old school slasher conveniences in it. It didn't try to be too smart because it's a slasher and it shouldn't try to be too smart. Nothing happens in here that doesn't happen in parts two through seven that we don't give it a pass for. But but. There are also really good stuff. There, pardon me. There is also really good stuff that is more realistic than other things. And I'm just going to say that at the beginning. And I'm sorry, see, because we were, we were starting chronologically. I didn't mean to jump there, but well, I, I wanted to put. <laughs> uh, true. But I just wanted to put that out there. You did say the thing about the Loomis, and I like that. That was a a meta thing. It, it fit. It fit the film. It, it fit the the plot of the particular film, and it and it fit. You know what the world is thinking, almost like they're making fun of their own script. I don't think him having a mask has anything to do with with, with Turkish Loomis. This is their case. I'm glad they... Turkish Loomis caught on real it, quick. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's... Yeah, I don't it, even it, know it, his name. I, I, I just, it, it's so fresh in my head that Turkish <laughs> Loomis is what he is for this moment forward. Dr. Sartain. Turkish Loomis, Ed, it is. Turkish Loomis is much Turkish, better. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue like bitch kids Jason. You yeah. know? <laughs> So they have that opening, and you slam cut to the credits, and then we learn we learn a little bit about um, the podcasters a bit more, and of course, uh, Lori Strode and what she's been up to, and then we we get slam cut into the lives of her daughter and granddaughter. I loved all of that. I wow. I really did like how they reintroduced Lori and that she's a basket case. This is the Lori Strode that you wanted to see. Dave talked about how how H2O was the one that you didn't want to see, and he was absolutely correct, because that's how I always thought. This is now the Laurie Stewart that I could... She has the hair the way you want it to be. She is obsessed over it. My one quibble is, and I still think they could have used part one and two and continued it. Maybe put a little burn on them. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just saying I know they're going for he's pure evil. I know they're going for that, but they could have still use his pure evil as a continuation and even maybe dismissed the brother and sister thing or said that people thought it was a brother and sister thing but it went so much beyond that they, they probably could have worked it in there I'm not upset that they ignored two and kept it 
as a direct continuation from one, but they made so many damn references to two, it was almost like, we're sorry, we're sorry we're ignoring it, so we're gonna get you, we're gonna give you the girl, the woman with cutting the ham sandwiches with the curling in her hair, and she gets killed, we're gonna get the, the guy at the beatbox walking in and uh, bumping into Michael Myers, we're gonna give you all these Easter eggs that are all p from part two, but we've ignored it, because it's not his brother. <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah, Easter eggs are out. They had Easter eggs for every film, I would say, except yeah. maybe six. <laughs> but, well, didn't you didn't you see the white horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the H two, you know what the H two tribute was? The fucking the way Turkish Loomis got it. That was straight out of fucking H two. Yeah. You well, know he got it well. That was that was great. It uh, was great. And again, like we were saying, like I'm just gonna be forthright here. I haven't been this pleased with a Halloween sequel till since I came out of Halloween four in nineteen eighty eight. From the theater. Because when I came out of that in 1988, I was like, wow, that was awesome. And I remember, I was 14, 14 years old at the time. I came out and went, that was awesome, saw it twice. And ever since, Halloween 5, Halloween 6, H2O, Resurrection, etc., etc., I've always been like, uh, uh, I'm going to say, the, I'm going to say the opposite. I've never been more disappointed with a Halloween sequel than I have with this one. All the things you like, this is the Laurie you wanted. This is the Laurie I thought I wanted, but there's a great disconnect, and maybe it came from the fact that they ignored part two and any other sequel, and I thought that was a good thing, but watching it this time, I felt like it hurt it. I felt like there was absolutely no connection. I didn't even feel like this was Laurie. I, feel like, I felt like this was a completely different character. The relationship between her and her daughter and her daughter and her granddaughter absolutely no chemistry between characters whatsoever oh, it might totally it, it, it might as well have been three different stories being told at once absolutely zero zero chemistry amongst there them. should oh. there shouldn't be chemistry because they're so fucking because she's a basket case and has been in and out of their lives there should be no chemistry but so there was zero no, you know what though that was another thing that they did that was a mistake saying how you know she was taken away she was 12 they still had too close of a relationship they're inside each other's house a little bit too heavy-handed with the comedy, but absolutely no no chemistry whatsoever. It wasn't there. And this 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 grandmother thing, grandmother, grandmother, calling her grandmother. I don't know. It just it added to the disconnect. That, oh, I that, like it. It set it apart from from any other film, and it, it kind of it was like a show of respect. It was trying to win her over because mother and then grandmother. I, I like that. Wow. I didn't I didn't like it at all. I can understand that as a complaint, though, because I know you're not going to be the only person that's going to say that. So I get that. But the Lori thing, I don't get. Like the, to me, this Lori was much closer to Lori from '78 than H2O. This one was not a bitch. This one, I actually felt. And I'll tell you what, that scene when she came to the to that dinner, she sat there and she broke down a little bit. I'll tell you what, I I, I felt like tearing up for about two seconds there. I she won me over with her with her performance. I never once felt that much sadness for her when I watched H2O. And I hate to keep comparing, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to. I'm just saying, just for the Lori thing, because of my complaints with H2O, and this, to me, was a lot more what I, you would imagine Lori Strode growing up to be, obviously, going through that same trauma. And that's why I think, I, again, I understand the brother-sister aspect was brought into part two. <clears throat> and this is going back to pure evil. But I think the extra torment that she goes through in part two would make her into the basket case that she is here. I'm not saying that the torment she goes through in part one is not enough, but I think the 
I think what we've got as fans is whether they want to ignore it or not, we know they coexist. <laughs> so I, I think I'm buying it even more, knowing that there was a part two, that even though this is ignoring it, it still exists in the background. As a direct sequel, I'm still all in. I'm still all in. I'm just trying to I'm trying to play devil's advocate and I'm trying to come up from it from a couple different angles from the fact that it's still fresh in my head and I've got fanboy glee shooting through mm. my body. Wow. I wish I wish I had that fanboy glee shooting through my body. I got nothing. I got nothing. And even looking at it as a direct sequel, I just felt like her response to the trauma might have gone a little too overboard that it went it, it bordered on silly it almost it almost became like she she became like jigsaw she became jigsaw why because she and, had that one little compartment she, that went into the basement one little compartment her whole fucking house was booby trapped it was just it became it became it became a saw movie in the end and i just i don't know why i felt a disconnect from Lori. i i actually preferred the trauma of Lori in h2o to the trauma of Lori in this one well, and I sucking. and I think you I think some people might I think a lot of people are going to disagree but I think they're going to disagree because Jamie Lee is much older looking now and they made her look even older than she is and, and they gave her that worn look and this look combined with her performance in H2O is the perfect combination of the Lori we want as a follow up to the trauma of 78. Uh, well, hmm. but Myers was more vicious in this. He's more realistic. What? They showed Much him, more vicious. They showed Much him maskless. Like, I thought that was just going to be a Rob Zombieism, And they showed him maskless in this, and I thought that was great. And he was just as vicious as the Rob Zombie movies. He was more vicious. And you know what? I, I actually, I didn't like it because I didn't like his movements. I didn't feel like he his presence was as threatening because he was much more like your typical slasher villain. In this, where he moved quicker, he was much more brutal. He was more brutal than zombies. Zombies, uh, Myers. At least Rob Zombie had a vision for his, where I felt like uh, Green and uh, and all the other people who worked on this film didn't know what they wanted to do, and they just wound up paying homage to every single person who touched this franchise beforehand. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was nervous about doing this, but I gotta speak no. the truth here. I Damn gotta... straight. Of course, you got to speak the truth. I'll say this: you. I, I'm not sure where to begin because so much, so much was just said. I don't think that I don't think that Michael moved quicker in this. I, I, that I'll disagree with. I think his movements were, were the same. I do think he might have been a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger than I would have liked him to. But I'm not going to complain. But if he was a little smaller, I, you know, I would have been just fine with that. The kills. Yeah, there were a few vicious kills, but you kind of have to do that nowadays. But they, they still had their presence of mind to have a couple off-screen kills and uh, have a couple quick snap necks and, and things that were almost like run parallel with 78. And that that's for you. For C, I got to say that I agree with I almost, to a point, wish that the events of Part 2 happened for the same reasons you do because it would add to the trauma it would make more sense if not for the damn brother sister yes, angle i exactly. honestly agree yeah. i think that 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 green and whoever else wrote this and got together they dislike the brother sister angle as much as, as as i do and some other people and that's the only reason why they ignored two that's what i think but i think they like to because they definitely had more nods to two than the other films why not not ignore it but it was false information because, like we've said, Loomis would have been aware of every wet file. 
so maybe maybe it wasn't his brother. That was false information, and they could have made the joke going, "No, there was a lot of misinformation of uh, of them being related, but there was no relation." And you know what? I I would have bought it. It would have been fine. It could have been a throwaway line like, "You're doing very well last night." Maybe someone around here gave him lessons. I would have been fine with it. Maybe other fanboys out there wouldn't have been, but. You know, put a little bit burn on him. I mean, he looked old. He looked like his eyes are all kind of fucked up at, at the side there. He was, he was menacing even without the mask, and they barely showed him. And, and wow, the violence and there was a lot of things that kind of uh, almost looked like a parallel. Like I, I, I noticed yeah. part of it looked like a, a revision of part one as as much of a follow up with all the love notes to the um, to other series like the the Halloween three costumes. Yeah. Of course, right. there, there was that. No and... witch, though. Clickety-clackety. Clickety-clackety. <laughs> and the reason why Loomis couldn't read that file is it was in Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Loomis cassette? That The thing they were playing, they had a Loomis impersonator? I, I liked it better than the Loomis impersonator from H2O. I, you know what? Oh, yes. Oh, it was please. much better. And that's why I'm saying, though, they could have found stuff, and he's... Of course, unfortunately, rest in peace, since he's dead in real life. So they could have explained that he died in that fire. Yeah, but they shouldn't even reference a new Loomis. The minute you do that, you automatically draw a comparison to the character, and there is no new Loomis. And I do agree that this this tape version of of Loomis impersonation is much better than H two O. Well, I don't know how you, if you guys called it called the twist. I I really didn't until it was a little further in the movie. My wife called it fairly early in the movie. She's like, Which oh, one are you talking about? The, the Turkish Loomis? The Turkish Luna, Luna, Loomis, pretty much. <laughs> the Turkish Loomis, pretty much, uh, being the catalyst for him escaping. Tumis. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> I had a feeling something was going to happen because he said, "Don't harm him." He says, "Remember, he's property of the state." As soon as he said that, my mind started started going i was like hmm what's this gonna lead to why is he saying that? that 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 seems a little a little strange and then later on the other thing that happened when they also kind of gave a little bit away i wish they wouldn't have said that when Lori says a, a line to her daughter and she says this isn't a cage and then doesn't finish the thought and then fucking 20 minutes later she says the first part again and then the second part she just should not have said it at all the first time because i knew and you guys know me. I never catch on to shit. But in both instances, I knew it was going somewhere more so on the second one than, than the first. But with Tumis, I, I just I was like, hmm. <laughs> Tumis. And when it happened, I was like, please, 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 not a cult of thorn. Please don't let this be a fucking cult. I'll be upset here because it's been reality-based. But what when what happened did happen, at first I was confused. But after I sat on it and digested it, and then I got to give props to SC who sent us an email and the way he worded it actually didn't turn me because I, I was really like in the middle. It, it kind of won me over. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That, you know what? That does make sense. But Yeah, he wrote to me while I was in the theater and I wrote to him, I'm finishing up the movie. Then he got mad at me that I didn't turn off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn, you can't have it both ways. You can't talk to me and yell at me for having my phone on. What is this? Yep. Next, next show, we're tying up loose ends. What? So. Well, I'll tell you about a loose end on this one. Uh, both my wife and I caught it. We're like, yeah. Uh, you asked me if you, uh, or can you guess? It happens in the climax part. There's one hmm. thing that I'm like, this 
doesn't work from the timing standpoint, and I'll need a second watch to confirm. It's the dad. The dad's like dead, that. who I loved. I thought he was great. And then so the, the lights go on. Remember, she hits the breakers, and the lights go on, and they yeah. hand down, and he's laying dead on the ground at the front. Yet, then Michael's in the house walking, and yeah, and he's in, he's, up, a, he's yeah. stuffed in the upstairs closet. Yeah, the old Nettie routine. Yeah, so, <laughs> which is fine because we know that Michael Myers did do that. But I'm just saying, I don't think I think he was in the house already. So I don't know how they managed to get that dead dad up stuffed in the closet. And both, that's the least both, issue with this movie. Oh, go blow yourself, Carrie. Oh, both please, yeah, please. He he get he gets out of the car. He ah, fuck, I can't spoil anything, but. We know, yeah, you can. Tons of spoilers. We're we're, oh, okay, okay. So a- after after the big showdown with uh with Turkish Loomis, he uh, what's her name? Allison, the granddaughter, gets out of the car and starts running into the woods. And instead of chasing her, he somehow takes a shortcut and gets to the house way before she does. I guess he drove because Turkish Loomis taught him how to drive. Although the steering wheels are on the other side of the car in Turkey. Yeah, he get he gets there uh, in two seconds. You know, goes through the whole thing. Six hours later, Allison shows up. But the biggest jump the shark moment for me is Turkish Loomis putting on that mask. Oh, atrocious! That I wrote one thing to Vince oh, when I got fucking out. Fucking atrocious! That was that was my least favorite part of the movie. I don't know why they put it in. It was unnecessary. Well, it was necessary from one standpoint of he wanted. He goes, so that's how it feels. And I guess right. he wanted to put the mask on to feel right. that one other thing. However, it did not need it. And it was a bit of a misstep. I agree. It's a, it's a weak agree. twist. It's a weak twist. It's a weak-ass twist. I don't think it's a weak twist, Twist, but I agree with the mask the visual. hammering home, yeah. hammering something home a little too hard. But he did say, you have to remember, that mask is the, is the stuff of legend. Yeah. It's, think about that. This guy killed once in Halloween and then 10 years later on another Halloween escaped and did it again. And now this is his third Halloween. He's going to do it again. This is legendary shit, man. And this doctor is fascinated by it, but more fascinated by it because of one reason only. He's never seen any of this. It's almost like it's two different people. The Michael that he knows just sits there and does absolutely nothing. So when he's aware that this person is capable of doing those acts once in 78 and once in 88, now it's 2018, he wants to see what the fuck makes him tick because he's, you know, he's a psychiatrist himself. He's a man of science. Granted, he's a little kooky. It's kind of like Dr. Frankenstein and Day of the Dead type shit, but... You do see that with some psychiatrists. Well, They're a little bit off their rocker. Uh, it's the guy no, I didn't buy it. Brandon's beloved Alone in the Dark. It's the Donald Pleasance character coming out. and, and True. Almost, it's really funny enough. There's a comparison right there. That's kind of what it is. Like He's kind of like that kind of kooky, and he wants to uh, feel this and see it for himself. And although he feels like it's something that he's – it's almost like a study coming to life. I'm actually going to be able to, to, to figure out what makes him tick. By reu- by reuniting him with Lori. What what yes. do you think's gonna crazy. happen? He's gonna he's gonna reunite her. He's gonna kill Lori, and that's gonna be it. And then he's gonna kill you. It's it's just it made it. I'm I'm not on board with it. I, I don't necessarily think it was Lori that he was trying to reunite him with. He didn't know that Lori was where she was. He just wanted to see him get set free on Halloween because of the convenient transfer. No, he like even talks. Four. He even talks about bringing them together. Well, yeah. Once end. it happens. Yeah, yeah. Once it happens, and we're far enough into the film that we know that Lori is around and that her granddaughter's and, and, and right there too. So it's hookups. But when this whole thing happened with the accident, the way I the way I took it was this guy wanted this to happen. 
and he was, you know, he's part of the reason it did happen, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, you, think he caused, you think he caused the accident? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Let Michael un- uncuffed Michael. That's uh, right. What about, I don't we know. right over it. What about, the, go- what about the kid that got killed? Oh, that was great. That he was fucking. a kid. He deserved uh, it. He, all he wanted to do was dance. Oh, he was fun. <laughs> they made him and his dad likable. At first, you're like, oh, no, is it going to be that typical thing? Nope. The father's totally on board, like, wishes that the son would be more into hunting, but he's going hunting, gets out of the car. They ne- nearly missed, uh, you know, the, the walking, which was a tribute to, like, part one, I think. Just, when did they let them walk around? It was a, tri- it was a tribute to Billy Elliot. Oh, him prancing up. around the street doing pirouettes. I love. I would. I want you to re-listen to your love for like, uh, you know, the cult of Thorn one. If you're if you're lower rated than the cult of Thorn, and you're like, I could buy that shit, but this is hard to swallow. Hey, it's crazy. I talk. gave the I gave the theatrical cut a better rating than I did the producer's cut. So you know, I'm not a huge cult person. Yeah. Except for the I... invitation. <laughs> hey. Meanwhile, the best part of this movie was the preview for one of the movies from the woman who did. Who did the invitation? Our new movie's coming out. I'm gonna tell you, I love the babysitter scene. So they introduced the more babysitter. I thought they had that. So the, the black kid and her, they were great. Like black kid was hilarious. He, he cut was his great. nasty ass toenails. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah. And all the dialogue between them because you're like, oh, at first you're like, oh, is she gonna be like one of those bitchy babysitters? But then she call, he calls her out on it, and it's just really nice and sweet. And I thought they did a great job. So you care about her, and then she gets slaughtered, and then the reveal of the boyfriend is. Yeah, let's bob him. Let's bob, bob him. Over, get backwards bobbed. Let's bob him, then we'll bob her with the sheets, and we'll pay homage to there. Let's not think outside the box. Let's just keep throwing homage after homage after homage. This is an inferior version of part one. No, this is not part one. There's, there's only so much from part one they did here. They did part two. Yeah, the framing, the framing on this one actually felt off a little bit. I, I didn't, I didn't like the way some of the shots were framed. I did like, uh, you know, when he's in the neighborhood. It was, it seemed like one continuous oh, shot it, from house to house, which was cool. But I think they went a little heavy on the, on the pumpkins. That one house had like seventy eight pumpkins out front. I feel like less is more. Let's go back to the original here. Like three pumpkins on the whole street. Yet it felt like Halloween. Yeah, I didn't notice, but they did. A I lot noticed of that there were seventy-five professionally carved pumpkins on this one household step. Just like uh, trick or treat. Maybe they were tributing trick yeah. or treat. They're giving. They're, they're <laughs> trying to make it as Halloweeny as they possibly can be, and it's like it's too much. <laughs> it was too much Halloweeny for one porch. Nobody carves this many pumpkins. I didn't notice, but I'll, I'll believe 12, you. It would take twelve Halloweens to cover. And Dude. also, how about the main thing? No fucking POV. This whole movie. A little POV, but not nearly enough. Right, I agree with you. I can't remember one instance of Michael POV in this film. I uh, agree. There wasn't. I listen. It was. It was lacking POV. I, I agree with you on that. But they played you, with. They played with the the darkness in this. So they played with the darkness and the breathing. That's what they did. And he does walk around, and he is sort of. I, I loved him going house to house, and oh, that, great. that stab through the girls, the neck and the neck, yeah. that kill looks CG though. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like the look of it, but... But I'm not disputing it. I just didn't notice. I'm not saying... What about you know, thinking the boyfriend, the boyfriend at the party? He's He survives. You just assume they're going to get in a fight, he's going to go out wow. with a girl, and he's going to die. Nope. She hightails it the hell out of Dodge. And, of course, the the friend that... Uh, Osc- Oscar. Yeah. That was a cool kill, you know, with, yes. the, uh, with the motion sensors and then him on the, you know, on the gate and all that. And uh, I love... I, I can't remember the exact what the exact music was, but the music cue that kicked in 
after uh, the reveal of him impaled on the gate was awesome. Yep, I just listened to it on, on my ride home. Uh, believe me, I, I've been listening to this soundtrack because it came out and I listened right away. And anyone that wants to listen, it's out there. You know, if it's on iTunes or Spotify and you subscribe, it's there. But if you have not seen the film, of course you're listening to us. Spoil it anyway, so fucking forget about it. Because there is a major spoiler in the track listing of that stuff. So, you know. But The music when it was used was awesome. I, I felt like they should have had more musical cues in this because I thought the soundtrack from what I heard was awesome. It was a really good soundtrack. Probably the best since uh, after one, two, and three. And they did. He Bates Carpenter did a, a lot of what uh, Howarth did with with you know four, five, and six and, and stuff like that, where he took his own things and, and put his own spin on them. But then he had about five or six new ones, you know, originals that were really good. And I wish I remember the name of that that track. Uh, it might even say it might even allude to the death. Uh, of him, I think it was something with impalement or oh, wrought iron fence is the name of that track. Track oh, okay, that's really good. That's how I want to go. Wrought iron fence. <laughs> <laughs> but really good soundtrack, man. Forty-five Christian's minutes and um. Christian's mad at me, I think. Nah, he's not mad. I feel like I feel like you're mad. I feel like it should be Dave who's mad at me, but you're mad at me. No, I I won't. I won't. I'm just I'm 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 just I'm dis I'm disappointed. <laughs> I think the problem is you. maybe. I think that here's the issue. Maybe not you necessarily, because I don't think you, you're that type of guy. But I think a lot of people, people that aren't going to like this film, I, I, I almost feel like saying, what were you expecting? It's like, I don't know what you were expecting from a, a slasher, from a sequel uh, to something from, you know, primarily in the 80s, for something to be made now. I don't know why anybody out there was expecting a 10 out of 10 film, because I, this was my most anticipated movie of the year, not at any point did I think I was going to rate it as high as the original. I figure best case scenario part two or three. But after everything I've seen since then, I don't know what people are expecting. This day and age, you don't go to the, the movies and see a slasher sequel that, matter of fact, you don't see any slashers nowadays if you go to the theater that you're going to that, that you're gonna walk out and say, simply amazing. It doesn't happen anymore. They're, they're not groundbreaking. There's nothing new. You might catch a, a gem that's like independent, but nothing that's going to come to the theater. I came out and Carrie and I both said that was fucking amazing. I actually said that. I had a great time with it. I'm not going to say it's amazing by any means, but wait, 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 what are we talking about right now? I'm sorry. You're talking about it. I said, I I was giddy. This is exactly what I've been wanting out of a Halloween sequel for eons. And they did it. They finally delivered something that I thought was like, I'm not saying it's a 10 out of 10, but I'm saying I was damn fucking happy with it. There's a couple of nitpick things and things I didn't like and and whatnot, but but it was a home run. I don't know. It didn't hit for me. I wanted this as a, as a film that was being made as a direct sequel to part one. I wanted it to be a much more intimate feel between Michael and Lori, and I felt a huge disconnect there. I felt a huge disconnect between Lori and the character of her daughter. I felt a huge disconnect between the granddaughter and Lori, I felt a huge disconnect between just about every character in this film that it just, it, it's almost like, it just felt like watching a random slasher where the killer just happens to be Michael Myers going around trying to kill everyone. Wow. How about this? Even if it wasn't, if you take Michael Myers out of this film, I think it's a good slasher as is. If it has nothing to do with Michael, just a fucking, if you went, 
If this was the if this movie popped up on Netflix and it was a slasher about someone that survived an attack fucking years ago and it wasn't Laurie Strode and it wasn't people would be fucking blowing it all. I think it's place. a better slasher. I, I don't think it's great, but I think it's a better slasher. But it, it's got to be held to higher standards. This is the eleventh eleventh movie in a franchise. It's well, got to be held to higher standards. And I See, I disagree. I think, I think it has to be held to lower standards because it's the eleventh film in a franchise. I think. By this time, after after going through the drudge, in my opinion, yeah. of four and five and six and seven, and not drudge, but I'm saying of being in that land and seeing the sequels to these amazing films like Friday and Halloween and Nightmare, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when you're this far into a series and this is a direct sequel, I mean, I'm just hoping that it's going to be good at this point. At, no, at, see, at that point, when they decide to make it a direct sequel, that's when you got to hold to higher standards because it's listening to its fans. It's listening to the complaints for the last 40 years, 37 years since Part 2 came out, and it's ignoring the last 37 years of Halloween, and it's going back to the original, and it still misses the mark for me. Well, and for you, because that, that that's the key word there. I'll tell you one of my nitpicks. Dave, I didn't find it, like, jump-scary in, in a sense, even though there's a couple of pop-ups, uh, like the the light part with the dude in the uh, in the devil suit or whatever like that, yeah, that that was that was well done uh, with the lights and everything like that. But I'm talking about they, I think intentionally so, didn't put the stingers on Michael Myers would appear out because I think they could have actually had more jump scares like that girl. Although you knew he was going house to house there almost, but the girl that goes to the Venetian blinds and puts the blinds down when he appears behind. It could have been a big Halloween 1, Halloween 2 stinger. And I don't think they did that. And I don't think they did that throughout most of the movie. Uh, but it was, instead, it was tense. There was just a lot of tension and tense moments. And there's constant build. And I felt that uh, um, anticipation. And, and I, I know my wife felt the same way, too. And at the end, we both kind of admitted we kind of had tears in our eyes. Not because it was sad, but we just thought it was such a fantastic payoff. Wow. I have tears oh. in my eyes listening to this story. but i do love the venetian blinds (laughs) i feel like an asshole now no 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 no, i really like i never want to be this person and usually and i'm not like i don't either but it happens sometimes yeah i just i don't know what it is i i mean i know what it is it's everything i i said but for some reason this this to me was just a misfire in every possible way. This is what I wanted when it came out of H2O, and I did not get it. And I, I was questioning, did I like it? Remember? Now, this was like no question about it. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I enjoyed it too. And But H2O suffered because of its time. Because 1998 and, and being Hollow Scream, in 2018, we're in a better place in horror, and you could do whatever the fuck you want. And... You know, that's just the way it seemed. It seemed like there was more free range in 2018 than there was in 98. And I think that's, you know, that, that, that figures in here. But it's more than that. I think the time they spent with Lori was perfect. It wasn't too much time. Like H2O, it was like 80% Lori and 20% of the teens. Where this this movie, you know, it, it was a perfect balance the way they did it. It was back and forth. You had a you had Lori, you had the daughter, you had the granddaughter, and you had the granddaughter and her friends. And I gotta tell you, I liked all the kids, and they were all believable. Even, even the situation between the boyfriend when he 
quote unquote cheated at the party, even that is something that was very believable. The oh, way. yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. That was completely believable. It was a yeah. drunk kiss. It, it, it right. actually meant nothing. Like, right. they, they would have made up f- fine with that. I did actually like the kid characters. My least favorite characters was, and it's not even that I dislike the characters, I dislike the d- dynamic between the three generations of, of Strode girls. I just, wow. the, the, I just, I, and I love, well, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis but I love uh, Judy Greer. I think she's a great actor. I love her and everything. I just, it didn't, there was just no connect there for me. I didn't buy her as having an awful childhood and still maintaining this sort of decent relationship with her mother. They're just, I don't know. I wanted this to be a much more stripped back emotional film. And it seems like it was more of a ramped up slasher. That's what, you don't, I want, Wow, that's I guess that's where we differ. I want a ramped up slasher. I want. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted it. I wanted it more stripped back. I, I wanted it more stripped back at the end. That's what complaint. You know me. I like final girl. I don't like final fucking. It's bad enough when you have like two generations. I don't want fucking three. That's my only thing. I'm not as invested, and in it becomes fucking. I don't like when a film, any film, becomes. We're gonna hunt the hunter. I don't like that. I never do in any any slasher. Any horror film. I'm not knocking the film. I quite enjoyed it. But if I'm going to nitpick certain things, that's one thing that, uh, and I, I believe I feel opposite a lot of people. I've talked to some people that really loved it, and they loved the third act. And me, I just liked it, and I loved, kind of loved the rest. That's just me. Because I'm not into all that shit. I do like the reversal, the reversal of the character. Uh, her going yes. to the ledge, falling to the ground like Michael did in part one. So. Him turning going back she's gone and then her coming out of the darkness coming out of the shadow yeah that that was cool and the daughter playing victim and then and then firing off a shot those were all kick-ass moments man like fist pumping moments i and my wife and i were both i keep saying that because we're both this like gideon and remember i dragged her the resurrection so the last thing she really wanted to see was another uh, Halloween movie uh, sequel. But because she loves Jamie Lee Curtis and because she loves the first Halloween, she was definitely on board. And uh, and and I think she she probably rates it higher than I do. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I have so much to say that I, <laughs> I have so many notes because I came home and she said, take your notes. I just spoke. <laughs> Seriously, thank goodness you said it. I just sat down and I grabbed my phone and I, I opened my notes on my phone and I just spoke and spoke and spoke for like fucking two minutes about everything. I, I Just all my thoughts. And they're all here and I've maybe talked about 25% of them. There's so much. Mostly because Christian's so excited and Brandon's so not excited. So I, I just, I've witnessed that, which is fine. It's great. But, you know, the thing, my favorite shit was... The busy, the busy street. This felt more like a Halloween night than any of them before, because of the the real the realism of the street. Like, yeah. there's kids all over the place. There's people walking, and that makes it that more scary. That Michael is walking the street like any other person, and that shit. He walks into that fucking tool shed, and he grabs the hammer, and he walks in, and he fucking kills that lady. That is probably my favorite and most memorable part of the whole movie it should have killed the baby he should have killed the baby dude that was it he didn't kill the baby but at least at least we had a few seconds there of suspense <laughs> yeah, yeah. even curious he's not gonna kill the baby as yeah, like, the movie won't do that like, dude, they killed the kid. baby. They killed the kid. actually it wasn't it supposed was to be a baby it, right. it was supposed to be an old man on a couch but the extra didn't show up for shooting that day so they put a baby in a crib are you being serious 
dead serious. Well, wow. was it supposed to be Mr. Elroy? Because that was the right out of. That's what I'm saying. They it was definitely the Elrod scene. It was the the ham and the cutting and this and that. and then later on they used the Elrod name. Yeah. When or uh, which was yeah. yeah, which was cool. But when he went and did that, and then the thing with the baby, if that would have happened with the baby, I would have, I would have said ten out of ten, and maybe even left the theater. So the kid can't get any better than what I've just seen. They killed a kid and a baby, and it's Michael Myers. Good night. I'm leaving. I might have left. <laughs> what happened? What happened to the black cop? The one wearing the cowboy hat? I don't they, know. But I'm they, too happy. My wife said to tell us to say. She said this when we this morning when we were talking about it, and I told her I would mention it on the show. On the show, she was so happy. The black folks survived. The cop and the kid. How do you like that? Yeah, but they introduced the cop at, like he was going to be some badass character who was going to have you know part at least a showdown or an attempt at you know at, at stopping Michael. And then he, one. and then you never see him. Good. It's too. There was too many authority figures. I understand why they're there, but I don't need them all in the showdown. We had enough people in the showdown. But this guy, he literally disappeared. They, yeah, it probably will come back in the sequel. They're, they're, you're right, because they killed the cop that you're, that we're all cheering for. This is what this movie had no problem killing all the likable characters. So that's why you thought he might kill this baby. I hoped. Oh, I thought, I thought I about killed. killing that baby. Oh, that would have been brilliant. But it needed more. At least they molded over as the audience. We yeah. molded over for a second. I'm like, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? And I'm like, probably not. But right now, I have a little hope. They're, they're letting it linger. <laughs> then I have to give it props. Cause I'm telling you, if that would have happened, it's movie of the fucking year, maybe movie of the decade if, if they do that. <laughs> Who does that? Decade. Who? Nobody oh, does baby. that. Oh man, I want whatever Human drugs you guys are taking. <laughs> and how about this? The dog. The dog was disappointed. For the first time, we saw a dog, and Michael didn't kill it. You know, that's unusual. That dog was an asshole, too. It was fucking you know, like mad. You know? I can say that. I have two dogs. Some dogs are assholes. You know? <laughs> Wasn't he bugging the fuck out, that dog, when all the inmates were bugging out? Which, I think that would happen to be while the inmates acting all loony because of the mask. It's the fucking mask. They held it up and, and nothing's going on. And maybe the, I don't know. I think it was kind of cool that they, they bugged out. It was unrealistic, but enjoyable. You know what I'm I saying? don't know. It just—it's fun. It's a fucking slasher. Yeah. Why do you want to freak it I out? I didn't have over? fun. I didn't have fun with it. Oh, I wow. was not bored. I understand. I understand that, but you don't think that? Why nitpick that, but overlook things that happen in other slashers? You know what I mean? That—that's all I'm asking. That's Each the only film thing. is its own thing. I, you know, if if people can point out, you know, where I've done it and ignored it in this one or that one, but for this, I, I held it to a higher standard. I'm not taking points off of it because I held it to a higher standard. I'm taking points of it because I thought it was an overall boring film that missed the mark in every single way. Boring. Wow. Oh, yeah, boring. It's not, even, it's not even a high budget. It's a $10 million budget, which is actually fairly low budget in this day yeah. and age. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a normal budget for the horror films today, it seems, for the big horror films today, $10, 15000000 million. Right. I mean, it, it is low, but, you know. It's not like budget. it. <laughs> you know? Like the budget for it, I don't know what it was, but good lord. This is like the budget for, you know, a Saw film or... True. Yeah. Or, or Get Out, for that matter. That uh, yeah, yeah. It didn't, split didn't cost much. I guess, you know, be, again, we're holding it to a higher standard because it's Halloween. So we're thinking that it's a low budget, but in actuality, it's the same budget as most other films. But we're expecting because it's, ha it's Halloween and it's Hollywood... It's not even Hollywood. It's fucking Blumhouse. What do you want to call it? I mean, because we're going to the theater to see it. What do you want to call that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the I don't think the 
I don't think yeah, the budget's sure. wasted either. You oh, know, no. the, the kills were decent. You know, the, the best kill is definitely, you know, the doctor's kill. What about it's, the human? Ooh. What about the human jack o' lantern head? Yes, that was. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, also. Fun. Yeah, wow. and, and it's funny because I think they're actually including that jack o' lantern uh, cop head in the new toy they're releasing, because everyone thought that was gonna be like Michael unmasked. <laughs> what? He was gonna be a jack o' lantern. Everyone <laughs> thought that face. Was, if you look at the new, I think it's the new NECA. Oh, really? The new, the new NECA Michael Myers. I think they have that head in there. People thought Michael unmasked was gonna be a jack o' lantern. Well, people are like, "Well, are they unmasking him? Is that is this what this is? You know?" Oh. Well, you couldn't really tell it was jack o' lantern. It was just like lit up. You know what kill I liked was the the gas station. The couple there, oh, it, they actually, they, they, yeah. they, it, it was vicious. Actually, I believe they were attributing two movies there. They were attributing fucking H two O with the bathroom with the stalls, and then Ken Faris kill on the remake. It was almost as vicious as Ken Ken Faris kill on the remake, which was. Awesome. When he was yeah, and she she was pinching she was pinching a loaf off too. <laughs> Let me pass this beast in peace. <laughs> she should have said that. <laughs> that me. sequence was great because they just established the washroom as this, this disgusting shit yes. and no pun intended. And then she <laughs> has to drag her so it gets dragged across. It's just you're just feeling it and it's just disgusting. And you feel like they're both gonna get away because they were set up at the beginning. So you thought maybe, and I think that was a great head fake. Because I just assumed they're going to be a bigger part of this movie, maybe Warren right. Laurie or something. You don't know what, what's going on with this, and they get fucking destroyed. They get killed. No, I never once thought that. I thought instantly these guys are goners because Michael needs his mask, so he's going to use his excellent tracking skills to immediately find them. Of course, it's going to be at a garage because he also needs a garage outfit, yeah. a, uh, a mechanic's outfit, so he's going to get that. Absolutely. He's going to kill everyone in broad daylight. There's a woman in the car who sees this big six foot three escape mental patient in his gown walking around in the middle of the street, but nobody's going to say anything. And, typical. Uh, yeah, t very typical. And, typical uh, slasher conveniences and stuff they've done in the same series before. It, so exactly. I, I enjoyed it, though. Like, you know what I mean? I could see someone that isn't a slasher fan and so you know what I mean or someone coming from the outside oh how could this happen and why and that's awful convenient but because of that it actually heightened my enjoyment because I was like okay they're doing they're not taking themselves too seriously but they're also doing some unconventional things that that seem realistic like I said before Michael just walking the street walking and grabbing the hammer that's fucking crazy you never saw that before just all that action like that you know but did anybody notice I felt like I was the only person in the theater that saw this at the time. Did you guys see when Michael was killing the attendant before they went to the bathroom? Yes. Yeah, Did you? You saw that? Boom. Yes. Boom. The hand just, going up like, and down. Just, yeah. Yeah. And that's where he knocks the teeth out of, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because his whole mouth, his whole jaw is like no, busted. That's the other guy. There was when, when she's asking where the loo is, you see mm -hmm. someone getting beat up behind. And oh, in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the garage. Yeah. 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 So yeah. cool, and like I felt that was like the only one because I I like reacted and nobody else in the theater. Everyone just sat there fucking stone faced. I was like, is nobody seeing me? That's fucking awesome, you know. No, it's it's because when C said he got the teeth, he got the teeth from the other guy. Oh, his face was busted open. I think he could have. Yeah, his whole mouth. It looked like the woman and the uh, the cook and uh, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> oh, you? stop! Yeah, oh. that's what it looked like. Fuck off. That's awful. Uh, the teeth though, I didn't even think of it, but it was fun that he played. He played with the teeth, and then he played later on with the ghost costume again on the girl, which 
you know, I knew that was her when it happened. They went in there and I said, oh, what's in that guy? My daughter said something. I'm like, ah, that's going to be that girl. And yeah, it's going it to be her or it's going to be the, uh, the pot-smoking boyfriend. But they, they, they took Bob's kill and split <laughs> it between the two of them. Make her the ghost and pin him to the wall. True. Good call. No shit. Yeah, it was a double Bob. <laughs> double Bob. <laughs> Neil and Bob. <laughs> How about that kid, though? You got to get out of the house. You're going to get killed. The little black kid. He was fucking great. The guy, of course, the guy doesn't listen. And he gets he was killed. My, you know? He was my favorite part of the movie. It was my only complaint was that was like 90% of the comedy was in that 10 minute span. And uh, it, he was great. He was it, great. I loved him. No, I, I do like him, but. I think they, they should have scaled it back like 25%. That's all. It was just like all at once, hammer, joke, joke, hammer, joke, do, 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 do. You know, it was just, it was all at once. It was all in that one scene. It was okay. I mean, the other the comedy they had in other parts was, I was more of a fan of that. It was a little more subtle, you know, like some of the lines that were said. Well, the part yeah. six reference, I think, was, what are we going to do? Cancel Halloween? <laughs> wow. It's a little dialogue there. I just thought it was great. Now, I guess this is like, I don't know if this is my favorite horror film of the year, but yet I'll have to make that. I'll have to sort of decompress and really think it out. But it was definitely my most fun experience watching a horror film this year. No question. I had a blast. I absolutely enjoyed almost everything. Like I said, there were some things that I'm like, I I just, I want to question the reality of being able to stuff daddy O up in the closet. (laughs) Uh, the timing frame there, and and just uh, just you know some other little things. A lot of good stuff. Way way I I, I like almost want to weep that I finally got a sequel that I that I wanted to see for years. I'm happy Ooh. for you, and I'm kind of like mad at you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at you. <laughs> like I'm kind of angry at you, but I'm I'm happy for you. I am happy for you, but I'm kind of like. I don't know. I got a little bit of hatred inside me right now. Oh, I tell you what, you you can't hate on me because I had a great time, but I felt like I was the only person in my theater that did. Like I'm not saying people didn't like it, but it's like all the stuff I was popping for, like nobody did. Like it's okay. I don't think anyone in my theater liked it. I went with my father to see it, and it was pretty crowded for a morning show. And uh, I don't think anyone in the theater liked it. But but see, oh, I was gonna say, did your dad like it? Yeah, he hated it. He hated wow. it, and he watched. He watched them all with me. Was he talking during the film, saying how this sucks and how that sucks, or no? No, okay. I kept. I kept annoying him during the movie. <laughs> I, kept, <laughs> I kept like poking him and stuff. He was probably was enjoying getting... it, and you were fucking a pumpkin beside <laughs> him, bugging the shit out of him. As he would have been screaming at me, he's like, "You left your phone on, and you were annoying your dad." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! How about Judith when they went to see Judith's um, gravestone and it looked the same as it did from part one? That was so spot on. Yeah. I loved it. And what they said, they go, I don't know, it must be some kind of celebrity. Why do so many people come here? I like that. I like the fact that Michael Myers is known, but it's more realistic than it is in, in the other movies in the franchise where he's like this national celebrity. Like, it isn't like that here. And, the, the, and they even make light of it earlier on in the film when one boyfriend says, he's like, big deal. He killed somebody. He killed five people 40 years ago. By today's standards, that's nothing. That and, was great. Yeah. Yes. I love great. that. Yeah. Because they had so many nods. Even the fucking, her drinking the wine at the thing is, is like a, when she, when Lori went there, she drank the wine quick. That was like H2O. And yeah. then they had. Um, Except it was red in this. It was white true. in H2O. True. But still, <laughs> I mean, it's enough. They had the names. Lonnie was the name of the, the one character. They kept referencing yeah. him over and over like a character. Yeah. This must be a callback to part one because there's yeah. a Lonnie kid. And he's like, oh, Lonnie. Because the son, the boyfriend is the sad, right? That's Lonnie? 
Yeah. 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 And even that horse's head, that fucking that toy that that thing had. Remember he he had that toy. It was that horse head thing. Yeah. You know what his name was? It should have been a Take. white horse. That would have been hilarious. No. It, oh, well, the fact that it was a horse was cool, but it was named Tate. And you, you know what Tate is? Tate was fucking Lori's last name in H2O when she changed her name. Just all these little freaking nods. I, I like, and I thought that's what Brandon licks on a Saturday night. <laughs> I don't call it the Tate. I call it the Devil's Driveway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From the Devil's Driveway to the Hershey Highway. <laughs> How about right, they, they should have spent less time with the Easter eggs and more time focusing on writing a better script. I thought it was perfect Easter eggs because they're only things that that we can notice. They're 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 quick things like a line, like when she like when Lori says, "That's the idea." The way fucking Loomis does in Part One, little yep. fucking things that only fanboys are gonna pick up on. Yeah, that's what I like when it's not overdone, like. And I was just defending each tool when we talked about it earlier, but and you guys said it was a little, a little forced with the cycle, with the car and the music and everything else. And I defended it, but I will say that it was a little more subtle here. They didn't spend too much time on anything. They didn't. They they, they did it. It was a perfect balance where it was a little here and a little there, and that's what I enjoyed. And they stretched it out a little bit longer. It was like an hour and forty something minutes. So you know, when we're H two O was like fucking not even 90 minutes and maybe it could have had more time either way i'm just saying i could have stood for 10 more minutes that would have been just fine with me you know i was I was on board one of my things about that i was praising h2o for and they used it as a major plot device here was the fact that why would she stay in haddonfield if she was so haunted she would have gotten the hell out of dodge and so she left and went to the other side of the country here Lori decides to stay right in haddonfield but they explained right it on. i think based on her character so that's where i'm forgiving of it because she's like she she prayed for him to get out every day so she can oh. kill him so that then allows her to say no i'm staying right the fuck here yeah that's selfish she prayed for him to escape and he escapes and he kills a lot of people so she prayed for a lot of people's deaths and then of course she's so prepared and she still gets her ass kicked hey it's michael what do you want you know i know I mean? but i would have liked to have seen her a little bit more fucking chuck norris on him a little bit pretty- Badass. I thought she got tossed around and got lucky, and actually the daughter and the granddaughter did most of the heavy lifting. You would have and so the, 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 there's yeah, there's no there's no intimacy in that final stare down because there's all three of them there. It should have been just her, the daughter, and, I, the daughter I, and the granddaughter shouldn't have even been there. I agree with that. That I agree with. I, I respect the whole thing with her, but that also gives her reason to stay there too, because she has the daughter and the granddaughter, and they're in Haddonfield. So, and that is important. And how about how about when the girl's in school and she looks outside, the fate conversation, and instead of seeing Michael, yeah, like, that's fucking great. It's so heavy-handed with the Easter eggs. It's like enough. Like we get it. It's awesome. It's cool. But does it need? It's one Easter egg after another. At least make it a vibrating Easter egg. Oh. <laughs> you know what could have worked for the end you guys just mentioned and i could see it and i could agree because this is really at the end of the day about laurie michael they could have had the fire they're all looking and then the mom's like come on takes the daughter away and you just have laurie fixated on it for a couple more seconds yeah and, and michael could... takes his mask off and goes cordell <laughs> <laughs> wow they should have called this halloween the evil awakens that'd be great huh the evil awakens, you know? <laughs> and it's good they talked about Loomis. They didn't just blow yeah. him off. They talked about Loomis more than once. They had the tape. They had the, the photograph. They had a, a fucking portrait. The guy was Loomis's understudy. 
That was great. It's so good they did that. And I'm gonna. There was, there was a kid dressed as Loomis for Halloween. <laughs> the Loomis references were better in this than they were in H2O. No question. So you didn't feel him missed in this like you do in H2O. It's just the reality of it. I am blowing the movie. I'm like, I'm out of stuff to say. I oh, just... I'm not. I got a few okay, more. You keep going then, please. Good. <laughs> you keep going. I will go for a few. Turkish Loomis, when this just so, this just, this just shows his obsession. He just wants him to speak. He's never spoken. And how about in that scene? He's like, say something. What does he, does he say speak or does he say, say something? Yeah, he says say something. something. Just like yes. you guy at the beginning with the mask. Like that's Everybody just needs him to talk. To yeah. show that he's somewhat human and he won't talk. That's not human. Fa- yeah. <laughs> that's the what fixation I'm saying. is on that. Yeah. Right. That's what it's all about. And that's why what he did to me makes sense. Because he is, he wants to see this guy with this reputation and, and, and the psyche and everything else do something besides sit on his fucking fat ass and do nothing. You know, he's, he wants to see some action. He wants to see this guy's a legend, especially to him. He's dealing right with him. He two Halloween incidences. I mean, that's a that's a big fucking deal. Well, How you're about, you're supposing this guy's been his doctor for what twenty years? I'm guessing that. Sure. Why not? How long? Could I don't be? know. Just to suppress this type of uh, sick, twisted, psychopathic tendency just seems. I don't know. Seems a little convenient. What do you mean, for Michael to suppress it or for him? For Turkish Loomis. Well, maybe Turkish Loomis Turkish. became that over time from hanging out with him. Maybe. And, and for somebody, for, I was going to say, for somebody who's such a smart guy, for him to get manipulated by, uh, is it Karen, the granddaughter? That, that just shows you how fucked up he is. That's Yes, he's intelligent, but he's also insane in his own way. Like a lot of psychiatrists do suffer from certain things. You know what I mean? It, 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 not a lot, but it's just known <laughs> to happen. It's known to happen. Men of science that get obsessed with certain things, I could see that happening. His obsession took over, much they, like Loomis did. They should have played weird science every time he was in a scene. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Maybe Michael is evil and Michael has a power. That's why he made Loomis so fucking crazy from standing with him all the time. That's why the opportunity presented itself again. Loomis dies. This guy steps in. And Michael drives this guy fucking crazy just by standing there. Michael just... definitely drives him crazy, but Loomis was a good was a good Loomis. Turkish Loomis was a bad Loomis. True. Well, he's not Loomis. There can only be one damn Loomis. Turkish Loomis is the knockoff. So there you have it. He can't be Loomis. Loomis is good through and through. Where this Loomis, Turkish Loomis is a little bit. He's different, and that's what made the movie. Not made the movie, but that's what made this a different film. This was my jump the shark moment with Turkish Loomis. This was <laughs> this was my Freddie putting on the sunglasses for you. Oh, Turkish man. Loomis putting on the mask. I'll tell you what. I like everything with the kids, too. And I like when that kid, that is so well played. You knew it was coming when he complimented the girl. You're like the perfect girl. You're like the best looking one in school. And the best. And you knew that he was, it was going to come to a point where he hit on her. And when he did it, it was believable. Everything with the kids. I like the kids. Everything with them was believable. And that doesn't happen a lot. And as, as long as we're talking about Karen, what do you think about the final shot? Did that mean something to you? Because it meant something big to me. And you know what I'm talking about with holding the knife? Oh, you thought it was a Jamie transition? <laughs> in, in a manner of speaking, I thought it was, yes, because in Halloween 78, she keeps throwing the fucking knife away. She keeps throwing it away. She keeps throwing it. She keeps making that mistake time after time after time and paying the price. And it's very noticeable. In this one... This is two generations later. 
this girl's stronger and fucking has gone through something. She's stronger than both of her, her, her elders, and she is not letting go of that knife. She's doing just the opposite of what fucking, of what Lori did. She's standing there and holding it. And fucking- Me too. The Me Too movement. And they the empowerment of women. <laughs> oh, yeah. We will not. We will not put our knives down. Oh my lord! <laughs> there goes our ratings now because of this guy. Uh, they. I won't even like acknowledge that nonsense. The. <laughs> I just can't even. <laughs> See, he's genuinely mad that I didn't like this film because it's like his favorite film of the year. They freeze frame on it for a second too, which I thought was odd because they don't freeze frame anymore. At the end of movies, they freeze frame before it slam cuts to the credits as well. Did you guys see the very, very end? Yes, I did. So yeah. you heard the breathing? I heard the breathing. He's, breathing. he's 60 some odd years old. He's wearing a mask. He's got a little emphysema. Of course, he's going to be breathing heavy. <laughs> it's, it's just joke. It's just like it's just like at the end of fucking Evil Dead remake where when when Earl Campbell, yeah, when Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Campbell was a running back for the for the Houston Oilers once upon a time. <laughs> anyway, uh, when Bruce Campbell says "groovy," it's just it's it's something to do just to do, nothing to look too deep in. There really should not be a sequel. Laurie has come back. It's fucking done. Don't take this and freaking and fuck it up. I don't care how much money it makes. Please, please, please. Well, that's why they ignored part two because please. clearly they're melting him again. But right. this time it's gonna work. Did you say melting him? Yeah, they're oh. burning him. He's melted. He's gone. He's melted. What the fuck? He- I'm melting. <laughs> nice, okay. So he's he's dead. I don't think there should be a sequel either. Let well, this fucking character rest in peace. Please. They, they did one thing, right? They didn't show his eyes getting hollowed out by flame and then resurrect him 5,000 times over. So they kept it a mysterious death in this one. You don't see his body burning away. So, yeah. Money talks, buddy. We're going to get Halloween 2020. Trust me. Oh, don't do it. Please no, don't. No, we are. He's, he's, he's right, Dave. I can't see us not. It's going to make this thing. It's going to make like 75 million the it's opening gonna weekend. It's going to be it's going to be enormous. Yeah, but I think Jamie Lee's back now. I think what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll try to do a transfer. Uh, Jamie Lee will be back transferring it to the young one. And it's going to eventually she'll it'll take the place there. And they're going to do right by at least keeping the same characters going. He's they in a do cell. right in this film. How are they going to continue to do right? He's in a cell. They're burning down the entire house. She took every fucking precaution to make sure there was no chance. She jigsawed that whole place like the collector. There's no fucking way. She even <laughs> said game over. <laughs> game over. She did say happy Halloween, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> there can't be any more. I enjoy the hell out of it. I don't want any more. Let this be the fucking coda. Just stop. Lori came back one final time. Boom. End it. Please. Because I just don't take a great thing and shit on it again. I just I know it's going to make a lot of money. What I'm hoping is that this is just going to show that slashers and, and these type of slashers can make money, which is ultimately going to lead to Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. And maybe, maybe we'll get a pickup. Maybe Alice will come back and they'll have a fucking pickup for part one. It'll be like, that's exactly what's going to happen. I, I guarantee you this is what's going to happen. That lawsuit's going to be settled next week. Huh? Right. Did you see what Halloween did? Victor, we're friends again. Right. Fucking hey, You know we're something. just fucking huh? use boy Jason. <laughs> <laughs> or boy George. <laughs> anyway. I, I mean, we're anyway. going on almost as long as the movie. Yeah, all right. All right, enough. <sighs> oh, did you have more? Finish. No, no, I don't have more. Oh. I don't believe I do. 
I like the sister joke. How they made a joke out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was in good. the preview. That's what we didn't want to tell oh, you. Was about. it? They 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 shot that off in the preview. Sweet, yeah. sweet, and I love that they didn't show his eyes. He's fucking back to black eye, not like H two O where he had to show suction his eyes. Cups. Yeah, no suction cups. <laughs> Brandon, did you have anything more to say? I'm not mad at you, man. I just I wish, you know, this is when I wish you experienced the same thing I did. Yeah, I didn't. I'm a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> like, <movie>. to you. <laughs> I mean, I think I've, it's pretty evident here. I'm coming in at a full head explosion. As am I. And I had to actually go back to the ratings chart to look, and I'm at body convulsions. <gasps> Holy yes. shit. Yes, I am I am below the mild rumble here. I, I, yeah, I thought you were going to say mild rumble, and I... No, I'm I'm below the mild rumble. You I, fucking think this is worse than Halloween 5? I gotta be honest, I think this might be worse than Resurrection. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think, I honestly think that we might have to look for a replacement. I honestly think I might quit podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just it, it, I just, on every level of what I'm looking for in this story, it missed the mark. It spread itself way too thin with way too many characters and didn't go back to the intimate relationship of Lori and Michael. I And I agree with, with you guys. I did like the kids. I did like them all. But there was so much time spread throughout. You even mentioned it, Dave, that it was like in H2O it was 80% Lori. I didn't mind that. Because oh. Lori is the movie, especially when you're talking here. It's Lori and Michael. I would have liked it. It's a fucking I mean, slasher. You're trying to make it all like... I fucking... know, but it's a sequel to part one, which is the least slasher of the whole franchise. Oh, because it's more psychological than slasher and anything in, it's in part one. It's still stalking slash, though. It's still fucking know, a guy. But, it, but it's, not, it's not like high body count, deadly kills, as it, bloody kills as it progresses through the franchise. It's much more intimate and psychological. And this one just spread itself way too thin. I take it back. I am mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'm just, I'm saddened a little bit by it. I'm just a little saddened by it because it, like if, if, if Brandon was like a big Halloween part one fanboy and he said, and he built up these amazing expectations, like, like some have like expecting a 10 out of 10 for some strange reason, which doesn't make sense to me. But if you were that kind of a guy, then I could see, where you come in that low because of disappointment, but you're not a huge Halloween fanboy. No, and I give the original. You are. I know, but I don't think you have the, I don't think you have the love for it the way I do. I've I've talked about that many times before. I don't know if I'm a fanboy of anything in the horror genre, which is crazy. I want to have the love for a particular movie more so than, than most people do, but I don't have that like you guys have for Halloween or Fridays. And I love them. But I'm not, yeah. I, I can't say I, there's a film out there that I fanboy over. Maybe it'll happen one day. Maybe someday. This has been yeah. a great journey, to be honest. This oh, was hasn't a great it? journey. Yeah, I wish we could rank them all. I don't. Can anybody even remember? I don't even think we could do it. Nah, you will I, put it on the page after. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it next show for the blow-off show. We'll just Because we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to tie up some loose ends, a couple emails, you know, some things like that. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll rank some franchises. Who knows? We don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to have a blow-off, enjoy ourselves. Like, we're just going to blow each other yes. off. <laughs> and then, so I, one thing. I have loose ends like Christian's anus. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to go into another 
final franchise for the year. I think you people know what it is. We've talked about it. And, yeah, get ready for that. Puppet Master. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's the howling. Well, I just want to say this was fun again. And good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making us the most downloaded show on the Horophilia Network. Oh, yeah. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you for all the support, all the love. And remember, it's just my opinion. I'm over it already. Keep the hate. Keep the hate mail to a uh, to a minimum, please. (laughs) Nah, nobody hates you. Nobody hates you. Eh, I'm not too sure. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we love all you guys. Thank you again. And uh, it's been a great time. It's gonna been a great time doing this with you guys. And um, it's October and happy Halloween, everybody.